at your wedding. At your wedding, I'll have a wonderful time. Nobody gave it all. Stop that bus. Unloading talk. Cancel. Okay. Enter. Will Brad. Asleep. You bus in. Bob out. Bob out with your chin. There ain't nobody here but us chickens. Now there ain't nobody here at all. You're stomping around and shaking the ground while you raising up a bobble dust. We chickens trying to sleep and you bust in and yakety 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 yakety. It's a sin. Tomorrow is a busy day. We got things to do. We got eggs to lay. Worms to dig, grounds to scratch, and it takes a lot of setting getting chicks to hatch. Now there ain't nobody here but us chickens. There ain't nobody here at all. Shh, now quiet yourself. Stop that fuss, cause there ain't nobody here but us. And kind of point that gun the other way and hobble, hobble, hobble up and hit the hay. Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Well, that's Phil Harris, right, Kim? Anyway, we are getting ourselves ready for the show. And I'm going to see if I can hear myself. Yep, good. That's a good sign. Can you hear me, Bobby? All right. Thank you, Kim. Bobby, thank you, Kim, for taking care of, good care of us. Uh-oh. You're welcome. So, I'm, I don't know if you can hear me or not. I can. Okay, good. I had turned the microphone box off, and I was trying to talk with it turned off. So well, that I, worked out pretty good. That, that's, that's, good that's a good mic technique. Yeah. It really shows you we got listeners. I mean, my gosh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get dressed from the wedding, and the phone rang, both my home phone and the studio phone. Hey, you know you got dead air? I mean, <laughs> so. yeah, and that, and that's that was me in the dead air because I put the uh, man performance on. I had two half hour shows on a CD, and I thought this CD. Bill bought this new CD player, and I thought it would play one track and move on to the second. Well, it did not move on to the second. Uh oh. It has all these buttons and and ways to do it, and I've not messed with it yet, so I didn't know how to. I thought it would just keep playing like you do in a car, but apparently it doesn't. Must be a way to program it, which I don't know how to do yet. So I guess we bought a dumb CD player. No, it's one CD. It's a believe it or not, it's a Tascam one CD player. But it's not yeah. smart enough to go to the second track. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't, see, I I don't have a dumb phone. I don't have a smart phone, and I just bought a new dumb phone. But it talks to me now, so I my dumb my dumb phone got me smarter. <laughs> well, good. About time you move up to the twenty first, or is the twenty second century? That is now. true. That is true. That is true. Well, give me a couple minutes before I get Patricia because I'm I gotta go put some shoes and socks on, and. Okay, well. I, while you're gone, I can just play another Phil Harris. Please do. Please be. Please be my guest. All right. How much time do you need? Give me. I, I, I'm also going to help my dad. So give me. Give me another two. Two more songs. All right. All right. I'll do that. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. You heard it, folks. Let's see what we'll play next. We will play. Uh, where's that one? There's just so many to pick from. How about uh, Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas? 
Now, I know all y'all don't know who it is because I just got here today. My hometown is a little town way down Dixie Way. Now, everybody down there for miles around all calls me by my name. Now that I'm up here in your big city, I sure wish y'all would do the same. Because I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas, and you ought to see me do my stuff. Why, I'm a clean-cut fella from Horner's Corner. Oh, you ought to see me strut. I'm a caper-cutting cutie. Got a gal called Katie. She's a little heavy lady, and I call her baby. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas. And you ought to see me do my stuff. Yes, a ding-dong daddy from the Dumas. And you ought to see me do my stuff. I'm a ping-pong popper from Pitchfork Prairie. Ought to see me strut. I'm a ding-dong daddy, got a whiz-bang mama. She's a Bear Creek baby and a wampus kitty. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas. And you ought to see me do my Just a ding-dong a daddy from the Dumas. Who you ought to see me do my stuff. I'm a corn pone popper and an apple knocker. You ought to see me strut. I'm a mama-loving man and I just left Mary. She's a big blonde baby from Peanut Prairie. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Duma now. And you ought to see me do my stuff. Just a rink and dink a daddy from the Dumas. Who you ought to see me do my stuff? I'm a peach pie popper from Jackson's Hollow. Oh, you ought to see me strut. I'm a honey dripping daddy. Got a hard hearted baby. She's a chic shaking Sheba. And hallelujah, I'm a ding dong daddy from Dumas. And you ought to see me strut. Now, since Walden's not here, I will play the... Oh, heck, sorry, guys. I got my microphone or something up too loud or too close to the microphone. I will play The Preacher and the Bear. That was one of my grandmother's favorite songs. Preacher went out walking, was on one Sunday morning. It was against his religion, but he took his gun along. He shot himself some mighty fine quail and one little measly hare. But on his way returning home, he met a great big grizzly bear. Now the bear got down in the middle of the road on all fours like a great big toad and looked that preacher right square in the eye. And the preacher looked at him and said bye-bye. Started down the road and took out the run. The bear right after that preacher did come, running the run for about a mile. Then they both sat down and rested a while. The preacher got up, started again. The bear, he started out with more of him, and they ran and they ran till he spotted the tree set up on the limb as a place for me. Bear got close, made a grab for him. Preacher leaped up and he made the limb, pulled himself up and turned about, cast his eyes to the skies, and he did shout, Oh, Lord, you delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Also delivered Jonah from the belly of the whale, and then the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace, so the good book do declare, yes, Lord, if you can't help me, for goodness sake, don't help that bear. 
just about then, the limb let go and the breach came tumbling down. Reached in his pocket, pulled his razor out just before he hit the ground. He hit the ground with an awful bang, it was a terrible sight. The preacher and the bear with the razor in his hair just cutting left and right. Well, they rolled around on the ground, the preacher was up and then he was down. The bear let out an awful moan, it looked like the preacher was holding his own. Thought if I'd get out of here alive with that good book, I will abide. I'll never sin on Sabbath day and Sunday come, I'll pray and pray to the heavens. He did glance at Lord, just give me one more chance. Then his suspenders gave away, and he knocked that bear ten feet away. Then the preacher got up and made a bound for a tree where he'd be safe and sound. Pulled himself up and turned about, cast his eyes to the skies, and he did shout, Oh, Lord, you delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Also delivered Jonah from the belly of the whale, and then the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace. So the good book do declare, yes, Lord, if you can't help me, for goodness sakes, don't help that bear. Walden. Oh, that means we have to play another Phil Harris song. This one will be, uh, I just saw it. Where did it go? Oh, my goodness. Was this right in front of me? Oh, I am back. Oh, heck. I was going to play another Phil Harris we song. We do. Okay. We do. We don't hear enough of Phil Harris. That's what I said. I don't know who runs this slipshot operation. <laughs> they need to put some Phil Harris on this station. So what you had lined up for us? I was going to play Minnie the Mermaid. Please do. All right. Last night, I dreamed that I was down in the bottom of the sea, down in that salty water. And I met a maiden fair who had a cottage there. Of course, uh, she didn't have it in her own name, but uh, anyway, we had it. And she had a tale of a fish for a train. But whoa, now whoa, how that gal could entertain. And what a time I had with Minnie, the mermaid, down at the bottom of the sea. I lost all my troubles in amongst the bubbles, why she was just as sweet as she could be. And every night when those starfish came out, I hugged and kissed her so. Oh, oh, what a time I had with Minnie, the mermaid, down in her seaweed bungalow, low, down in her seaweed bungalow. Yeah, I can't forget those happy days way down at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> yeah, I'm strong for her, and I really long for her, and I'm inclined to believe that she's longing for me. So every night, I'm in bed before nine, because I want to dream again of that mermaid of mine. Because, oh, what a time I had with Minnie, the mermaid, down at the bottom of the sea. I lost all my morals in amongst those corals that many made a sucker out of me. And every night when those starfish came out, I hugged and kissed her so. Oh, oh, what a time I had with Minnie, the mermaid, down in her seaweed bungalow, low, down in her seaweed bungalow. And I sing with delight. As I spend most the night Beneath that billowy ocean with you Cause you're sweet and pretty too Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep So beware Beware 
You think that's enough, Bill Harris? Oh, I don't know. We can ask Patricia. Patricia, is that enough, Bill Harris? What do you think? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was just me out, more than me out there who likes Bill Harris. <laughs> there you are. No, I really like Phil Harris. Oh, he's so fun. I know. I, like, I forgot that, how much you like him. But I agree with your cho- with your choice and your pick, ma'am. Oh, well, thank you very much. I was just figuring, well, what was I going to play? Then I remembered I had all this stuff loaded up for when I put shows together and that. I'm like, well, heck, might as well get some Phil Harris on this station. <laughs> and, and thank you for the candles. You are so good to me, Kim. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Glad you like them. I just love candles. I know you do, and you're getting me into the step of things here, too. Oh, good. All right. Well, I'll let you. Oh, you said you're going to be doing an interview with Rich Little. Yep. I just have. I get this magazine. The only magazine I've subscribed to. It's called Close. It's called Closer. C L O S E R. And about a week or so ago, they had a nice article in there about Rich Little. It comes out every week. If if, if you guys don't know about it, they they uh, it is Kardashian free. <laughs> and it's all. Um, I'm just read an article about Betty White, and then uh, epi- the uh, magazine had an anniversary about, um, I think it was uh, Casablanca, 75th oh anniversary on that. What? And they do Burt Lancaster every week. It's an older star, and um, um, uh, like Wink Martindale, and all the older people that we know and like. None of the, none of the um, current stars of today, shall I say? Lady <laughs> <laughs> Gaga's, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's a great magazine. It was just funny if you said about interviewing him. I just read a art- nice article about him. Great. Um, that's really nice when we can frequently we come around full circle and say, oh, I talked to him last week. Um, <laughs> Tim, how much is a, a subscription to this? I get, it's, what is it about? Hmm, I get for, I don't get a whole year because I think it's too much for a whole year. I break it like, I think like three months worth or something. It's like $25 or something like that. And it's a weekly magazine, and it's really good. I really like it a lot. And where did it come from? And do they have a website? Do you know? Uh, yeah, uh, probably closerweekly.com. Okay. Remember? That's C-L-O-S-E-R, weekly.com. And it's at the uh, grocery stores, and most of the time, that's where I see it at the grocery stores and um, CVS. I've seen it there once in a while. And it's just in, in amongst the people and um, all those magazines, you know, Inquire and all that. Mm-hmm. And they just had one for for Doris's day when her birthday. Yeah, her birthday coming up. Yep, they're doing a big yeah. celebration at her hotel. Yeah, and they just had, she had did an article, an interview in the magazine the last time around. Very nice. I keep all of them that I've gotten, and and there was um, is it Burt Lancaster, uh, Lancaster? They did uh, Kurt Douglas. Can you imagine Kurt Douglas now over one hundred years old? Yeah, amazing. And he he wrote a little article in it. Threshold, wow. Mm Mhm. But it's really nice, and and I just received was it Bob Hope this time? I'm kind of a week or two behind, and they have a TV schedule. What's on for the week and and what's on Turner Classic Movies, and, and I'm always behind, but they have um, an article in there about Bob Hope, which I haven't read yet. Okay. And it's like a two-page article and a lot of nice pictures, but it's a really nice magazine. Well, we're going to be playing our interview with Rachel Patricia, and I interviewed him Thursday. Thursday. And he has a brand-new book out. 
mm-hmm. and his people contacted us. So oh, really? yeah, and he is still working five days a week in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Patricia read the book, so you know when Patricia reads the book, look out, world. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, and he talked about his book in his magazine, and I was thinking about getting it. It sounds like a very interesting book. Talks about the different stars he's worked with, and well, Patricia can tell you she read it, and um, the interviewed and how he did the voices and all that. It was very interesting. Okay, I have a, a digital copy. It's PDF. If you want me to try to email it to you, I'd be happy to do that. Oh sure. Okay, let's see if it ha- if it works, and if it doesn't, then you have to buy your own. <laughs> no, that's fine. I I buy books a lot. I bought a Tom Jones book, and I bought one of the Carrie Fisher's latest book, and and uh, I have a, I have one in there about uh, the um, oh heck the famous hotel out in Howard. What's the the um, one with the bungalows? Oh well. I can't think what the name of that one is. Uh-huh. The Beverly Hills Hotel, I guess. The Hills yep, the, the, I think, somebody. Yep, I think what well, I think the Beverly, the Beverly Hills Hotel has one. Oh, I know. Chateau, the Chateau oh, Marmont. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got, I got that book. I haven't read yet. I'm starting to buy all these books all of a sudden because I love reading. I haven't really did a lot of done a lot of reading in a long time, so I'm getting my nice little library back together again. Cool. Everybody needs a library. Even if you don't get to read them, it's nice to touch them and say, I'll be back shortly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love books. I've not, I don't have a Kindle or anything, you know, but I just love the actual paper books and I mark them with, you know, put your bookmarker in there and, uh-huh. you know, and that's why I think that's why this magazine I like so much because it has nice little stories about the different stars and such. And, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend it to all the listeners. I think everybody would really enjoy it. My mom stopped getting people once she didn't know didn't know nobody in, in the magazine. That's when she decided it wasn't worth keeping people. I, I agree. I pick it up every once in a while, and I'm looking through it, and I'm like, who the heck are all these people? I don't even know who they are anymore. I was in my doctor's office one time and picked one up while I was waiting for my eyes to dilate. And I went page after page. I said, who are these people? And page, I said, finally, Mike Douglas. And then he was... Um, the caption was he was in the court with his son for drugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> never, never anything good in those. It seems like whenever I that I said it was that or it's always Kardashian this, Kardashian that. But the, mm. the Closer magazine is very good. I think guys will really like it. And it's all color pictures too, and and uh, glossy pages. It's not you know the cheap newsprint. It's all very nice, nicely done. And there's a crossword puzzle in there, and and um, there's something else they put in there. They have like which generation worked better, and and um, just just real neat stuff. I'm trying to remember. I've had so many up there now. I'm trying to remember the different articles I've read. You never. And they did one about Barbara Eden not that long ago. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So we're talking from people from the sift like 1970s back right. you know, to the good golden era you know era tv and radio and such and movies of course and they got to the 1990s on my radio and said we've got um some golden olives i thought i think i died <laughs> no what happened here you know this is a little bit too much I know it's terrible, and it'll say a good one from the past. You know, I did something from like, like you said, like 1980s. I'm like, oh my god, why did I say that's not old? <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. But, it's true. Yeah, 
I'll let you guys get to your business here. And, uh, All right. Well, thank you for covering for us. You're and, welcome. Anytime I can play Phil Harris, it's a good time. It's always a good time. And I went to a very interesting wedding, and I'll talk about that tonight with everybody. We have an interview. And, yes, family, I will I will move Patricia onto Skype. That way everybody can call in. But, you know, Patricia and I have to talk first off air. Okay, i got to find out what we're planning to do. You know. <laughs> You're like, Bill, oh, a before showtime, you decide what you're going to do, huh? <laughs> well, I, I want to I know if, if she wants to take call first, then do the interview, or do the interview first. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman and a scholar, and I try... your pants, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, I try to put the ladies first and say, what do you want to do, madame? And so I'll find out what madame wants to do. <laughs> Well, boy, do I have a surprise for you all, and you've got to wait until Walden opens the phones. Woo! That's a scary thought. <laughs> all right, Kim, thank you. We love you, and thank You're you for covering for us. All right, honey. You're welcome, Thanks. guys. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, Patricia. Uh, all right, there's Kim Black. Let me put a little music on and talk to Patricia quickly off air, because i got to find out <laughs> what does Madame want to do, so... Hey, hang in there, everybody. After all, I gotta find Perry Como. He Perry's somewhere in here. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be a song without Perry. Plays the beginning of that for me. The couple of times I've been with him, he played it. Uh huh. <sighs> he got good taste. Special. Okay, so we'll be back, everybody. We're going to be taking calls, so let me find a Perry Como CD in here. Tells you how organized I am tonight. I don't even know where Perry's at. He's somewhere in here. Let's see. Is this Perry or Buddy? Oh. Yeah. Perry Como. And held me close, then stole my heart. someone I trusted, who gave no warning, we'd ever part. She was last seen, hiding out in someone's arms. He knew nothing. Of the danger in her All right, well, do your song first, so, you know, stand in your head. Stand on your head, be famous, so. I think I got hung up on. No, you didn't. Can you hear me? Patricia? Patricia? Uh-oh. I don't know, she hears me. I don't think I got hung up on, but just in case somebody can hear me out there. Yes. 
You don't hear me? Nope, I keep hearing little crackles over there. Um, we haven't had some Burma shade for a while, so let us do some Burma shade. The Midnight Ride of Paul for Beer. Jaws Professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, edit. Wanted someone who kissed me and held Old me closely, then stole my heart. Unread messages, Larry, unread messages, John, Bill Bragg, someone I trust. Who gave no warning? I know you did, but can you hear me now? Oh, good. Oh, you were really there? I really went there, and you were just talking, and I said, Patricia, Patricia. And I kept saying, am I alone? I know. <laughs> All right, and so, so, you know, it wouldn't be a show without a show. So, we, let's, let's do the show. You know, okay. you know, everybody, this is how we do it. Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Oh, Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. 
everybody, it is Saturday night, February the 4th, year 2017, and we're only 20 minutes before midnight on the East Coast, and hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Hi, everybody. We are so mixed up, it's going to be one of those fun shows. What the more mixed up they get, the more fun they are, you know? Oh, yeah, and I have an interesting story to tell what I why I was late, but that's, we'll get to that when Patricia said go. And we do so. have callers on the line, and thank you, Kim Bragg, for covering for us. When I realized they weren't going to serve dinner on, on time, on the schedule, you know, that's what, what happens sometimes. But anyway. You must have food. You must have food. I must have food. Yes, 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 yes. You must, or we'd not have anything to talk about. That is true. That yeah. is true. Do we have somebody on the phone? We do. Should we do the caller first? Sure. Hello, caller. You're on with Patricia. Hello. Hello there. Back on the mainland. You. Oh, Ralph, wow. How are you? Wow, and how are all, you? And you're all safe, right? Oh, yeah. Everything went perfect. <laughs> so how long, us- how long, Ralph? Was it six weeks, four weeks? What would the total tr- length of oh, the Oh, five weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks. This is Ralph in California who spent time in Hawaii. And he's going to give us the highlights, aren't you? Yes, I can remember them all. My goodness, we did so much. <laughs> well, okay, we'll we'll do just a couple tonight, and then you can start again next week. How's that? You can talk. You can start with breakfast, Ralph. Where was the best place to have breakfast? Well, there was a little place right near where my daughter lives, uh, and uh, we used to go there for breakfast uh, a couple of times a week. And uh, I, I think I told you I had a loco moco. Yeah, uh, you did. That's why I remember you telling me a fellow New Yorker was the proprietor of the uh, of the establishment. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there was a uh, uh, another guy from uh, Long Island that had a big pizza place who <laughs> went there quite a bit, too. So. Funny. Did you find a pizza place? I think you said you did. You had a pizza place on the island. You're right, right. So was it really New York? Was it? was it really New York pizza in Hawaii? Pretty close. Uh, this guy he built himself a, a, a brick oven, and he could get. I was talking to the owner, and he can get like 800 degrees in there, and he cooks the pizzas very rapidly. I think so. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. Well, I'm glad for that. Did you have any with pineapple on it? Yeah, we we did so much. It's you know we went to this huge canyon, and we were looking down into the canyon. And they, you know, it really didn't look that big until you mm-hmm. seen the little helicopters flying around down in there. <laughs> uh-huh. You got a perspective of of, of how big it was. It was a mess. <laughs> I'm on the welcome home committee. <laughs> I'm not warm to the idea of going up in a chopper. I've never been in one. There are some experiences that I can get to the end of life without. That's one of them. Well, I've uh, I've been in a few helicopters. Really? And I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, we've flew off the, uh, years ago, uh-huh. uh, 
Pan American had a helicopter service that flew off of the Pan Am building in New York and then took you to the different airports. And we took off on that thing, and the wind was so strong, and that helicopter was bouncing, and Ralph got air sick, and it wasn't good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we can forget about those. Okay, what was the greatest visitor site you got to? I can't. I, I, don't, I don't know. Did the, you go to a park? Did you go to a zoo? Did you go to a garden? Um, uh, well, we, we went to the nicest restaurant I've ever been in. Okay. And you came home? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You what was in the go there twice. What did you have? Oh, we had, um, they had scallops, and then, then we had steak, and then they had a, uh, they had ice cream and uh, what they call a lava cake. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. Yeah, well, you, you, we busted that open, and it, it flowed out like lava. <laughs> it, was my, it was my birthday, actually. Right, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, I had a real good one. Well, it sure sounds like it. It sure sounds like it. So, and you are feeling okay? I'm sorry? Are you feeling fine? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling real good, thank you. Good, yeah, good. Me and I have been doing some walking when the weather is nice enough. And Great. I, we're getting in a mile a day there for a little while, but then it started to rain again. Uh, have you gotten a lot of rain, Ralph? Uh, is the how the drought condition near you? Well, uh, we went up and looked at the lake, the the big lake above us, and uh, uh -huh. it looks better than it did all last year. You know, even early in the season. So, uh, and now they're talking about uh, another week of rain. So things things are looking up. Yeah, yeah. And we're glad you're having it. You know, we worry about you and all of our family, so I'm very glad you checked in. Yeah, oh, yeah, I said to Tony, I'm tired of looking at the television. Let me try and call up. And I just had my, my computer completely uh, rebuilt and, and upgraded. Oh, you did have it, okay. And is it working now, or have, and can you get used to it? You know, it, I had to... I had to uh, pick up your station on Tony's cell phone. Oh, wow. It, it wouldn't come uh, it wouldn't come on the uh, on the computer. There's something blocking me. I don't know what it is. Mm. But Tony has a cell phone that'll work off of the Wi-Fi because we, we don't get cell phone service here per se. So it goes through the router and I, I, you can do just about anything with the cell phone. Yeah. Well, that is good. Well, Ralph, I'm so glad you checked in with us. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Uh, you're breaking okay, up. Okay, I said, yeah, I said thank you for checking in with us and letting us know that you're safe and happy. Oh, yeah, everything's well, and uh, I'm going to sit here and listen to the rest of your program. Perfect. Glad to be back in the groove with you. That'd be great, Ralph. 
Thank you, Ralph. All right, you guys. Have a good evening. You too. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. That is Ralph in California who has tried innumerable times to get through, and tonight he did. So that's we're very happy. And he spent five weeks in Hawaii with his daughter, or he and his wife, Tony, spent five weeks with their daughter and obviously had a good time. 714-545-2071. We announced on Facebook and talked about again. We do have an interview with Rich Hoodle that Patricia and I recorded here two days ago. We'll play that tonight. And I know Patricia has stuff. I have stuff. No, I don't. No, I don't. You know. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I, I am going to knock your socks off and blow everybody out of their chairs. Uh-huh. The theme tonight is food. Is sports, 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 and Super Bowl. Pour it on. I'm ready. You don't know anything about that. How how can we have a conversation? Because I looked it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find, and I was pretty successful. You can't get any statistics, of course, for 2017 unless you've been fortunate enough to grab a concessionaire and haul him aside and say, you don't go back to work until you talk to me, and what are you going to be doing this year? That's really hard to do. So 2016 is the last year we have statistics for it. So most of what I have, my information, is um, from 2016. Nonetheless, scary. Okay, I heard, a, so, I heard an interesting stat about tomorrow's game. Yeah. How much do you think is a 30-second commercial going for right now? Oh, $5 million plus Five million. Yes, $5 million. Do you think I didn't do my homework? <laughs> well, then. Hello, Carl. Bail me out. We're out you're on with Patricia. Uh, hello. Hi, Fred. How are Hi, you? Uh, I don't want to talk sports today. How about that? <laughs> oh, give me a break. This is the only time you're going to get my, my just <laughs> super approval. Okay, so... Actually, I do have a one sport story. Okay, tell us. We won, my little my little eight nine year olds won their basketball game today. Hey, yeah, they they didn't win as well as they should have won, but they won. <laughs> <laughs> is, it be, is it because you haven't been coaching them for it? Is that why they weren't as good as they should be? Well, you know, sometimes I think that they don't listen, but they assure me that they do. I just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You are uh, we got it. We, we played this team today. We probably should have really beat quite a bit. We got we got up on them twenty to seven, and then we decided that that was enough, and we ended up winning seven to three. What was the final score? What's that? What was the final score? What was the final score? Twenty-seven, twenty-three. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, we were like I say, we were up twenty to seven at one point. We were giving it to them pretty good, and then, well, <laughs> I don't know what happened. We just so uh, are, are we going to fire the coach? What are we going to do about this? Uh, well, we're going to do something. We got practice Monday night, and we're going to we're going to discuss it. <laughs> oh dear! You know, game is twenty four minutes long. You play basketball for twenty four minutes, not 
15. <laughs> That's true. You play football for seven hours. That's right. So, but anyway, it was it was fun. I, it was a good group. I got, I got a really good group this year. I'm blessed. I, uh, I got some really talented kids, which is fun. So what do they call you? You have you have a nickname? Do they get call you Coach Fred or Coach whatever? I mean, how do, yep. how, how do they address you, sir? Coach Fred. Coach um, Fred. I had an interesting incident, though, with a couple of adults. That's some adults that are helping me. So my arthritis and stuff, it's better if I have people, at least one adult, to help, like, demonstrate skills and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. this year, of course, I had three. One's a young lady. She's great. And then there was these two other guys who were parents. And one helped me last year. And uh, the other one's a new guy. And he started out great. He gave me some suggestions and stuff, and things were fine. And then we had a, game, we had a doubleheader Saturday against a, a, uh, a team. Because we have 18 kids. And what we do is we have, we, I got invited into three groups of six. And they alternate, but two groups play in every game. So 12 of the 18 played every game. Okay. So we had a doubleheader Saturday, and the first game we won pretty easily. There was no, there was no issues. Before, you know, and then the second game we got beat, and we were, we were getting beat pretty good at halftime. It was like 14 to 2. In this particular group, we're 7 and 3 right now. And this particular combination of 12 kids, they've got all three losses. So they're probably our weakest group when we put them together. Um, I mean, they're still not bad, but they're, they're definitely our weakest group. But anyway, they were they were losing fourteen to two, and I and I have this card, a rotation card. And what I do, what I do with it is I make sure I sub every four minutes, and I make sure all the fourth graders get twelve minutes, and all the third graders get eight minutes every game. So nobody's getting cheated out of playing time. They're all getting to play. And we're at halftime and stuff, and uh, I mean they're talking to my kids. The assistant coaches are behind me, and I do my little spiel. And we're about ready to go back out. Next thing I know, I hear one assistant coach speak up and tell the kids, but "We're switching things up here in the second half, and this is this is who's going out." Hey, like five of my best kids on the court. That's not what I had in the room. Uh, uh oh. Without consulting you? Yeah, without consulting me. Yeah. How did you deal with that after the game? I didn't even wait till after the game. I waited for the kids to go out. I didn't say anything in front of the kids. Um, and then the kids went out in the porch and started warming, or out in the court and started warming up. And I stepped outside of the, we, we used like a storage room as our locker room. I stepped outside and the two adults were right there. And I just said, that's not, that's not cool at all. We, you don't make decisions like that without talking to me. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One guy was all sorry. It was my fault. I'm sorry I did it. And, so the other coach was like, you want to go back to what's on the card? I said, not now. He told the kids. But it's crazy. And and you better make sure, you know, that all these kids get eight minutes. So, you know, you're going to have to have some pretty weak, group in the, weak groups in there before, before this thing's over. And I'm not sure that they did. I didn't pay really close attention to it. But I didn't get any complaints from parents, so it must have turned out all right in the end. But that wasn't the point. And yeah. then, but that was it. I, I stood up, I stood, so I said what I said, and said it doesn't happen again, and I figured it was over, done with it. I forgot all about it. So I was behind us. And 
But then we had a game today, and one of the fathers, his kid didn't play, so he was he doesn't show up. His kid doesn't play anyway. But the other guy, his kid played today. He wasn't there at the beginning of the game, and then when he got there, he went and sat with his wife. He didn't come to the bench. Nothing. Looks like just didn't, didn't come up. So I don't think he probably won't be there at practice Monday night. Is what I'm guessing. He's all ticked off because I guess I could like a front end on it. Oh, what he what he was thinking? Yeah, I, I just I don't get it. Talk about sportsmanship! Wow, uh, it makes you wonder. My my you know my 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 brother was a really good athlete, but he, my dad enjoyed playing neighborhood baseball, which hardly baseball. And the nice thing about it, it was organized and structured. But every kid got to go up to bat. They, you know, it didn't matter how many outs in the inning. They wanted to make sure each kid. Got a guy can't to hit. Each kid guy can't to play in the field. It, 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 you know, the, the scoreboard didn't matter. It was the ma- right. it, it, it really came down to making sure every kid had participated. And it didn't matter if some kids were better than the other. It, it, it was, you know, the, the strength of the league was to make sure every kid got to play. And I, mean, and I always tell my kids, I said, the only, the only, my only concern with that scoreboard is when my next group of subs go in. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I care about. You know, is is when it's time to rotate, and and that's it. I mean, I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I like to win. Win's yeah. fun. Everybody likes to win. You know, but like today, you know, we won today, and I'm not happy because I thought we could have played better. But it wasn't about winning. It was about the fact that I thought we could have played better for a whole game. Yeah. Um, not the fact that I mean, if we if we were playing a stronger team. And I still would have felt the same way because. When you think the scoreboard really matters, you know, once high school, when you think really, it really well, comes. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to win. I mean, for example, today, um, you know, we're winning with like a minute, minute to go, and I called a timeout, and 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 I try to teach them how to win as well. So I basically said to the kids, "Look, we're up by. At the time, we're up by." Seven. We won by four. Mm-hmm. It was been up by six. And I said, "We're in no hurry here. We've got the lead, so we want a good shot close to the basket. We're not taking any long shots. We're not taking any dumb shots. We don't need to hurry. If you get a good shot, take it. Otherwise, protect the ball. Run the clock down. So you know. I, but I think it's really my thing is high school, varsity high school. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, but I think the higher up you get, you know, it, it, I think there's lessons in sports. Um, but and I think that 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 there's in a true team, in a true competitive team's atmosphere, you have roles, and I think it's important for kids to learn that some of those roles they may not be glamorous. And they may not even involve a lot of playing time, but they're as important to that team being successful as the guy who is playing point guard for for thirty minutes a game mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. You know, like when I coached JVs, I definitely had kids that played more. Um, but I try, you know, but I I try to bring it across. I mean, even at this level, I play my fourth graders a little bit more than my third graders. Um, now that's not my skill level, though, because I have some third graders that are better than some of my fourth graders. Mm-hmm. But I just, 
I just feel it's fair. You know, it, it, it happens. All right, now I, I have to switch to Super Bowl now. Okay. Are you a Super Bowl kid? What's that? Are you, oh, wait, I have a question first before I go to Super Bowl. You used the term a double header for a back to back game for your teams. Yep. Isn't that a baseball term? It is originally. Not originally. Well, basketball team. You mean to, you mean to tell me that you guys borrow from other teams? Well, it's a doubleheader. It's two games back to back. That's the definition. Walden. Yes. See, basketball <laughs> teams don't play doubleheaders by day, by 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 choice by ever. Except at our level. <laughs> Walden? Yes. <laughs> is, is a doubleheader acceptable in games other or sports other than baseball? I, I think I think we understand what that the concept is, so I was I would declare it yes. Because I don't think there's I don't think there's any other terminology we use if we play Two games in one day. Uh, right. I'm going home. Matter of fact, there's no true doubleheaders in baseball anymore either. I know well, there really isn't. They're all the day-night stuff. So they, they can and, and they charge. Two, and I remember you remember the days, Fred, when they used to get buy one ticket and it was good for both games. Now they they you have to buy two tickets. Right. That's why they do it that way. They have day-night, so they have one game during the day, and then they clean the whole park out, and then resell tickets for the second game that night. I think it was in 1926 or 27. They did have a triple hitter one day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of baseball. That's a lot of baseball. I remember. I am. I'm going home. And when you guys are finished, Walden, just give me a ring. <laughs> I, I, know I tonight. You no, know, I said tonight I would behave. I, I went to a I I went to a double hitter one time, Fred, in the mid 70s, and it was both games were extra innings. That, yeah, he's telling you about a bunch of baseballs and my, uh, which took... <laughs> That's a lot of balls. And, and, I, and we, we took my grandma, and, and the same picture won both games. It was the least picture that, post, that, won, that won both games for the Angels that day, so that's sort of how I remember. Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, we got uh, eight more days, pictures and catchers report. I know, I know. I think uh, everybody can come down and see Patricia, because she, she's the home of the Red Sox, right? Right, Patricia? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the Minnesota Twins. So, are we all coming to see you this year? I would love to come down. Have a good time. That's my goal. Last two weeks of spring training, because that's when all the the scrubs are back where they belong, and you get the regular players playing. But, Patricia, just mm -hmm. think, think of the money you could make. You could, you could rent out, you could rent out your apartment and, and, feed, <laughs> and, and feed all of <laughs> And feed all of us. Two in the closet. And two will fit in the closet. Island. It's a pretty decent sized closet. Yeah. And you can feed us all. You can have, you can show a buffet. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if I lease out my apartment, why do I have to come back and feed you all? Well, see, I thought I'm trying to take, come. I'm trying to work on other sorts of revenue for you. That way, you don't have to work throughout the year. Right. You can charge for um, all that. Yeah. How much can I charge for dinner? Thirty-five dollars a head. There you go. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> McDonald's. We make all kinds of fun. This is too much fun. 
Well, just in case you need an alternative or an alternate team, we are also home to the Minnesota Twins. I know, because we played the Minnesota Twins about 400 times during the spring. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, Fred, I need to give somebody else a chance to um, talk sports. Because no, I did, are you going to answer the question, and... though? Are you going to answer my question before I answer your question, okay. and I'll get out. Okay. Question okay. is? How close are you to Treasure Island? Treasure Island? Yes. You mean a theme park? It's in the Gulf of Mexico. Treasure Island. On the east, it's on the west coast of Florida, Mexico. And my brother said as far as the mainland part of it goes, they call it an island, but it's just, you can throw a stone and hit the mainland. But then the other side, of course, is in the Gulf. He's got a cottage on Treasure Island. He says it's fairly near where the Red Sox play. Well, <laughs> I have to look it up. I never heard of it. Okay. We have, I believe well, we have the Treasure Coast. I'll have to look it up. Okay. All right. He's got a and my question Yeah. Okay. Do I have a question for you? Well, you were going to give us a question, but Fred and I went and took took the... Uh, you distracted me. Yes. So uh. Go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> you were right. All right. All right. Well, I, I asked him, and I will ask again, do you have football in... Do you watch the Super Bowl? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Well, boy, do I have some stuff for you. Woo, woo, woo. How much does the biggest... Yeah, but go ahead. (laughs) What was that comment? I'm not very good with trivia, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Give him multiple choice. Patricia, give him multiple choice. We know how he is on multiple choice. Give me me something. I might be able to answer it. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it. How about true or false? Oh, here we go. Um, which one of these is correct? A bottle of water, this is for 2016. A bottle of water sold for $7. The average on Super Bowl items was $50 per head, and draft beer was $13 a drink in a cup. What does have to do with the Super Bowl? Anyway. Huh? I can watch 400 Super Bowls and not know that. I've been trying to sit here and think, Fred. 
Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That's what I was going to thought, but I didn't know you were a Raider man, a Raider fan. Yep. And by the way, before I get off the air, go yeah. Falcons. No Falcons. Okay, you're not going to pull for your New England, huh? I'm a Raider fan. I hate the Patriots. <laughs> okay, this is the first time I knew which other team was playing. <laughs> I knew the Patriots were in there, but I had, oh, mostly because of Deflate Gate. But uh, are you impressed? I remember that. I I am really in, very impressed, Patricia. Uh, good. Does that let me off hey. the hook? I I think I'll be, I'll be listening. Make, uh, make me laugh. All right, Fred. We will. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Fred. You have a good week. All right. Bye. Bye. 714 I'd like to talk to the, the sport babe her, him, herself. <laughs> the sports babe? Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> there used to be a talk show named The Sport Babe. She hosted one of the very ESPN first sports radio talk show. They call her The Sport Babe. So we're just going to transfer no her. No kidding. They had a woman. Yes. In, oh, my goodness. Yeah. The Sport Babe. Did they get any jump up and down people? About that? No, you know. I mean, guys, are, guys are sometimes sensitive about things like that. And I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. They really are sensitive about things like that. Well, she had one of these really strong, you know, New England, Brooklyn, Boston accent. And so I always thought it was sort of funny calling her the sport babe when she had this really distinct, you know, <laughs> East Coast accent. You know, not, you know. Didn't you sound like a babe? Higher, you know. I don't know. I mean, it it it, it wouldn't be my idea yeah. of of a sport babe, you know. It's what I call a smoke-based whiskey-washed vocal cord. Uh huh. You like that? Very much too. Yeah. That that would work, right? It would work. Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hello, call your armor, Patricia. Good evening. Hello, Shad. How are you? I am fine. Where are you calling from tonight? Say what? Where are you calling? Are you calling from the tree <laughs> the or tree. in the mountains or, or on top of the roof or the house? or? I am calling from the vast, expansive prairies of Nebraska. Oh. Are you going to sing for us, Home on the Range, or not? Uh, n- no. No. <laughs> Okay. All right, Chad, everything is open tonight for sports, Super Bowl, anything you want to talk about. I would prefer Super Bowl because but, I did so much homework. But Chad doesn't know anything about sports. Well, I want him to admit to that. <laughs> yeah, who cares about sports? That's right. That's what Chad feels about it. So, uh, how, about, how, about, how about chess or checkers or tiddlywinks? Uh, checkers. Yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's new in your neck of the woods? What's going on? Um, I don't know. Not a whole lot at the moment. Actually, well, I am trying to decide on what, how many old-time radio conventions I can possibly uh, go to this year. Okay. Are you going to go to Michigan to see Donald Ramwell first part of May? That's what I am trying to decide. Reps is, the, is April 21, 22, and 23. It's a plug. Yep, and then uh, Don is uh, April, and then that 
of the convention, I, I talked to uh, Mike Weir. They're not going to do anything in Kentucky this year. That's Yeah, I talked to him uh, at Las Vegas, too, and yeah, he mentioned, nope, that was a, a one-time deal. He said he'll never do it again. Yeah, yeah, I guess thing called money might get in the way kind of thing or organization or something, you know. Uh, but besides that, I, you know, I'm, I'm working on, maybe I'm working on something in uh, later in the year for Spurvac, but I have to talk to the board. They don't know what, what I got planned. So, but, uh, so I guess... Nobody knows what Walden has. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> He's got these little secret compartments in his brain. That is true. I, I, I go out... Yeah, it's, it's like a maze, you know, one of those mazes where you have to travel in between the bushes and then you get to a wall and you have to go backwards again. That's the way you have to hunt up his ideas. That is true. That is true. Well, you... you, you but you but they, it sounds like Patricia has Walden figured out. She does. She does. Everybody who's been with me long enough. I mean, you've you've been with us, what, Chad, how long? Ten years? Oh, it seems like that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is that good or bad? I no, don't know. But, you know, we, we got some one-day events. But you're looking at the double, the two-day, three-day events. Those are the only two I can think of. Well, well, I don't know if you want to count Martin Graham, but radio gets to be 10% of his convention in September. Mm-hmm. So, but of the true radio stuff, it'd be Reps and Don Ramwell of the, of the yeah. uh, two days. Yeah, kind of what I was figuring. So. Yeah. The, 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 the thing about this is that these conventions are not very spread out, at least this year with the... No, it was not. In January. It's January and April and May, so they're all kind of bunched together. I'm trying to put something together in November, a one-day event, though. But uh, but uh, it's just... Eventually, we were going to try to do Las Vegas in November, but there was an opportunity. Beverly was going to be invited to a a Turner Classic cruise ship, and I did not want to conflict if that did happen. So that's why we moved it to January. So, But traditionally, we always try to do something in November. Uh, I hear that Omaha is a nice place. I would love to do something in Omaha. You have a you have a recommendation? No, I did just wishful thinking. Oh, what about your hometown? You, you, guys have a, you guys have a little place we, we can, you know, put up a tent or something? <laughs> Probably there. I'm sure there's something around there in Omaha. Omaha, but no. Yeah. But you know, we we need to do something in the we need to do something in the Midwest, Chad. That, <laughs> Chad. Chad, we need Chad? to do something. Are you delegating? I I am supporting your initiative. Well, uh-huh. you you start the ball rolling, and I will uh, I will. Okay, yeah, do you I, want to talk about Super Bowl anyway? I I night I night you to go look for a location for us. Okay. Hmm. So I night I and just night and find the Lone Ranger's hat. I I night you and then then we can try to figure out the funding. Okay. You know. Sure. Yeah. You, know, you know. We could do we could mm-hmm. do we could do shows that are based from Nebraska. Yeah, that'll that'll take all day. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can only think of one, and I've never been able to find any uh, recordings of them yet. So, <laughs> so. Well, 
God, Z. This is good. Best entertainment in the world. We don't know where we are. We don't. So, so well. So will you let me know via email where you're gonna where you're gonna be, like where I can find you if you are in Michigan or Seattle or whatever you decide to go? I I probably will. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. <laughs> you know, I I I I keep track of you, Chad. You are a roving reporter, so. Actually, though, that that's a very leading question. I mean, it makes me wonder if you have ulterior motives. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've been had. Well, it took another black guy to figure me out. What can I say? Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Speaking of Nebraska, I I was surprised at how many people in Las Vegas um, that I met who were either from Nebraska or had family that were in Nebraska. It's amazing, wasn't it? There's several. Yeah. It, it did, and uh, at least a half a dozen that I talked that's to. That's pretty good. So, so uh, for. For for the audience, um, what was the easiest recreation you got to play for this past the Las Vegas show two two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever that was. The easiest? <laughs> yeah, easiest. Yes. Um, I think probably um, my friend Irma. I think it had the fewest music cues, and uh, so therefore it was sort of the easiest. Okay, I know we talked about the hardest being the X minus one one the last time. Yeah, you call it. and and it was sort of the hardest because of the mostly because of the opening and the closing. The music is a little complicated, and they have like four cues dispersed among the opening announcements, and oh. and, I, and I was able to listen to the recording, and that came off actually pretty well. So I, I was kind of happy about that. Oh wait a minute, I I did somebody talk to you about a. Uh, a paid trip to California that they're looking for to hire, to bring you out. A what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a director came to me and said, "Tell me all about Chad." He 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 puts an annual show together in Palm Springs, and he was looking for music. So he was picking picking my head about your your ability. So don't be surprised if you get uh, a deal put on the table to you. Okay, well that sounds interesting. Okay, okay, I can, I, I have I, I haven't had time to tell you about it, but I I I was quiz about it. Did you really love to do this? Kind well, of that's thing. interesting because uh, just uh, two or three days ago, I read a fortune cookie that said an unexpected opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so so if it comes if it comes through, then I then then I'll know the past one. But he 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 does a. It's a paying gig in Palm Springs. Okay, I'll I'll have to watch my email. Yeah, so so that sounds pretty good. So I'm hoping it really comes through, Chad, because the the the, the people they use have retired. So the, he was looking for a musician. So you came highly asked about. Okay. You know. So you so. Okay, go you, pack your bag now, Chad. So so you do have keyboard while travel, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad, you are a hoot. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you told Patricia how you got to Las Vegas and how you went back. You should tell her oh. your trip. Yeah, and and I have a story that I forgot to tell last time. Okay. Yes. 
Um, I took a 27-hour bus trip going out and also a 27-hour bus trip plus three hours of waiting for, or five hours of waiting for a driver on the way back. So I actually spent more, I spent more time on the bus than I did at the convention. (laughs) It was worth it. Oh, my word. You're dedicated, Chad. What can I say? Or something else. Or crazy? Did you meet any interesting people on the bus? Say what? Did you meet anybody interesting on the bus? Um, well... Everybody was asleep. Well, yes, I did that, but I will say that... uh, To answer that question, I will just say that this is the first time I have traveled on a bus through the state of Colorado since they legalized certain... I see. I see. Yes, I did it. Say what? Would is you this do this again? Uh, would a bus ride like this, is that something you would do again? Perhaps with some trepidation. Hmm. <laughs> I wondered. But almost... Okay, well, Chad, we're, we're going to let you go back to your tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the tree tonight, are you? No, just on the hill. You're just on the hill. Well, you're always such a good guy for doing this with us. How cold for is us, how cold is it, Chad, on on the hill? Um, I don't know, but it's not bad because the wind died down. So okay, I, I don't even want to know how cold it is. <laughs> <laughs> Only his toes are frosted. <laughs> okay. Well, good night. All right, Chad. Thanks. Okay. Thank Keep you, me posted. Chad, you have Bye. a good week. Bye bye. You. Keep warm. You too. Bye. Thanks. What a family. Dave was going to try to give us a call if he got back from um, Vermont. So. All right, Vermont. He Verm- Verm- I don't know. <laughs> but if he, if he manages to do that, that would be great. 714-545-2071. We do have an interview with Rich Riddle, which you will hear tonight. Uh, my... Uh, let me tell you about the wedding I attended t- tonight, Patricia. Oh yeah. I attended a, a wedding who of, of a gentleman who's turning seventy-seven years old this year. Oh, you didn't tell me it was just a, you know not a, there's no such thing as a routine wedding, but there are mainstream weddings, and this wasn't one of them. There was not. This gentleman was born in Holland. And remember the Nazis occupying his home. Wow. During World War Two. And he was married, had a couple of kids, wife passed away. And then he fell in love with an older woman, much older woman, and they were together until she passed away in her nineties. And he'd been mm. he'd been alone for five years. So it was like twenty so he married a gal today who knows, maybe twenty years younger. So well wide range of experiences you know, of the spectrum, uh, mm-hmm. the dating, but he's going to be 77 this year, this year, so he decided to get married. That is, that's a heart-happy story. Yeah, so that's so that's why, so we, the wedding was at 4.30, and so I thought and they were going to have dinner at the Elk Lodge, and so, uh-huh. but the way the, the DJ put on the ceremonies and everything, it was really delaying everything, so... Uh, and so we had spaghetti, 
at the main dish, a salad, and dessert with cookies. I know that would make Patricia <gasps> smile. And I wasn't invited. Cookies. Ooh, I am the cookie monster. I know. I mean, I was just thinking, uh, one of the couples I was sitting next to um, for their wedding, I was sitting in church with them when I attended their wedding a few years ago. Their, their dessert was cupcakes. Remember, that was sort of the rage of wedding cupcakes. And, and nobody, yeah, and I, I think that's the wisest yeah. thing to do. You pay a fortune for a cake. Everybody takes it home, puts it in the freezer, and then 12 years later they say, what is this? <laughs> so tonight with cookies. So that's what that was the, the dessert. So I thought, wow, what a, I, I would have made a lot of people happy. That's good. Don't hang up, caller. All right, All right caller. You're on the air with Patricia. Greetings from the only place on earth that it's hotter than the sun. <laughs> how how can that be, Gary? 24 degrees. 24? And we're headed down to 3. When? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you get down to 20, who cares? Oh, my God. Scary. That's terrible. This is Gary from Wisconsin who lives in the center of the Arctic, even though it's not on the map. Yes, this is true. Do, do penguins come over and see you and say, wiggle their ears and say, well, I'm sorry for you or something? I mean, you know. Penguins. <laughs> penguins. I said penguins, but penguins sound better, you know. Penguins don't live okay. in the forest. Wait a minute. Not in, not, uh, in the wild. Uh, but are there any penguins in Wisconsin? Yeah, in the zoos. Okay, well, do penguins fly? No. Okay. They, well, some say that that they're, the, when they go underwater, they're, when they're swimming, is actually they're flying underwater, but. You don't believe that, huh? I say they're swimming. Yes, they're swimming. Oh, my goodness. We're all over the edge tonight. <laughs> Um, are, are you a football fan, Gary? Um, my team is off, is not playing, so I'm not really worried about any of it. Are you going to sit back and enjoy some of it? No, it comes on at 7.30. I've got, I've got better things to watch at 7.30 than football. It comes on at 7.30 your time? If that's my understanding. What what time is it going to be finished my time on the Eastern time zone? 11 o'clock or so. Well, see, my understanding is... crazier every year. What I had planned on watching was afterwards they have the new 24 show coming on, and then there's a new show after that. And that's what, okay. I, that's what I planned on watching, and that comes on right after... The football game, and if it if the game starts six thirty, uh, um, what time zone I'm in? Central. <laughs> <laughs> if it starts at six thirty Central, and you give it three and a half hours, you know that's putting it uh, nine thirty, almost ten o'clock, and then you got. Two two-hour shows afterwards, and and normally we have our uh, evening weather at ten. Uh, it just doesn't add up. 
so I, I don't know. Well, I know they have the kitten bowl. Are you planning to watch that, Patricia? No. Oh. Do you remember why? Yes. Why? But I thought it, was, I thought it could be on YouTube by now. Well, it probably would be. Do they have the puppy bowl, too? Yeah, that's, that's happening same time on Animal Planet. Well, gee whiz, the same time? You mean puppies don't get separate billing from kitties? Now, who gets, the, who, who gets the better ratings, the puppies or the kitties? The kitties. Oh, yeah, it, it has to be the kittens, but this is Puppy Bowl 13. Oh. And who's who, who the champion Puppy Bowl winners? I mean, do they, you know, do they have different colors? Do they have different mascots? Or how do they determine who's won the first 12 of them? Oh, they have real people referees. <laughs> it's really cute because this ref, I don't know if, if he's a, a professional referee or someone from the studio, but <laughs> the little kitten will come down and go pop, 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 boop, boop, and, and try to protect the ball from the other kittens and they get pounced on and suddenly somebody will kick the ball through, through the goalpost and the referee will throw up his arms and say, touchdown! <laughs> to this little fluffy kitten. They're cute. The whole, the whole field is maybe 10 yards long. Yes, I know. But listen, when, you, when you're talking kittens and they're easily distracted, 10 yards is about the best they can do <laughs> and sometimes don't. You speak from experience, it's Patricia? Really cute. You speak you know, from... I, get, I get a little disturbed because I know they give the kitties um, catnip and that makes them, you know, aggressive and they hop around and... You know, cats are supposed to like it. I don't know how anybody knows that. How does anybody know that kitties like catnip? They interview a couple of them? I don't know. The only answers they get would be, I've done lemongrass with my cats and, um, oh, I can't see this, sage with my uh -huh. cats and, you know, they look at that, the ground walk. Do, I'm sorry. Does that do similar things as catnip? No, it doesn't do anything to them. It's just something good for them to chew on. But Oh, okay. But whenever okay, something helpful. Catnip, right. I mean, there, my cat, he just rolls in it. He smushes his face in wherever it's been thrown down at. <laughs> and... If you hold it in your hand, he's, he'll eat that out of your hand. I mean, they, he absolutely goes nuts over the catnip. So, yes, uh, catnip to cats is like marijuana to humans. They enjoy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will believe you. As long as it doesn't make kitty sick. No, it doesn't make them sick at all. Okay. I feel okay about that now. Yeah, that's, it's, it's perfect. The, the last kitty I had a few years ago, I guess it was quite a few years ago, she was a wild cat, and it took a long time to tame her. But she didn't like catnip. Nothing. That's you know, she'd walk around and sniff it and go away. Well, then why is that? 
Um, he didn't like the brand that you served? Maybe. I don't know. She wouldn't talk to me. Just walked away. Well, that's hard to believe because most people talk to you. Why would she not do that? Well, because she was in charge of everything. <laughs> 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 She's really a cute cat. I liked her a lot. Uh, okay. All right, Gary. As long as you're um, putting in your time somewhere in the sports arena tomorrow, you are given an award. We'll give you a gold star. Walden, is that enough? Sure. Yeah, he got the first gold star tonight so far. That's right. That's you, right. you haven't handed out too many of them so far. None. Oh, I know that I'm not watching the halftime show. You know, if it was just Lady Gaga, okay. Uh, okay. But they've got uh, that other woman. I don't know what her. I can't. I can't get her name out right now. But. Uh, I, I won't listen to her, nothing, no matter what. Oh. Oh, all this preparation, and Gary says, no word. No. Walton, do you know who, this, who the second singer is? Beyonce is the, yeah. the only one that comes to mind. She's the one? Yeah, that's... Is her name uh, Beyonce or Beyonce? Yeah. Beyonce. If it was okay. just Gaga, yeah, I'd, I'd sit and listen to I'd watch the whole thing. Uh, oh, gee. Oh, my sister sent some pictures, and one was attending the awards, the Oscars, or Academy Awards, and she was wearing an outfit made completely of meat. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And some of the shoes look like umbrella stands. Mm-hmm. Very fashionable, huh? Very fashionable, huh? Well, <laughs> I just wondered how the people sitting next to her felt about this. <laughs> I don't know what she has planned for tomorrow, but I know that she's, um, her outfits have, uh, she's calmed them down quite a bit. She has? Yes. Huh. Her body probably couldn't take anymore. I just, uh, there's a Facebook page here with, uh, uh, with John and Larry and Kathy, and their belated birthday gift to Melina. Huh. It looks like a baseball bat with three baseballs on it. There you go. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Okay, Gary, you report in next week and tell us what your contribution was to the football arena this week. All right. Uh, it is okay. All right, Gary. Okay. This last week. Stay warm. Gosh, stay warm. Well, yeah. I should because I, I was in the hospital for four days this last week. Oh, Gary. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was it just I got something kind of wrong with my blood pressure. Um, uh, uh, I'm glad they're keeping an eye on it. At one point, it was 222 over 137, I think. So mm, that is not in the good range. And then uh, yesterday I took it, and it was 80 over 60. Oh, gee. 
Oh, gee. This out. You know, that's, that's actually not a grossly awful number. The problem is you were so high before that when you come down, it feels like you've got um, almost shock. You can, you can get low blood pressure symptoms, even though it's a normal number because you started out so high. Did you feel ill? I don't know. They did the um, um, stress test on my heart, and mm-hmm. as they said, my heart. There's not a thing with my heart, and I know for a fact that I have a heart because I watched it on a monitor. Saw it beeping and boop, 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 boop. <laughs> So we know you're not the Grinch. No, I actually have a full size heart. You got a full size. It is not three sizes too small. No, it isn't. Okay. Well, your job, of course, this week is to pay attention to Super Bowl or any other sports, whatever, and report in next week. All right. Okay, I know. That's a great homework assignment. All right. I'll watch it. Listen, I did my homework. Everybody else has to do theirs. Okay. So are you going to watch it, Patricia? Well, then. Okay. There are some reasons I did what I did. <laughs> this is one of them. I will, I will miss the kitten bowl, though. Oh. oh. For our family and listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, I had my television disconnected in September, and I don't miss it a bit, which I think is great. I was paying for something I didn't want or watch. So I'm not paying for it anymore. You should be able to watch the um, the football game online also. I know that. I, I I don't know where there where it would be. Um, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it and report to me. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh my goodness! Okay. Well, Gary, you feel better, and we will talk to you next week. All righty. Take care, Gary. Thanks. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. Yes, we do have an interview with Rich Riddle that we're going to play when Patricia says play it. So, so, (laughs) but she wanted to take phone calls at the beginning, so this is your opportunity. But this is your opportunity because you are getting overloaded. I did all of this homework. You are going to listen to it. Nobody, ready? nobody calling. Nobody cares. Go ahead, my dear. <gasps> nobody cares. Nobody cares. And not even Dave is out there. Okay, Dave is our friend from Rhode Island who has a program on Saturdays, and he invited me what two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a week ago. Two weeks ago, I guess. And we had a very good time. I was a guest, and this is good. And he's going to be with us, or we're going to be with him. I'm not sure what it is coming up. Um, what, next week? Friday, we're simulcasting with him for three hours. Next Friday this, night, the 10th. They're, they're, fr- they're coming Friday, yeah. Well, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm frozen in my seat anyway. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. The Levi's Stadium 
I had no idea where it was that, or that it belonged to the 49ers uh-huh. or that it was near San Francisco. Right. And it's in Santa Clara. Is that yep, correct? Yep, correct. Oh, how am I doing? You're doing awesome, my dear. Okay. It's got a capacity of 68,500, and it's expandable to approximately 75,000. And the Grateful Dead, yeah, it was the Grateful Dead. They had an overload, and it went to 81,000. I mean, it was it was just over the top. I can't imagine that many people in, in fighting for the bathroom at the same time. It's a lot you know, of fun. I have this, this practical streak, you know. But you're the only one I know that ever set on a block of ice. So, hello, Carl. You're on with Patricia. Hello. Hello there. Mm-hmm. Hey, good to not pay for something you don't want. Well, you know, Patricia is bright that way. You know, she she look for two two for ones and look for uh, deals that you mm-hmm. don't have to pay for. That's what she does, Paul. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, Care Bear, my Care Bear went shopping with me yesterday, uh-huh. and, um, you know, she pushed the basket, and I did my thing for the walker, and when we got out, you know, I said, oops, wait a minute, this one's twofer, and I needed that, and, you know, went around, and we got to the checkout, and the cash register did its thing, and she said, my God, you saved $43? I said, yes, So, I'm, I am a very frugal shopper. Hmm, then maybe you'll like this. Do you still okay. need a printer? Do you still need a printer for your computer? Well, the one that died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's my fault. It's not the printer's fault. Um, yeah. It's a brother. No, no, I'm asking you if you need one still. Oh, if I need one? Um, yeah. yeah. I was going to order one. You're going to order one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you would you do that if you were going to get one for free, <clears throat> a brand new one? It depends on the printer. Yeah. Whether or not it's it's Mac compatible and stuff like that. There. Oh, Mac compatible. Well, now I don't know the answer to that. I can give <laughs> you a number for it. I, I got this one. I bought my laptop, which is probably mm-hmm. probably over ten years now, um, and they threw in this printer. And uh, I already had one, and then I just uh, found myself not printing stuff and just writing things on sticky notes for when I bought stuff, things like that, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Oh, sticky notes are a wonder of life. Oh, man. What kind of of printer is it, Paul? Okay, it's an HP, and... um, Okay. Okay, it's a... It's a HP Desk Jet D1455. Okay. It's just like a plain bare bones. For someone who doesn't use a printer a lot, that would be a dandy dandy printer. And Hewlett-Packard does some really nice equipment. However, it's an inkjet which means your cartridge runs out or your ink, you know, the little, yeah, the little cartridge runs out in next to nothing, and you will be buying. Oh, um, are you ink. looking for like a laser? So there's no ink? Is that how the laser ones work? That, the laser has a special kind of, of ink, and it comes in a big, 
um, set. According to true light. It goes the width of the computer, and you pop it in. And so you're talking inkjet, and I am talking laser jet. It's a different kind of ink. Sure. Okay. And, uh, and a cartridge, too. So I really appreciate you talking about that and offering it, Paul. Um, you're welcome. You know, if if you're using it, you just have to be prepared to pay a lot for keeping it. Okay. No, I'm not using it. That's why it's still in the box, brand new. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any 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 of the ink jets is what you're saying is the is the cost of the ink. Right. Correct. And you should be and you should be when you want color printer. There used to be like three different inks in those things, yeah. and that was even more expensive mm-hmm. than. The and black they white. run out of one. They used to put them in a single piece of uh, a single cartridge, and mm-hmm. so when you ran out of red, you ran out of everything. Right. Yeah, there are thing. there are kits. There are kits, and I actually bought one, but I I had never used it yet to refill them on your. Uh-huh. But I've, I've I've never done it, and by now it's probably you know. Halfway petrified. I don't know. Um, like I said, it's been years since I used my my other one. So I'm guessing then with um, the laser jet, which is what you want, right? That's what I. Yes, that's yeah. what I need. That's what you want. Okay, a laser jet. Then you must pay up front then for a higher price unit, but you don't have to pay as much. You save money on the long run with the laser jet. Yeah, you do. And actually, the printer itself is very inexpensive. You can get one for under $100. The cartridges, depending on where you get them and what they are, um, I think I paid maybe $30 for one, and you get a minimum of 1,500 pages that runs from that cartridge. Well, well and and uh, how, many, yeah. how many different ink, ink cartridges are there? Just one, and it's it's a big one. It's um, it, it's almost a, the size of a copier, a copier cartridge. So it's really large. It's not this little um, box that uh, you get with the inkjet. So it's broken down into multiple colors um, not, in the in the uh, one the, unit. The inkjet will do that, and you can get the laser jet doing that and that's pretty expensive i never used color so i always had a black and white oh and uh, they serviced me really well and i'm the one who messed up the, the printer it was my fault and you stuck something in it if i remember right i did what you stuck something in it while you were like looking at clear paper or something <laughs> no, not like the little kid who stuffs his peanut butter in the <laughs> I didn't mean. I mean, like if you were, you know, getting a table knife or something to get out a piece of paper or something like that. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. It was the obviously it's an automatic load, and I pushed the wrong button to print, and it was coming to come out like thirty pages. I said, "This is nuts!" So I stopped it, thinking I would turn it back on and it would just quit. Well, it certainly yeah. did quit. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do anything for me now, so so that's my fault. I should have had it all in a buffer. <clears throat> I experienced that in my earlier days too. 
and would probably experience it over again right now if I was to start using the printer again. I, I recall <laughs> that the difficulty of yeah. being able to shut yeah. it off. You just have to let it do its thing. Uh-huh. Oh, well. It was I'm going to let the Care Bear look at it. She, she, and her, she was just marvelous. I met her for the first time yesterday. And, um, you know, as I say, she did a whole lot of stuff for me and walked with me in the supermarket and the whole the whole shebang. But she's telling me all of these things. You know, I'll have my husband look at this because I can see this. <laughs> she said, I don't have my tools with me. <laughs> She doesn't have her tools with her. So she was going to fix my vacuum cleaner. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. This lady can do anything. Wow. So I have to call because I have to, um, I need help getting to my doctor's office next week. Yeah. So I will ask for her and ask her if she has her toolbox with her. <laughs> <laughs> she really is a sweet lady. So. Is she someone from the family? No, no, no. When Patricia threw out her blast last last week, she needed a little more help to mobility, somebody to drive. So Dick Dow is part of a service. Yeah, and now it's it it doesn't hurt the back, the hip, and the and my thigh muscles and knee. I just at this point destroyed. So (sighs) you really you really are seventy eight, aren't you? Seventy-nine, please. Seventy-nine, okay. It's amazing mm-hmm. you, how your voice sounds so young. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know. That's how it got to be. Um, Ron in Hawaii had one of his friends on with him. So we were talking to two people that night. And when they hung up, his friend said, uh, oh, I guess, I guess um, Ron said, you sound good for 79. Good night and have a good week. And his friend thought he was serious. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then every once in a while I'll get an email from somebody who says, my gosh, you really do have a good voice for 79. And I, I appreciate the good voice part. But I'm, I feel bad because so many people really think I'm 79. So are we throwing you a birthday party when you turn 80? Sure. Okay. We're all going to do it on Skype? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it all on Skype. Everybody will call it all at the same time. So will love that. That's a great idea, Paul. Yeah, and who brings the cookies? Everybody has to bring a dozen cookie for Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll need your printer for that, Patricia. That's right. You have to print the cookie for everybody. You'll have oh. your printer. Yeah. Whatever what's given you. Yep. We, that's how we're going to get our cookies to you. <laughs> so you're going to email them. You're going to email them. You'll, she'll have to, she'll oh, have to. I was just going to say, no, they don't go through Skype. They go through email. Right. So this is good. It's a little sticky, but that's okay. Well, well yeah. Will it be crunchy? When they show up in your inbox, will they, do they, are they all crunched up? Cookie? Do they make it that way? I don't know, but I'll have a spoon just in case. <laughs> Uh, I think they'll be a little um, dehydrated. Dehydrated. She'll actually have to put them in the microwave and put a damp yeah. washcloth over them or sure. a towel over them and, and for, towel, yeah. for about 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. See? 
You she, are a magician. She in might the burn her cookies, though, though, Paul. That's what I'm wondering about. If she puts her dehydrated cookies in the microwave, mm. would it be all dehydrated? Would they be all burned up? No, no. Are you, no. I said no. you have to take a damp washcloth or paper towel and put it on top of it to rehydrate them. So would they all, go, would they all come back to the normal size of a cookie? Yeah. Same thing happens with with hard bagels and dried out um, English muffins. You know, um, a guy at work in the last shop I was in, he, um, you know, n normally people aren't wanting to eat uh, donuts a day later or so. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, past that for sure. And he, he said, "I no, he says, you put them in a microwave, and they are like they just got made, and son of a gun. I mean, mm -hmm. But they were like they just were made. It's just a, a glazed donut, plain glazed donut. It was really, really good. I heard somebody on Sport Talk Radio this week had a debate about Dunkin' Donuts. And I guess the Dunkin' Donut glazed donut had less calories than the old-fashioned plain donut. That Duncan makes. Hmm. Now that was a big debate. That they didn't think that was possible, but they looked it up. A glazed donut from Duncan Donuts is thirty calories less than the non-glazed donut. How can that be? I don't know. They're cooking them the same way, then they put the glaze on an apple. I have right? no idea. But that was a that was a big debate on e on ESPN Sports Talk Radio this week. Wow. Uh, well, it, they'd have to they'd have to say first number if they answer this one question, were they both the both the same dough and and cooked the same way? Then you know the answer is that's not true. Then if they were both the same dough and cooked. Well, I think the same way. I think that what they got thinking maybe maybe the plain donut had, was a bigger donut than the glazed donut. So that's my explain why. Oh. I know it's not fair. No. Okay. I thought we we're dealing with reality. Yeah. Okay, Paul? Mm-hmm. This is the only time this year that I am going to open the door to any sports comment, question, Super Bowl. Please pick Super Bowl. I had so much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you my little, little to do with Super Bowl. Uh, there's a note on my bathroom faucet handle that says Super Bowl at Paradas tomorrow. My daughter-in-law's parents uh, leaving it too. That's my involvement. And since I just saw that only about an hour ago, I, I doubt that I'll be going. It of course, it depends on what sleep I get tonight. But it's not something I'm interested in. But to make you happy for all of your hard work, I will ask you a question. Okay. Excuse me. What is the cost up to now for a commercial during Super Bowl, and how long are they? Thirty seconds, five million, and plus an estimated one million to market the ad. So six million for thirty seconds. Million. Six. Million. One million to market. You mean for somebody to, to figure out the ad? Yeah, to um, go to, there's, there's a, a board or a committee or something that's associated with Super Bowl that has to pass judgment on the ads that are being promoted. And the guys who promote them are the ones who make 
all that money. Oh. I say guys. Women are in the business, too. Hmm. So they actually um, are figuring out the commercial for the company, and they're going to pitch it to the Super Bowl committee and getting it on. That is correct. And they're also using social media this year. Isn't that interesting? They're using YouTube. They're using Twitter. They're using Facebook and Instagram plus YouTube. It's amazing how many all those things Patricia use on a daily basis. Isn't it such amazing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I haven't touched Twitter yet. I've been kind of curious, you know, when I hear about Trump using it. Yeah. I think Patricia and Trump you know. are, being, are in the same class in Twittering. You know, Patricia just doesn't quite do it as often as Donald Trump. But, you know, what, what can I say? Well, he's got people. Yeah, he's got people. He got it's tw- her own people. I mean, he, he has all of them. He doesn't them. use them very often on the tweet. <laughs> he he got twenty. He got twenty-eight million followers. And Patricia and I have the exact same number of zero because we neither of us have started a tweet yet. What can I say? No, I can be a robin. I can be a canary, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna tweet that one. No don't way. Bro. Okay. Don't be, all right. Don't let, be me, a let me ask you. Let me ask you, how many hot dogs were sold in 2016? Oh, my God. Which is the only numbers we can go with because 2017 hasn't happened yet. Well, are you talking the Super Bowl only? Uh-huh, yes. After, After Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, hmm. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, well, I don't know how many people fit in the stadium. Oh, 75,000. Oh, no kidding. Okay. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... 75,000. Wow. Uh, 60,000. That was a good question. That was a great question because I knew the answer. You knew the answer? Yeah, 75,000. You asked me that, and I knew the answer, and you can stop asking me now. <laughs> Oh, okay, because you're afraid to... No, 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 you, oh, can, no. you can ask anything. Okay, how many hot well, dogs, Ben? I, I guess, what did I guess? Uh, I thought you said 50,000. 50,000 hot dogs? Okay, well, then what do you say? 50 or 60. Uh, 200,000 hot dogs. Boy, somebody wasn't marketing correctly last year. <laughs> they sold 26,000 hot dogs. They, they didn't do very well. That's all? Well... However, yeah. they had crab sandwiches. I didn't know that they did things like that. 1,000 oh. crab sandwiches and a bucket of popcorn. How do you, I have no idea what a bucket of popcorn is. It could be a beer glass for yeah. all I know. But how much did a bucket of popcorn go last year? Uh, oh, $20. No, it was 15 I think $20 would have been more in keeping. <laughs> All right, draft beer in a cup. Oh, that's got to be about 13 14 apparently it was, ter- it was terrible draft beer, too. Yeah, thir- $13 or $14 would be my guess. Exactly, $13. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Now, this one and is... Most of it's probably taxis, probably. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Paul. Water. 
you know, the regular bottles of water that people yeah. walk around for. How much, how much was it for a bottle? Oh, gosh. It's probably the smallest one, too, right? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, so they can carry more. Oh. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> they, they they never use change. They never use twenty five cents or right. They, right. So that their their teams out there do not have to stop and make change. They can just keep on going and promoting, which I think is a pretty smart thing to do. Okay. Um, if, what uh, was it? I'm sorry, my phone was doing an alarm and I had to turn it off, so I had to look at it. Oh, that's okay. You didn't miss anything except my yammering. Um, water, a bottle of water was $7. Okay. Which was better uh, than the draft beer, which well, was $13. You, hmm? you know, last week my wife and I were in an antique shop, and just when we were getting ready to go, and I was sweating like crazy in there, she told me, it's because you're such bad shape, and you're just walking around, Stephen. And I said, I'm standing around pretty much. And she just yeah, but that's still way more than you usually do. I just could not get my head around that. Uh, anyway, there was a, an ice box, and they had water in there along with sodas. And I grabbed the water, and she said, well, I'll have one too. So I, I grabbed another one, and they were... $2 each for these small bottled water that they put in there. And uh, the lady up front, as I lift them up and showing them to her, I said, who, let me see, how long, maybe 20 years ago, we we would never have thought that we'd be paying, you know, money for, water. for a yes. bottle of yes. water. This is true. Okay, we're, we're down to the final questions here. For the two of you, pounds of potato chips. Now, I'm assuming that all of this is in the stadium because it was in the stadium numbers. It was buried in. This, is, this does not include the millions of people at home. So stadium only for last year. And I believe it was also at Levi's Stadium. Is that correct, Walden? Correct. At the new we football stadium up in San Francisco. Uh, right, but last year the, the Super Bowl was played there as well. Yeah, this, is that correct? this year it's in Houston, last year it was in uh, Northern California. Okay. In, in All right. Santa Clara. Uh -huh. okay. Oh, Santa Clara? Yep. Levi? Yep. Okay. Potato chips. Pounds. How many pounds, how many pounds of potato chips? Well, they certainly don't weigh that much. They never give you enough to be having you even... Any idea, you know, the, the big... I, 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 I'm I, going to be really off on this. The big, the big bag of potato chip, would they be a pound? No. Any idea how much of a pound of potato chip would be? No. I'm just going to... I'm going to guess for the for the big bags, maybe three. That's what, I'm, that's what I don't know. So... My guess would be ten dollars, Patricia. Oh, I'm sorry. No, how many yeah. how many pounds of potatoes? Well, how many did, how many did they eat? Yes, how many? Whole stadium, right? I didn't know if they even sold potato chip in a football stadium. I didn't uh, either, but that's what we got here. Then you want to know This is this is from Fox Sports and ESPN, so okay. I trust those two yeah. outlets. 
Oh, uh, well, my guess would be 20,000 20, 20, pounds. Mm. I'm going to guess a lot less, <clears throat> and I may be way off. Um, let, let's say half a ton. Half a ton, which is? At the most, and I'm thinking it's probably pounds. less. Yeah, a half a ton is 1,000 pounds. Right. And I'm thinking it's going to be less than that. I say not over half a ton. Because that's a lot of fish. Yes. Of course, the more 28, 28 million pounds of potato chips will be consumed. No. That must be, yeah. that must be for the whole country. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, they, they can't, that would be dump truck loads after dump truck loads after dump truck loads. They take up so much space, but they weigh so little. That would be such yeah. a massive amount. I read an article the other day that was just so scary about things like potato chips, what they did to potato chips to make you want more potato chips. Beyond salt? Yeah, beyond salt. It's just the potatoes. It's the the way they formulate the chips and what they put in the chips, the chemicals that they put in the chips, and they test them and test them and test them until they finally wind up with a potato chip that they think the public will like, and they market it. So I I agree. Twenty eight million pounds of potato chips is. Yeah, I agree with Walden. I think that's for the whole country. That's just too much. And, but so you're telling us that from what you read, what they're doing to these potato chips is tantamount to what the tobacco companies did with cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, instilling the nicotine. All right, let, let me see here. $25 million divided by 75000 330 pounds per person. That doesn't sound right. 330 pounds, yeah. 333 pounds per person. That's a lot of food. I don't care. That's a lot of food to eat in three hours. That's a lot of food to eat in three hours. That's a lot of food. I like potato chips. I do not eat potato chips because, do you remember the Lay's commercial, Bet You Can't Eat One? Yeah, only one. Exactly. Only one. I agree. Bet you can't eat one. And um, that's exactly right. You cannot eat one potato chip. Because yeah, of the way you right. formulated it. So I'm, you know, I'm going with you guys. 75,000 people and 28 million pounds of potato chips. No. Uh, they must be talking across the country because we've also got yep. 162 million pounds of chicken wings. And I hope everybody is finishing their dinner because chickens gave up their lives for this. <laughs> Think of all the chickens that, you know, that survived that are running around without wings. Without wings. Oh, this is gruesome. <laughs> and people deserve this. And acid sales go up 20% after Super Bowl. Or, you know, poor Ralph. You know, if he can't pay for that vacation by the time Christmas comes along, he might have to sell his chicken's wings. 
That's true, and he loved. Oh dear. Well, you know, they, they they usually talk about always a water shortage during halftime. That's true. Everybody you know. Flushes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a water. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, everybody flushes at the same time, so they figure that's why they have a water shortage. Oh, oh my! Say in the near nearby cities. Yep, that's what they say. Who knows how true it is? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I think of that when I when I shower and and when my pressure's low at different times and depending on what time of day I'm showering, I'm thinking, okay, well. So here's the people that are getting ready to go to work or, you know, they came home and now they're showering or Mm -hmm. sometimes it's dropped considerably. And I don't have a street nearby. I have read in a couple of places when Roots, the, I guess it was a trilogy, not a trilogy, but it came in three segments. When there was an advertising break, everybody would get up and go to the bathroom. And Chicago's water was so low that they couldn't put out a fire for that, you know, for the for the duration of the advertising. Oh. And that had nothing. This was not Super Bowl. This was just regular people watching this on television, waiting for a break so that they could run into the bathroom and, and get back in time. Right. Was this the first time it aired? Yes. Was it in the 70s, late 70s? I, I can't remember about 77, 78, Thanks. something like that. Pardon me? 77, 78, something like that, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. Then, oh, well. Then they just recently um, aired it again, or were going to. I think they did, and I remember just reading all of this fervor uh, against it, that these various um, black people that are well-known were, were saying, you know, that I just felt was so uncalled for. And, I mean, I, I watched it in empathy for the yeah. fight that they had, not for any other reason. It, it, it was the opposite reasons that that these people were arguing against it for. To me, it's like uh, it's a better chance for more people that weren't raised correctly mm-hmm. uh, to possibly get yeah. in their heads, you know, mm-hmm. had gone on and what is. You're right. It was rife with history. And it was the kind of history people are not familiar with any longer. They don't teach it in school. That's right. So from a strictly educational standpoint, it was excellent. Yeah. So, okay, well, we need to let one more person call in and say, (laughs) I hope, no, I'm not going to watch Super Bowl. Are you crazy? (laughs) But I guess I'm the only one. Well, you did your homework. I've always been impressed, uh, especially in regards to sports, since it's not something that you're into, that you put as much energy as you as you do at times. It's my the, obligation. Yes, it is. <laughs> Going to be in playing with the big boys. I guess you got to, you know, do like uh-huh. the boys do. I know. I, I, I never asked her to do this. She doesn't voluntarily. What can I say? That's true. She, she, she tries to be accurate. Which I know. Is laudable, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she is superly wonderful. There's no doubt about that. I'll take it. 
<laughs> it's true. And she, and she takes it well. Yeah, sure. Good. All right, okay, Paul. Well, your, your, your job next week, Paul, your job next week is to call in and t- <clears throat> excuse me, tell me whether or not you were connected to Super Bowl. Whether or not I result. even went, huh? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay. okay. Right, Mention it, you ask me. We'll, 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 we'll see what she comes up with. Okay. Take care. All Bye-bye. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Good day. You're welcome. All right. Patricia, I want to take one more call, and then we do. Then we're going to go into the interview with Rich Little, everybody, and don't miss. That was fun. We had a good time with him. Don't miss the Betty Davis story that Patricia asked him to talk about. That is a little hint, yes, hint, hint. Yes. Oh my goodness, there was a great Betty Davis story. Yeah. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We'll take calls afterwards too, but Patricia decided to take calls before, and we're doing that. Hello, call. You're on with Patricia. Hello, Harwood. How are you, Harwood? And live in color. You sound froggy tonight. Do what? Do you have a cold? Do you have a cold? No, I guess I'm just half stuffed up or something. I, I guess I'll live through it. But I'm going to promise you one thing. Hmm. I ain't asking you nothing about Super Bowl. You have, I missed that. I said I promise you one thing. I'm yeah. not asking you anything about it. He's not going to ask you anything about the Super Bowl. <gasps> oh, no. That means I can't ask you, right? Well, yeah, you can ask. I don't have any answers, probably. Okay. That means you're not going to watch Super Bowl? You can count on it. All right. Thank you, Harwood. I, I knew I could count I'll, on you. I think I will watch some paint dry and listen, <laughs> and listen to the grass grow. Okay. So, so I might be in the minority here in Yesterday USA, the one that might be following the game tomorrow. I, I'm going to oh. I'm going to have to call Patricia up and give her update during the game. What do you think, Kate? We know she's not going to be. Ready. I think she better unplug her phone. <laughs> I think that's a crummy thing to think about. What? What? Calling me with updates. That's well, cool. She might call you something, Walden. Well, no, she would <laughs> never do that. I don't know. <laughs> far enough. <laughs> Good one, good one, good one. So I have a question for you, and it's not even Super Bowl stuff. When you said this is a this is a better idea, let's go with this one. I didn't know what you were referring to. Are you are you talking about my setting up a box just for the two of us, which will be fine. That works oh. great. No, uh, Kevin said that that was not necessary. That all you had to do was just. You know, put these items into whatever um, part of Dropbox and highlight them and then send a link to them and he would just go in and get them out. And that's all you have to do. And then we'll, we'll do Dropbox instead of the, the flash drives. Okay, all right, the Dropbox then. 
I will do it simply on my end, just a simple dearly. Yeah, that's all you have to do and send a link. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do that. You're going to get the link when I sign you up. You'll get an invitation in your email and you click on it and that connects you to everything. Okay. Well and if that's not right, we will figure it out. Okay. And I volunteered you, Walden, I volunteered you to help. All my honor. Mm -hmm. I can eat all my honor as an Eagle Scout to obey the Scout law, to be helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, and whatever Patricia asks for, it will be done. Well, I don't know. Hers, her, hers was that, uh, what was it, Patricia, you uh, do everything I, you can to uh, foul up. Whatever. Yes, any, yes. My my mission in life is to mess everything up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just yes, Well, you know, I it's got I, I got two friends named John and Larry. If if I can't figure out how I would, I'll stick them onto the case. So it'll get it'll get solved one way or another. We'll, we'll make it work. You, um, you know, I've I've been using a DOS computer forever, and you know, it has my invoice. I do the invoice on it, and um, parts list and just card file, everything you can imagine. And I have been kicking and screaming about Windows not going to that completely and shutting down the DOS computer. Well, Kevin's been having a fit about it, and I've been fighting it. Yep. And um, it was the first of the year and the first week, and I got thinking about that thing, if we were going to do this. Now's the time to do it because... You know, I start saving invoice history and whatever. And I won't have to move all this stuff. And in the middle of the year, of course, that wasn't a good excuse not to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. so okay, we're going to do it. And he has made a bunch of improvements to everything after moving it. And we're, I'm still kind of running in circles about some things that I can't seem to get right. But... We are working on it. And he's tickled to death about that, and I guess someday I will be. Yeah, I think so, too, but it's a, sometimes it's a pain to get there. Oh, it is, but he is just having mm -hmm. fit to shut off that DOS computer completely and stop the hard drive running. Yeah. I, I'd really be curious to know how many times that hard drive has gone around since it was started. You probably could do a mathematical calculation if you know the... It, I suppose it is, there is one, yeah. but I don't know what the RPM is on a hard drive, and I don't know exactly when I started it. Yeah. So I can't do it, but yeah. I think it would be a staggering number. <laughs> yes, when you, get, when you get past a terabyte worth, then you know... Then you know you're at. Yeah, you don't need to go any further. Well, the the hard drive in the uh, Windows computer I'm using is a terabyte. Yeah, drive. and I know it's not terabytes, but I don't know what the tera is for for rotations. No, I understand. So, I guess the number would be the same, but I, I don't have enough basis to try to calculate it. But I think it would just be amazing yeah. to figure. I don't want to know. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, years ago, you sent me one Sam and Henry you had found. I did? No, a radio show. You know the precursor to Amos and Andy? When they first started? Yeah. Called Sam, Sam and Henry, yeah. It was called Sam and Henry. Right. And you sent me one and said that was all you could find. Well, I got to searching the other day, and I found several um, right. recorded in 27 and 28. Yeah. But when I was trying to get Kevin to move these things, he went and found a bunch more. I think he said he found 47. Of Sam and Henry? Yes, and he sent me several different sites. I haven't gotten back, and we had not downloaded them yet. But he, he sent me several just to see, pick the one that had the best quality. Uh -huh. Two that I found were original recordings, and boy, they were rough. You could understand them, but yeah. the transcription hiss and all that stuff was terrible. One thing, how many, how many of the Sam and Henry's have surfaced for your group, Spurdback and... Um, I think there's over a hundred, yeah. I think there's over a hundred Sam and Henry out there. Um, Are they available? Looking. Yes. Uh, I think I, they've been coming in different sources, but uh, because, you know, it's part of the early days of syndication. And so, mm -hmm. so though, I think there's over 100, I heard somebody say, Sammy Jones. And then there's a ton, there's a ton of early Amos and Andys that's out there that has not been released to the general public yet. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's more stuff coming. Just mm -hmm. it's a matter of when they're going to be weak to the public. I, I don't know the answer to that. I did not know that a hundred or more Sam and Henry's had surfaced. Mm -hmm. I did not know that until uh, one of the Amos and Ant. There was some uh, radio spirit just issued a lot of early Sam and Henry sh uh, Amos and Andy shows. And mm -hmm. I contacted because they were out. They were out, so I was looking for them. And uh, Sammy Jones, who you, know, you occasionally hear on the station, shipped, I think, close to 100 of them over to us through uh, Google, uh, Google Drive. And so I think there's over 100 of them. Hmm. Okay. Well, then i got to look okay. for that. Go ahead. I just said i got to look for that then. Yeah. And then, then, it, then, then there's like a... And then from the 29, around the 29-30 season... Uh, the discs do survive. A lot of them, the syndicated discs of Amos and Andy, they just, uh, it's been bought up. But I, we're assuming eventually those will be released to the general public. And so there, there's a lot more stuff going to be coming down the pipe. Uh, I'm sure you're bound to have noticed, if you listen to any of those, that in Sam and Henry, that their roles were totally different mm -hmm. than Amos and Andy. Uh, Sam was uh, um, Freeman Gosden, and yep. he was the stupid one. I <laughs> was a smart one, and Amos and Andy was the other way around. Sure, I haven't thought about that. Cause I haven't heard enough of the, uh, Sam and Henry to get a feel for how how the, the flip, you know, like mm -hmm. you get that. So that's a pretty good. When I sit down finally to listen to him, that that'd be a good heads up. Yeah, well, it was definitely a 180-degree 
uh, change when they change names or the program. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Amos and Andy, John and Lori are on an interesting radio run right now, everybody. They're playing old-time radio shows that do not feature the stars of the shows. And this week, they featured this time when, when Freeman Gotten was sick and in the hospital. And so it was Andy looking for Amos throughout the whole radio show. And they wind up in the last scene at the hospital where Freeman Gotten went. They you know, remoted into the hospital to get him to do the last line or two of the mm-hmm. broadcast. So The great Gildersleeve had one when Gildersleeve got appendicitis. Mm-hmm. And he was absent from the entire show until the very end. And from what I remember, they had a broadcast from his hospital room. I mean, he really did have appendicitis. And they had uh, just a short, I'm here and I'm going to be fine and the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just some kind of a contact with him to let people know that he really hadn't left the show or died. So that's my contribution if... You know, if having them show up at the very end yep. with just a hi there, that would be my contribution. Very good. I have to okay. turn that to Larry. It's not anything to do with radio shows, but I do have a piece of trivia for you. We do. And it's been a while since I read it, so I don't have all the facts like I did right after I read it. But have either one of you ever heard stories? about the Hog Sisters of Texas, Ima, and you're a hog? I have, but the I name. can't remember. I ain't, I, I've heard of a name, that's all I can tell you about, okay. about them. I was absolutely amazed when I looked for it. I've heard that all my life. There was no Yura. There was only Ima. She had two brothers. She never has... Mm-hmm. But her name is true. Why she never had it legally changed, I have no idea. Because when she signed her name, she scrawled it so it wasn't really quite legible. Nevertheless, she was born sometime around 1888 or 1890. Sometime in the 90s, her daddy was elected uh, governor of Texas. She said when they went to the governor's mansion, it was in terrible shape. Her and her brother spent most of their time getting chewing gum off the door facings and everywhere. (laughs) They, of course, the the governor's mansion was fixed up, and then they they started sliding down the banisters. And their daddy uh, drove tacks in the banisters to stop it. For... I forgot how many years there were still tack marks in the banisters where the tacks had been pulled out. Oh, gosh, was there any skin attached to them? Well, I don't know. It didn't say. <laughs> now, here's wow, the oh, ouch. And anyway, when, when their daddy died, uh, the three of them were left, I forgot how many thousand acres of land. And in 1816, they were desperate for money, and they decided to sell the land. Well, the will said they could not sell the land uh, for 18 years after they got it. They were two years short of selling it. All was discovered on it. 
their income per month in 1816, I'm sorry, 1916, was $225,000 a month. Just track what that would be today. Oh, I can tell you that, too. Hold on. I have all of this really good stuff measuring worth. What year are you talking about? Probably going to get. I'll, I'll say 2016, and we're going to get 15. But that's okay. That's all right. That's lady. And the worth is five million dollars. Um. And in in relative value, whatever that is, it ranges from three point five million to. Eighty-one million. I think I need a new mommy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see the real value. Um, Ten million one hundred thousand. Labor value from da da da. Income value da da da. Um, for the income value, meaning what the average people earned at that time was twenty-five million seven hundred thousand. Now, I wouldn't mind earning something like that. Me neither. Anyway, yeah. their, the, the, their attitude was they shouldn't have that money because they did not work to make it. So, I'm not sure if the brothers were involved, but Ima spent her entire life doing philanthropic things of all kinds. She was even involved with the National Museum in Washington. Mm -hmm. of, um, did a lot of work with them. It wasn't just giving money. She was actually there working. And I, I just can't remember all the things she was involved with. I think she died in the 70s or 80s, sometime along then. She was... 92 or 93 years old. Um, the only early picture they had, because I'm sure there were plenty of pictures later years, but earlier pictures, she was an adult, but the only earlier picture I think they had was two women in a buggy. And I don't think they were sure which one was her, but I'm sure because mm -hmm. of pictures later. But I just thought it was really interesting. At least I found out that half of the story is true. There is an I'm a hog. Um, the story also said that when she was born, her granddaddy heard that they were naming her. And by the time he could get to her daddy to stop him from naming her that, it was, it was all over. It was too late to do anything about it. But I can't believe if her daddy was smart enough to be governor, 
he wasn't smart enough not to name her that. <laughs> yes. And maybe he didn't want a baby. <laughs> so he decided to get even.
that just you and I will use because I I can't I can't give you a share with uh, um, I cannot share an existing box because that means whoever is is sharing that You're box sharing. can see yeah can see everybody else's material so so I will send you an invitation and we will just have a party time. Okay, what Kevin is telling me, and I know nothing about what I'm telling you, but anyway, what he's telling me is whatever you put there for sharing, that is all the link can see. It doesn't matter what you have in that box. It's only what you have designated to share. And I'm, I would be sharing it with you. Actually, you would be part of Whoever you sent the link to. And that's all. If, if you were sharing with somebody else, you would have to send another link to them. And whoever shared got to have the link you're sending. So, I mean, you know, if you do it with me, I'm the only one can do anything with it. And I only I see, see yeah. what you have put in there to share. If you were connected, however many people are connected to the same box, they see everything that's in that box. No. No, you can't, you can't see anything in that box except what you have designated to share. That's correct, which, yes. is, which is why I have to do it with just you, because if I linked you up to another already signed up with a Dropbox folder. No, 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 no. Let's say you have a Dropbox and you have thousands and thousands of pages of information, whatever it may be. Um, mm -hmm. If you designate just particular radio shows to share and you send me a link, when I go in there, I see nothing but what you designated to share. I can't see anything else. No matter what you have in there. That, that is correct if just the two of us are connected. Right, exactly. When I add an, when I add another person, everybody who is in that particular box can see what's in that particular box. Well, may I put my two cents in? Oh please, 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 please. It's a good thing for Patricia because the more people she sets up in the the more free space she gets. Yeah, but I'm, you know, in this case, I I don't. I know, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's okay. Well, see, I don't know anything about this, really. Yeah. Obviously, I know what it is. Yeah. But I have never done except, you know, I think I sent. Well. You and I have one, I think. Larry and John and and, and Larry or you or something sent that uh, blue right. thing, and I got it that way. Right. And sent that. Uh, thing the Confederate Museum did, right. I sent that to you. Right. That's the only association I've ever had with it. Right. That's so, all I know about it. Yep. I don't know much yep. of that. Yeah. But there, there would be no reason for me to sign you up for somebody else's box when I can just sign up a box exactly. for the two of us. Yes. So that's what I will do is set up a box just for the two of us and we can trade some samples and make okay. sure that it's working for you. All right, that's good. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> now that we I, have, I may have to go back to Walden to, to 
figure out how to do this. I'd be happy to help you. Okay, okay, okay. You you still have the same computer that uh with the Dropbox that you and I used together. The, the same. Or have you used a different? I, I haven't used it since then, and I'm not. I'm sure I'm on the same computer. Okay. Of course, the the Windows program has been updated, but that shouldn't have anything to do with it. No. Right. Well, that night thing when we find out when that time you go to the computer you're on. Hit the letter D on your desktop and see if Dropbox shows up that way. That's what we'll know quickly if, if you have it on the particular... I don't think it's in the desktop. Okay. It may have been taken off. No problem. Okay. Um, but it, it, but is, it, is it the same email address? You you haven't changed email addresses, right? Yes, you have. Okay. A couple of years ago, and I can't remember how long since we okay. did this. Yeah. It was at yeah. bellsouth.net, and that's google.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. We'll you out. Okay, no problem. I'm just trying to work it out. But we'll work it. We'll make yeah. it work. One, one baby step at a time, Harwood. You bet. <laughs> I'm the baby step over here. Okay. Well, I'm even further down, because I don't have a clue what I'm doing, and I'm first to admit it. But, I mean, well, the, the guy that does my computer stuff, I mean, he knows what to do, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, he uses it all the time, but not here. It will be, it, the nice thing about it, it's simple, and so we'll be able to figure it all out. Well, that's, that's good, I and have since, since you're involved with this, Walden, if you ha- can do any instructions about how to handle it with JAWS, yep. I would appreciate. No problem. Because once, once you see Patricia uh, send you the email link, all you need to do is hit accept. So that's the first thing you need to do. So, and if there's anything else, we'll, we'll work it out. Okay. So we'll get it one step at a time. Yep, that's that's good. I have enough trouble handling one at a time. See, <laughs> hey, I knew I was I was assigning him the right stuff. We'll get it worked out. And I wish I could figure out some way to use the cloud, but I have a terrible time with that. Way I've tried and tried and tried, and I just cannot get. Yeah, I, I don't know how susceptible. Right. I don't know how susceptible those things are at the moment. At the talk to John and if they know are they John friendly yet? I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I don't either. According to the podcast, they seem to be doing an off or did an off a lot in eighteen. Um, one guy down there told me that they didn't support, um, oh, heck, what is it? Uh, search engine. Instead of, um, Firefox or, uh, Internet Explorer, it was, um. I had Google Drive. No, it's another one that, um, uh, Microsoft did. Edge. Uh, uh, edge, yeah, that, yeah that, they're working on that, but that's not ready yet. Well, I thought that they had it ready in 18. Okay. But I don't know that. No. And the guy I talked to said it wasn't. Well, okay. the same guy said, I asked him, I said, how do you turn the mouse on in 18? Oh, well, you just click, uh, hit your uh, right and left um, uh, keys at the top of the two seconds. 
Center Keys at the top of the number pad. I said, no, no, that's been around for years. That is not what I'm talking about. You can turn on the mouse to do like anybody else would do, use a mouse for everything. Oh, you can't do that. I said, well, I believe you can. Well, let me ask a colleague. He came back. I have been using JAWS for 16 years, and I never heard of this before in my life, but here's how you do it. So, he never heard of it, but he knows how to work with it. Yeah, well, they, I wish you could ask for people when you call down there their tech support, but they won't allow you to do that. I know there's one woman down there that just, no matter what you ask, zip, 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 this is it. And it works. But you got some down there that are real dummies. And when I get one of those, I just ask a question or two and go as quick as I can because I know it's a lost cause. So I guess I've just found the right, the wrong one. I haven't got the right one yet to ask the question. Sure. <laughs> oh my. Oh my, that's so frustrating. I just want to go back to my yellow pad and pencil. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Then you put the point on your pencil. Um, so who in your family or who in your circle will be watching Super Bowl tomorrow? You notice how deftly I moved? I have no idea. <laughs> you hang around with the right people. This is good. Well, I, I guess I don't hang around too many people of any kind, but still. I don't know anybody's going to be watching it, and I really don't care. I just, I don't know. I never, <laughs> it never did anything for me. Oh, you are a man after my heart. I don't care, he says. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah. That one's good. That one's good. So how are you doing with your back? I'm hesitant to say, but I think it may be helping some this time. I mean, at least I'll give it a week before I say it ain't. Um, yeah. After that, if it hadn't done anything by then, it's not going to. But I feel like it is definitely better. Still hurt, but not like it did. Sure. But the, the other two times, it did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Anyway, I told him the other day, before he did, I said, now, if this time don't work, the next time I want you to put a little jet, a uh, little rocket fuel in this stuff. Yes, yes. Wow. Of course, I hope that he's got another choice after this one, if it's needed. I hope so, too. Mm. How is your back doing? Say that again? How is your back doing? I, it's not my back. I swear it's not my back. It's in my hip. It's in oh, okay. um, the, the muscles on, the, you know, my thigh muscles, especially in my right leg and my knee. Go figure. And the knee buckles and the muscles don't work. And I need a keeper. Yeah, well. <laughs> that doesn't sound promising. <laughs> no, not really. I don't know. I just I see you going down the street with a, a collar and a leash on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. I will survive. I'm a survivor. My my dad taking some new. I'm going to survive. This is getting old. You know. 
my dad taking, you know, just for hardware, there are some medication. My dad taking some back medicine. Uh, the only drawback it's ner it's for the nerves. The only drawback you want to sleep for an hour after you take it. What is it he's taking? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the drawback. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have to find out the brand he's taking, but that is. It's I remember. I, I I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I just cannot think like I used to. Mm -hmm. But when I first got out of the hospital in uh, '06, mm -hmm. I was having to take something. Oh shoot! I just did something stupid. Anyway, I was having to uh, take something, and fairly high doses of it, and I had lost 42 pounds in that deal by the time I came out of the hospital because I was starving to death. I couldn't swallow. And um, anyhow, I got out of the hospital about the end of May, and by September, I was gaining a pound a day, and it was killing me. I told that doctor, I said, I have got to come off this stuff. And Yes, prednisone. You right. That was it. Anyhow, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm on it now, and the battle of the weight goes on. I'm actually yep, doing pretty well with that. I, was, I lost it all over, but it sure came back in the middle. Uh, anyway, mm -hmm. I, he said, "This you're going to have to take this for the rest of your life." He said, "We can try to cut it down, but I can tell you right now, you'll never be off of it." I said, "I just, I don't know how. I can't live like this." So he started cutting it down, and he finally got it down to a half a milligram every other day. Oh. And that was a big help. And he finally said, you know, you're doing all right with this. So we go to stop this and see what happens. And I've never had another dose of it, and it hadn't been any detrimental effects. So I'm glad he was wrong. But that, that stuff was and I sure don't want to go back to that for anything. Yeah, I don't think it turns on. There's something else my dad is taking once in a while. They get the side effects. You, if you get, you, you want to fall asleep for an hour or so. Well, I want to do that already. Okay. <laughs> you haven't had any sleep anyway. This would be a blessing. This myasthenia stuff. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the biggest problems is fatigue, um, and. I think everybody has it that has this kind of thing, and uh, mm -hmm. that is my biggest difficulty with that. Pain is exhausting. Dealing with pain is exhausting. With the prednisone, after you start feeling results, it's common to back down even a milligram at a time until you get down to the really teeny-weeny doses because you don't need it. The inflammation or whatever it is has been controlled. And it also has some side effects beyond the weight. So, you know, it's a good thing not to be on. So if he could get you off it, that was a good thing. To be on it initially was also a good thing. Oh, I'm sure it was because I was, yeah. you know, I actually died. This was left so long and nobody knew what I had until it nearly, well, it did kill me. I just yeah. I'd be at the hospital when it happened. But, you know, if you read all these instructions and side effects and all this stuff that <laughs> with medicine, you, you almost decide, I don't want this at all. I'm better off of what I have. Mm -hmm. Find me the nearest rock so 
I can crawl under it. Yeah, exactly. Because all the side effects seem to be worse than what you have. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. But just luckily, I guess you don't get all the side effects. That's only saving grace. Mine? My saving grace? No, I said luckily the saving grace is that all these side effects don't always happen to you. Uh, you in the general term, yeah, because I, I had a mess of side effects, and weight was one of them. And I thought, you know, doctor expects it, doesn't matter. So after I topped out, I, I decided that was a top out, and I didn't care. You're supposed to eat a whole bunch because you're starving. You, you, you get up in the middle of the night and want a peanut butter sandwich, and I just won't do it. And as a result, I've lost 18 pounds. And that was probably about where I started. So I'm I'm feeling good about that. I mean, are you on... Pre- it hurts. I, I want peanut butter all day. <laughs> are, you, are you taking prednisone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I started at 60, and I'm down to 25. But it doesn't look like I'm going to get past that for a while. Well, I sure hope you can, because I just... It, it was killing me. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been, I kind of hopped over some of the side effects. I'm not, you know, too awful on that. But the long-term effects, it can it can cause bone problems. Don't need that. Oh. Well, that's why I think if we can put bubble wrap around you, you'll be just fine. Well, do you have any for Harwood, too? Of course, we're going to market it. We'll give him free samples. Yeah, oh, this is good. This is good. And then he has to come back and write a review. And if it's not right. good, you're in trouble. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, oh, Harwood, I hope this keeps on for you, that you're getting some relief from this. I hope so you can too. Uh, I guess even what I have, if it holds, is better than it was. But I hope it will quit this time like it's done in the past. You know, for another year or so anyway, but sure. anyway, I'll quit wasting y'all's time. And They're never wasting our time. It's always a joy to talk with you. I'm just sorry we've got so many bad things for you that we wind up talking about, and it's just, yes. we've had more than enough. It's time to trade in your, I don't feel great. Yeah. Well, it's too bad you can't trade your body in for a new one. I know. I mean, no, just put me on the rack and put in the used parts that you, that you need to straighten me out. That would be fine. I remember a friend of mine, he's dead now, but <laughs> he said one time that Willie Nelson's problem was that he had a 20-year-old mind and a 70-year-old body. <laughs> That's right. So we had the same problem. I guess. Of course, I know that that's the case. I'm not sure that he knows that. <laughs> well, you are uh, going. Well, one other thing. Yeah. There's, a, there's an old man here. He did some work f- for me years ago. He had an old tractor that was about to fall apart, and he cleaned up some stuff outside. All, but he was, at that time, he was 80 or 85 years old, and his wife had died years before, and he remarried sometime probably within 10 years of when he was here. 
And he made he came in here later and he made a comment that he felt as good as he did when he was 20 years old. And I told Barbara, I said, there's one thing certain. The only person in this world he's fooling is himself. Probably. And I don't think he was. I don't think he was really stupid enough to be fooling himself. He was just trying to convince yeah, everybody. You know, it, it's it feels good to be able to say that, even if it's not true. Well, I so know it's not. True. Some benefit out of it somewhere. I mean, I'll be 69 next next month, and I know for a fact. I don't care what I say about it. I feel every year of it. <laughs> I understand. Well, y'all uh, take it easy, and um, I'll be waiting to hear from you, and we'll see what happens with this. Sounds okay, great. Walden and I will coordinate our skills. We'll make it work. Okay, I sure do appreciate it. Oh, I hope. Oh, we're we're gonna do it. We'll do it. Maybe it'll make oh, your back feel better. Do every word of that. <laughs> so anyway, I'll be glad to get them, and um, I'm also glad we're getting at least what I have put on the computer now. So I'm not as apt to lose it, I don't think. Right. But anyway, right. I do appreciate it. We'll talk to y'all later. All right, Hodge. Be good. Okay. Thanks, Hardwood. Bye. Uh, bye. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break because it's time. It's time to play the interview that we promised hours and hours and hours ago. Uh, hours and hours ago. Okay, so we've got about half an hour, right? 38 minutes. 38 minutes. Yes. Okay. I'll go do something constructive. Like? Like stand up. <laughs> like eat a peanut butter sandwich or something. Okay. Or something, yes. I'm heavy on the peanut butter this week. Oh, I've got, and I've got lumps in my food, Walden. Well, but because you made because you went outdoors yesterday, you might have a, other varieties. You never know. Well, I got peanut butter, and it was two for the price of one, and they were big jars. And I said, "Why not?" Because I'll probably use it. And indeed, I did. <laughs> I am using it now, and I brought it home. And one was creamy, which I like, and the other one was crunchy, and I didn't notice it. So now I've got lumps in my food. Well, you could take a hammer and, and crunch it down. That way you can't tell. Well, that would be fun for the kitchen, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, Rich Little, yeah. our wonderful impersonator, uh, spent a little more than a half an hour with us. Rich is from... Radio, television, movies, books. He just has an extraordinary background. He does. He still does uh, five nights a week at the Tropicana, and he is 81 years old. To hear his voice, you would eh, maybe 41. <laughs> he really was good and a lot of fun, and he's got some good stories, Betty Davis stories. So perk up your ears for that one, and we will be back. All right, Patricia, I'll okay. call you then. All right. Okay. Show up. Show up. I will. All right. I will. All right. Talk to you soon.
Sound Forge Pro 11 Alt Tab Menu Skype Name Windows M. There are no frame Windows M. Windows M. There are no frames on Alt Tab Leaving Menus Skype Name Menu Windows M Desktop M Microsoft M My Conference M My Documents Enter. Document One Satter Chris Chris Fibber McLaughlin My Con and B New Folder News Folder Part Four Walden One Contact Friday Friday Martin Graham Rich Little Edited Two Dash Two Dash One Set Unloading Jaw Can OK Enter Document. All right, we're on to the Rich Little Interview with Sarah Per. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity of being here. Brought this wonderful station. Brought the people and the family in our life. We ask you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Here's Richard uh, For our listeners, we are not live. This is pre-recorded, so we can't take calls from you. But I can take your questions and pass them on. So I will do that. Welcome, Rich Little. I'm so glad you're with us. Thank you. Good to be with you, too. Oh, my gosh. You know, so many of us know you from television, from so many of the things that you did. And many of us don't know you did things like voiceovers. So I'm going to ask you about that as well. But I wanted to sure. welcome you, and I'm so happy you're with us. Rich, I have well, thank I you. read your book. I read your book, so I hope I mm-hmm. pulled the correct mm-hmm. information here. I have down that you can do, or you have perfected to your satisfaction at least, 200 voices and character mimics. Is that correct? Um, uh, nearly 200, yeah. I do a lot of uh, character actors and uh, a lot of friends and uh, a lot of voices that I wouldn't use, uh, uh, you know, on stage. But um, yeah. I do close to 200, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I have also that you are a writer. You have done many, many TV appearances, movies. We'll get yeah. to talk about you. Yeah, we'll get to talk about your movie shortly. Voiceover and a book, Little by Little, People I've Known and Been. That's the one I have, and I, I pulled all of these goodies out of your book. You oh, did good. A, you, yeah, I really read it, honest to goodness. Um, you did a charcoal portrait of every personality fe- featured in your book. That's right. That's right. I've been I've been sketching, I've been sketching since I was fifteen. So that was my first love. Oh really? I can understand why. They are absolutely wonderful. I have to tell you, I instant instantly when I turned the page, I knew exactly who that person was. There was no stretching and looking sideways and saying, "Oh." Yeah. Well, I I think it I think it helps the reader because uh, if you see the picture and you might uh, not quite remember who they are. You might if you looked at the picture. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd all, I'd, uh, I've done hundreds and hundreds of portraits, so I just took out the ones that I needed. And uh, there's a lot of other ones that you'll probably never see. But uh, uh, I love to draw, and I draw a couple of portraits every week. Wow. I mean, that's really a wow. It, tell me how you chose the personalities featured in the book. Well, uh, I've worked with many of the greats, and uh, a lot of them I idolized as a kid. And, um, and of course, in uh, working with them and getting to know a lot of them, uh, funny things happened. And uh, when something amusing did happen, I would write it down in a diary. And uh, 
so when, when I went to write the book, I just got my old diary out, uh, a little weather beaten, but it's still readable. And uh, I, I drew from that. So I had a lot of stories, uh, humorous stories about uh, about celebrities. And that's why I decided to write the book. Mm-hmm. Love the Betty Davis story. Would you talk about that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the Betty Davis uh, story is uh, an interesting story that... Um, you know, um, the punchline is a little uh, <laughs> not presentable for radio, but uh, it is a true story that um, that I was uh, encouraged to phone up uh, Betty Davis as uh, Jimmy Stewart, who who, who um, the, well, the two of them worked together in a movie, and uh, they they were uh, very close, and uh, I was going to phone up. Um, uh, Betty Davis and put her on as Jimmy Stewart. And then she got personal on the phone okay. and I didn't know what she's talking about. So I, I admitted it was rich little and uh, I was not Jimmy Stewart. And then she was furious. She went into a tirade, which I'd seen many times in movies and uh, she hung up on me. And um, so I'm, I told that story to Ronald Reagan um he couldn't understand it because he thought she had a great sense of humor and thought it was very funny and said we should phone her up and and uh, and uh, find out uh, why she reacted that way. And, of course, when Reagan uh, phoned her up, she thought it was me calling again and, uh, and said, uh, go to bleep Rich Little. <laughs> bleep, I like to and, the bleep is... So the the punchline the punchline is that Betty Davis uh, swore at the, at the president of the United States, not knowing it was him, thinking it was me, and uh, it, it was a very funny moment because um, uh, poor Betty Davis she she went to her grave never knowing that she'd uh, said something dreadful to the president of the United States. You know, it's kind of a funny story, I think. And nobody told her. Did she ever speak with you or President Reagan? No, I I luckily I luckily never ran into her. She was not too uh, thrilled that I called her up and put her on as Jimmy. I think she might have reacted better to it if we hadn't started talking about personal things. Uh, and um, and uh, then I was way over my head, and then I had to admit who I was. And that's probably what made her uh, angry. But, you know, Betty Davis, um, I think, uh, was a lot like she was on the screen. I think she had a short fuse, and I think she was... Um, a person who flew off the handle quite a bit, although Elizabeth Taylor told me she had a great sense of humor, but certainly not on that day, I'll tell you that. <laughs> was Elizabeth Taylor trying to smooth over a difficult situation? Well, yeah, she was, because she knew Betty Davis quite well, and she thought that she she would uh, really get a kick out of me doing Jimmy for her. But as I said, I guess it got too personal, so... Uh, <laughs> but it's a funny story, and that's a true story, too. I, well, I believe it because I found it in the book, and I trust you. Um, were there any others who reacted poorly to an impersonation? Well, Paul Lynn on Hollywood Squares never liked my impression at all. Um, hmm. For some strange reason, he uh, maybe he thought I was making him too gay or uh, you know too exaggerated, but uh, he hated my impression. And every time I uh, did them on Hollywood Squares or on the Dean Martin Roast, uh, they would cut to a shot of Paul's reaction, and he'd always say, 
Who's that? Who's he doing? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Get a day job, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, so I was not popular with Paul Lynn, but uh, Paul was a very funny man and, and, and made Hollywood Squares what it was. I mean, it was on the air for years. But he didn't like to do the show, and um, and you could tell. And he was he was a drinker, and he was uh, always uh, in a bad mood. So he was funny, but he he was not a pleasant person, unfortunately. Hmm, that's really a shame. He he was so I'll say comical. Oh yeah, he, yeah. When he was in that role, and I I think fewer people would remember remember him as a difficult person. And he surely didn't show it on the show. Isn't that interesting? No, what there happened? there were nights there were nights when he drank so much they they had to scrap him strap him into the chair. And he was still funny though. He was always funny, drunk or sober. He was funny, but <laughs> uh, he after a while grew tired of Hollywood Squares. He wanted to uh, have a show of his own and uh, wanted to be a leading man. And of course, he he never could be that. He was a second banana, but a, one of the best, you know. But a lot, a lot of times, the second banana, you know, wants to be have their own show and uh, be a star. And uh, some people aren't cut out for that, you know. Like Tim Conway was another one that um, brilliant, brilliant actor, but uh, not not a leading man, you know. And yeah, you have to accept that, I think. Yeah, it was another funny one who made an Tony Randall. Tony Randall was another one. You know, there there are certain people that. Uh, never became big stars on their own. You know, yeah. they were Jack Carson made movies in the forties. Yeah. Many, many uh-huh. second bananas that were very, very talented, but not leading men. Rick, did they have, did, I'm sorry, Walter, yeah, go ahead. Rick, I, I know we played a lot of the old time radio shows on our station and I knew you grew up listening to the old time radio shows. Were there any, in your childhood that you had a favorite for or any voices from radio that attracted your ears? Anything looking back at the kid? Oh, yeah. I loved radio when I was a kid. Radio was great. I, I, I think I like radio better than television because you made your own picture in your own mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I remember as a kid, I used to listen to all kinds of shows and I was supposed to be uh, going to sleep. I'd have the the radio under the blanket and I'd be listening to, uh, oh my gosh, uh, uh, you know, so many of those old time shows, Boston Blackie and uh, Thurber McGee and Molly and uh, uh, Suspense and, uh, you know, uh, all all those shows, you know, The Shadow Nose and um, all those great radio shows of the, of the 40s. And, uh, um, you know, sometimes you hear them on radio and, uh, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I had a better imagination when I was a kid because uh, some of them are a little corny today. But, um, you know, those old Jack Benny shows, actually, the radio Jack Benny shows were very funny and still very funny. They will they will break me up today, you know. So, it, you know, there was Matt Dillon and uh, Gunsmoke and um, William Conrad played Matt Dillon and uh, uh, nobody pictured him as playing that, but you could get away with it on radio because nobody knew what you looked like, you know. Indeed. With with the radio performers, now how old were you? Maybe that's not a, a fair... Is that a fair question to ask how old you were when you were listening um, to radio? 
Um, well, I was listening to radio when I was, gosh, uh, 10, 12 years old. Okay. Maybe, uh, right. you know. So you were well into your interest in impersonations by that time. Oh, um, probably because I, I loved entertainment and I loved uh, show business as a young kid. Uh-huh. I wasn't sure I was going to be an impersonator. I didn't even know what that was. I wanted to be an actor, actually. I want, well, all kids want to be a cowboy, but that's not, not realistic. And then I wanted to be an actor and, um, and started performing in plays in my hometown of Ottawa, Canada, where I was brought up. And um, I did a lot of little theater work and did a lot of plays. And I wanted to become an actor. And um, then I started imitating my teachers at school. And um, that got such a good reaction from the kids that, um, you know, it wasn't long before the teachers were charging a two drink minimum and a cover charge. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. Um, I was going to ask you about your teacher. You had a story in the book about the first time you impersonated your teacher in school and she left the room at one point. Do you, do you recall what I'm talking about? Uh, well, let's see. One of the first people I ever impersonated was my homeroom teacher, Clarence Bell, who okay. looked like W.C. Fields. And he <laughs> okay. had a lisp. He had a lisp. He had a lisp. Uh-huh. And he used to say to me, uh, Richard, what's, what's the answer to 4B in your textbook? <laughs> and then I would say to him in his voice, the answer is 420 pounds. <laughs> and he'd say, that's correct. You not only are a brilliant student, but you have a very fine speaking voice. (laughs) This is really good. I love Clarence Bell. Yeah. You know, when I went down to the States, when I started to uh, uh, really, uh, you know, advance in the show business and started making money doing it in Canada, uh, I ended up at the Copacabana. It was one of my uh, first places I played in New York. And all my teachers, of course, knew I imitated them all. They all came down from Ottawa to New York to see and sat in the Copa and and thought I would imitate them. And, of course, I wasn't going to do my teachers for an American audience. That would mean nothing. (laughs) And they they all went back to Canada and they were all upset. Oh, gosh. They'd come all the way down to hear themselves and they went back to Canada. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You weren't. I don't think think the American audience would know Clarence Bell, you know. Probably no, not. So. Probably not, no. unless you did it no. while he was in a, a $64,000 question booth. It no. would be difficult to pull him off. <laughs> so <laughs> I can understand <laughs> that. I missed my own question when I asked you about old-time radio and how much yeah. you enjoyed it, especially the characters. Was there a point at any time where you wanted to impersonate the characters, even though you couldn't see them? Uh, not at that point. Not, not when I was 12 or 13 years old. I, I, I just loved listening to the shows. Uh, I, I never thought of impersonating at that time. That only okay. came later when I was uh, in um, high school. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing the teachers. But when I was listening to radio, um, I just listened to the drama. I, I love drama. I still do. Even though I'm labeled as a comedian, I, I, li- I like the dramatic things better. I like dramatic movies. I like movies that touch me. 
I like uh, emotional movies. You know, they don't make them anymore, or very, very few. You know, they, they made one this year called Sully, you know, about that pilot oh, yes, that yes, plane yes. into the Hudson. Mm-hmm. That, that's my kind of movie. I'm a, a kind of a moving, uh, gripping, s- courageous story. You know, that's why I like movies like The Best Years of Our Lives and Gone with the Wind and Casablanca and It's a Wonderful Life and, uh, you know, any, any, anything that's emotional I like. That's really interesting. You have got such broad interests and talents, which really surprised me when I went through your book. It, it just took me away how many things you have done, how many media you have been involved in. Um, yeah. it, it's really quite staggering. Yeah, but, you know, you get older and you get the new generation coming up and they don't know who you are. And, uh, you know, you can, you can sort of get forgotten. You know, I'm sure when the um, inauguration came up for Trump, I'm sure my name never came up. But uh, <laughs> I did uh, two of Reagan's inauguration galas, and um, that was one of the high points of my career, actually. And, uh, you know, you, you, after a while, you, you, you know, people wonder if you're still alive. You know, sometimes I do, too. <laughs> well, we don't. <laughs> we don't do that. Have you had? But maybe, any... maybe the book coming out, maybe the book coming out will interest people, and uh, they'll read it and uh, and enjoy it. But you, you have to know all. You know, you have to be somebody who knows Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. You have to be um, probably over over forty to really appreciate that book. Well, I'm happy to tell you that a great number of our listeners are over 40. Wonderful. Yeah, so when they hear you, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, I remember Rich. And this is going to be a joy for them to hear. Well, they can get the the book on Amazon.com, or you can go down to uh, Barnes & Noble's and say, why haven't you got it? Maybe that Mm -hmm. might help. (laughs) Indeed, you jumped into the next question, and I'm so glad you did. Where are you performing today, Rich? I'm performing at the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas on the Strip. And um, I've, I've been there for 15 months. And um, I'm, I'm doing kind of a, uh, a mini history of my career by showing a lot of clips from uh, shows I've done with people I imitate and a lot of my art. So it's, uh, it's a fun show to do. It's at the Laugh Factory, is the name of the place, at the Tropicana Hotel. If anybody's coming to Vegas, I'm there five nights a week. Five nights a week? Yeah, I'll okay. be I'll be there in uh, three hours. Into it, mm-hmm. Assuming we let you go, this is too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, uh, are, do you do any of the impressions during your Vegas show? Oh, sure. I that's all basically what I do. Impressions. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I heard you talking about mm-hmm. other things, and I I wondered if. Um... Well, no. I show some clips. I show some clips of me with yeah. George Burns and Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne and stuff. But um, you know, the show is um, is mainly impressions. I mean, that's that's what I'm known for, and that's what I do. I do a little singing, but not too much. What kind of requests do you get from the audience, or do you even take requests? Well, you know, everybody's interested in Donald Trump at the moment, you know. <laughs> we're going we're going to build a wall, a wall. We're going to build not a door, not a wind, a wall. We are going to build a great wall. 
and Walmart is going to pay for the wall. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> are, how are people reacting to it now that um, the campaign is over, we've got a new president, and it was yeah. really a surprise ending to it? How are people well, I, reacting? Well, I, 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 I like him, um, and, but I don't voice my opinion as some um, actors do on award shows. I think that's stupid. Uh, I think if you want to talk politics, go on a on a talk show and talk about it. But mm-hmm. I don't think I don't like it when uh, people like Meryl Streep and uh, and uh, Ashley Judd get up and start uh, screaming and uh, and uh, stating their views. They have a right to do that, of course. But I I just don't think it's the I don't think it's the place for them to do that. I think they should stick to acting. And. Um, it, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, I mean, everybody has their opinion, but uh, um, I get a little tired of uh, watching the award shows. I'm sure the Academy Awards this year will have a lot of people wanting to make a statement. And if they do, they'll be applauded because most of the audience will be liberals, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does, I, don't, I don't really like it. It uh, kind of grates me. But uh, that's just my opinion. A good one. Are you and thinking you about say, that? Everybody has one, but there's a time and a place to share that kind of information. Well, yeah, if, if you went on uh, NBC or Fox or something, and you know, the, a political debating show, you can voice your opinion. But mm-hmm. I think actors should stick to acting. You know, I don't do know that. whether they're qualified. <laughs> but um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about anything these days. My gosh. Um, I, I picked up that among the people you called easy to do because they were larger than life were um, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Jack Nicholson, Clint yeah. Eastwood. Those are the ones that really stood out for me. Why are they easy yeah. to do? Well, because as you said, they're larger than life and um, they're easily identifiable because uh, they were always the same in every movie. Mm-hmm. And actors today, I mean, you take Tom Hanks. You can do Tom Hanks's talking voice, or you can do him. You can do him as Forrest Gump. I mean, you've you've got you've got different voices because actors today play different parts. And uh, and back in the '40s, um, particularly, uh, the actors were always playing the same roles. Humphrey Bogart always played the tough guy, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even Clark Gable played a Southerner, and um, he didn't have a Southern accent, so. Um, you know, it, they were easy to identify because they were always, always the same. So you didn't have to choose a particular character. And well, I mean, Meryl Streep's an example. Meryl Streep, she, she, she plays different uh, nationalities and uh, different. She plays vicious, mean people. She plays loving wives. She, she can play anything. This woman, and but you know, she's different in every movie. And that's that's what makes her, I think, the greatest actress of our time, is mm-hmm. that she has such versatility. Whereas a Betty Davis, who is a brilliant actress, is um, pretty much Betty Davis all the time, on and and movies. You know, when she did *Now Voyager*, she played a different kind of a role, but basically she was um, she was a what, what shall we say a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's an acceptable word. Probably not the one that you wanted before because I read it. <laughs> so, 
You no, no, I wasn't going to use so that. Easy on it. Yeah. I, I, I just yeah, thought, I, I just thought it was I never, I never met Betty. I never met Betty. I, I'm glad I didn't. I don't think she would have been too happy with me. <laughs> I, I would and she thinking. would have said, Rich Little, I can't stand you putting me on like that. You are disgraceful. I could just hear her. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, the famous luxury of theater in the 40s, when we listened to it, when Jimmy Stewart was playing a role, or Clark Gable, or ben, we knew who they were, because their voices were so distinctive, the movie actors at yeah. that time. Today, we, oh. I don't know that would work with today's stars. They don't have the voices that we could just close no, our they're, eyes. They're, they're good actors. You're good actors, but how do you imitate Tom Hanks, right. or uh, how do you imitate uh, uh, how do you imitate Brad Pitt or, uh, or George Clooney? You know, I'd, I'd rather do Angelique Jolie. Or tell you the truth, I if I could do her, I would. I'd never be lonely. I'll tell you that. I'd probably <laughs> jump myself. You know, but um, <laughs> but you're right about the actors. Of good actors today, but we haven't got voices like we used to. Yeah, that's interesting. Now. You did Jimmy Stewart exceedingly well, so I should have put him, I think, up in the relatively easy ones to do because he changed so little. Is, am I on target with that? Oh, yeah. Jimmy was one of the very few actors that was good right out of the gate. I mean, he was, he was good in his first movie, which was, uh, I don't know, was it Murder Man? I think it was with Spencer Tracy. Right. Um, he, he was great, right, 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 right from the start. And, um, you know, he got better, but he, he, he was, you know, Henry Fonda used to say, you know, I went to acting studios and studied to be an actor. And that damn Jimmy Stewart, he just comes along and gets on the stage for the first time and blows us all away. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Now do Jimmy Stewart, if you would. Well, what, what I, uh, I, uh, the, the thing is, I, I talk so slow. Uh, one, one time, I, I was halfway through making a movie, and I found out they'd already finished the sequel. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, now, Jimmy Stewart, of course, had a very distinctive voice. And he starred in many, many movies. Each one had to... Of course, he had to compliment each movie. How many people remember him today? Well, I think I think if you, you if you're over forty, you probably know who Jimmy Stewart is. People under forty uh, that like movies and but are not uh, big fans of old movies might might remember him from It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, they probably wouldn't know him at all, unless. You're a young person that uh, is interested in the past, and um, you know through the internet you 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 watch all the old shows. There are people that uh, come to my show that are very young and and love it, and it always surprises me that um, that somebody 15 will be um, reacting to my show. I had a kid in a couple of weeks ago sitting in the front row, and he was laughing like crazy. And I thought, I wonder if he knows anybody I'm doing. And then when the show was over, he came up to me and he said, Mr. Little, your show is great. I, I, oh, you're very funny. I loved it. And I, I said, well, thank you. I mean, how old are you? And he said, 15. And I said, well, gee, I'm surprised and delighted. He said, well, I was a little confused. 
And I said, what are you confused about? And he said, I was just wondering why you kept changing your voice. (laughs) (laughs) How did that sit with you? Um, I thought that was very funny, actually. I, I thought that was amusing. He was laughing at the jokes, I guess. He didn't, he didn't know any of the people I was doing, probably. Dean Martin, just he's doing a drunk, you know. Jimmy Stewart, he's doing somebody who's mumbling them. You know, yeah. Ronald Reagan, uh, he little out to lunch. So, they, you know, they probably just picked up on the mannerisms. So you think, you know, the, youngster, you think the youngsters will recognize when you do Kermit the Frog, those types of... Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah, I I've, I've had I've had people young people, I mean really young kids in the show and the parents will say uh, we knew everything you did and the, and then I'll say to the 8-year-old, "Who did you know?" And oh, I'm Kermit the Frog. So, so <laughs> you know, I always do Kermit for the for the kids cuz oh, Kermit was great. You know, little voice, little Kermit the Frog. I think Kermit would make a great president. And he could move into the greenhouse. <laughs> Very good. Kermit is one of my favorite characters, and there you went and did him beautifully. That was my one of my questions was how do you stand in front of an audience and do something with your face that matches? Well, you, you the try Kermit. to look like the person you try to look like the person you do, and certain people I can, you know, Jack Benny and Jack Lemon and. Uh, I can look a little like, uh, or I can look a lot like Nixon if I shake my jowls. And uh, Reagan had great body movement. Uh, but there's a lot of other voices I do that uh, I don't look like at all. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Clint Eastwood. All you got to do with Clint Eastwood is squint your eyes and say, Go ahead, punk. Make my bidet. <laughs> <laughs> great line. Great line. Yeah. Those were not Kermit. Kermit was—I don't know—was Kermit easy to do? Well, Kermit had a certain way of talking. Jim Henson, uh, of course, uh, was a genius, and uh, I did the Muppet Show and uh, liked him a lot. He—he was like Walt Disney. He invented a whole new art form, you know, through Mm -hmm. through through cartoon characters. And uh, um, but but Kermit Kermit had a certain way of talking. that uh, I think his son does Kermit now, Jim Henson's son. I, I don't think it's quite as good, but um, um, who am I to criticize? It's it's not bad. But not Kermit bad. had a certain way of, of talking, you know. And um, it was great fun when I did The Muppet Show. I, I had fun working with those uh, all those characters and those two old guys sitting in the box. So that were funny. You know, remember the two old guys that said, oh, yes. Who's that? Who's he doing? I don't know who that is. Guy named Little. Yeah, he doesn't look little to me. You know, those two guys <laughs> are always arguing. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Now, you've named some of the ones that were easier to do than others, and you said they were larger than life. Who are the three most challenging that you tackled? Well, I think I think uh, um, Barack Obama was uh, tough to do. I never was too happy with that impression, and um, you know, Gerald Ford was a hard voice to do. Um, when I first started doing him, it took a while to get to know him, and uh, Reagan loved my Gerald Ford. Uh, that was the one he uh, 
he used to say to me, oh, my God, Rich, you, you, you do Gerald Ford better than Gerald Ford. <laughs> I think you should run for president. <laughs> Very good. So even though they're difficult, you chose them to include in your repertoire. Right. I love that. Okay, yeah. now, when you have been working with a voice and perhaps an impression with your face especially, how do you know you have reached the point on the impersonation of a character that you're satisfied with? Well, when I, when I am satisfied with it, because I can mm-hmm. hear it when I'm doing it. A lot of people can't hear themselves, but I, I can, and I can tell um, I can tell when I'm doing it how good it is. And uh, uh, whenever the audience reacts and um, I get a laugh or an applause on it, uh, then I uh, can put it in my show. Otherwise, I just uh, move on to somebody else. So it's, it's just um, trial by error, really. You know, yeah, I have to find somebody, somebody who's a little, little bit uh, larger than life and a little distinctive, to, you know. And uh, Donald Trump has a certain rhythm to his voice. He's, he's very husky. And then when he's speaking to a large crowd, that's a different sound. That's a whole other voice. So you have to decide which one you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the intimate one where he's talking to somebody one-on-one or whether he's speaking with a large crowd. There's usually two voices there. You know? that, that raises another question for me. How much influence does the sound of a voice um, doing naturally so many different imitations of himself, I'll, I'll say. Um, how, how does that influence your work? What, by imitating people? Yeah, by people who, who have so many, as you just said with Donald Trump, there are so many yeah. different ways he presents himself. How do you choose the one yeah. to present? Uh, the one that they hear the most. Because the 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 uh, the more quieter Donald Trump uh, talking one on one now is the one to do because he's no longer campaigning. So I don't think you're going to see him much talking to a crowd. It's going to be reporters um, putting him down, or it's going to be um, uh, you know one on one interviews on on shows, and that'll be a, a much more subdued Donald Trump. I don't, I don't think he's going to be as flamboyant as, as he was during the campaign, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the voice I would do, the more quieter one, yeah. The, the quiet one. Isn't that interesting? If Donald Trump can be quiet, I don't know that he can, actually. He might have <laughs> put a muzzle on him. You're but, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is really too cool. But I, I, I like him I like him because I'm, I'm sick of politicians. That's the, you know that's why I like Donald Trump. Well, you know you can say he's got a big mouth and he's um, he's not presidential, but uh, I, I'm not crazy about pol- politicians. Are like diapers; they should be changed regularly and for the same reason. <laughs> Excellent. I like that a lot. You want to be president? I vote for you. No, no thanks. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to be president. It's the quickest way to age you, isn't it? I know. Oh, it is. Yeah, all it these is. all these presidents. You see pictures when they first became president, and then when they're leaving. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! 
Yeah, that I think he only sleep about three hours a night, but that'll be fine for Donald. I, I think he only sleeps two hours a night, and then he tweets the rest of the night. No. Yes. Yes. So he uh, really is. Yeah, he. he yeah, really gets he does great up. bird impressions. He does great bird impressions. He's always tweeting. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he needs. He needs. He needs. He needs tweetment. <laughs> or oh, Tweety Bird. Now we're getting silly. I gotta go. We're getting silly here. <laughs> That's okay. I am. And do you do you want to take a minute about Futurama? Well, Futurama was fun to do. You know, I had Nixon's head in a bottle, and uh, if you know the show, and uh, that was I did. fun. I watched that. I, I enjoyed doing that. That was cute. You know, but it was a little a little difficult because, uh, well, if you haven't seen the show, you don't know what I, what I'm talking about, but. Uh, it's a cute show, and uh, I I did Nixon. I said to them, "You could do other people in a bottle too, you know. We could do other entertainers. A lot of people they'd like. I'm sure they'd like to put Donald Trump's head in a bottle. A lot of liberals would love to do that. Send it over the falls, you know. But um, it was fun to do Futurama, you know. That was good. That was good. I will send people to the website where I found it. And uh, oh, it yeah. is interesting. It, it's such a departure from what we yeah. normally see in animation. Yeah. So I'll yeah. send them there. Rich, I know you have to go. You've got a show to do tonight, and I am just so grateful that you gave us so much time with you. Oh, you're you're welcome. It's uh, it's always fun to reminisce and and let people know you're still alive and you're still out there and you're still performing. You are and, still uh, out there. Yes. And you can buy my book and. Uh, and uh, read about the people you're interested in. There's a few people in there you might not be interested in, but um, I think it's uh, I think it's a, a fascinating book to read because it shows the humorous side of a lot of celebrities. It does, it does. And there were only two that I had trouble recognizing. So I think yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, what Stuart Granger and who else? Hubert Humphrey or um, Howard Cosell? No. No. No, no, uh, Howard Keel? Yes. Yes, Howard yes. Keel was one of them that Patricia. And I guess that's yeah, Big all. star, big star at MGM. Showboat. I, showboat, that's why I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wonderful man. Wonderful man. Was at MGM in the 50s. And um, a great, great man with a great presence and a great sense of humor. And uh, he's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Remember that movie? Yeah, I do. Jane Powell. Yeah. Yeah. Jane Powell, right. Russ Hamlin, yeah, yeah. right. Well, then well listen, thanks a lot. Thank you, thanks Rich. Thanks a lot for calling. Well, thank you very much. Thank and you. And I will send people to the book. Have a great day, Thank you, you so much. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. And that was our interview with Rich Hoodle. Jaws Professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Brown Tab, Skype Trade Tab, Online Tab, Walden Hill Tab, Search at Act Favorite, Patricia from FL Home, Phone Applications, Content Send, Invite to Enter, Leaving Menus, Patricia from Unloading Jaw, Cancel, OK, Enter, but... All right. My phone number is 714. Hello. Hello. Seven, hello, are we? Hello, we're fine. Seven one four five four five 
2071 if you guys to talk to, you know, Kermit the Frog biggest fan. She's here. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did everybody enjoy that? I loved the Betty Davis story. Oh, wasn't that something else? That's what I put up on Facebook. And I had uh, over 30 people that liked what we were going to talk to Rich Riddle. So that was very nice that people were interested. Oh, yeah. Interested, eh? A, a, a Canadian transport who became an American institution, Richard O, and we got a chance to talk to him this week, so very nice. And that was so nice. I had a good time with him. I, I'm glad. You did your homework, so you you were prepared. I did my homework, yeah. yeah. And next week, Patricia has a double dipper on Friday. Uh, yeah. Five o'clock Eastern Time, she's going to be talking to an English butler. His name is Chris uh-huh. Allen, and we're going to record that and play it on a Saturday. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern, we're going to wake Patricia up, make sure she's awake, because she'll be with Dave King, Walton Hughes, John and Larry Gashman. So we'll, we'll have fun with Dave. Will we'll, we'll, we'll he still love us after we, we wreck the show for three hours? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he has to take his chances. Oh, yeah. But there's, yeah, there, there's, we will have four at least, and maybe five with Donna, his sidekick up there. Well, it's if she... to be a, a lot of talk. If she stays up. I don't know if she stays up at night to... Because to, to, it'd be live, because there's simulcast at live at 11 o'clock at night. So who knows? Cause they simulcast. He's doing yeah. He's doing a simulcast, but his show is normally on at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Oh, what they're doing? He's gonna do it live on his station, then they're recording it and they're gonna replay it in the morning too. <sighs> so we're gonna be so live. Gonna... We're gonna be live on his station and our station at the same time, and then they're gonna use the replay that next morning. He's got two shows lined up. Yes. They're giving, they're letting them break into their normal programming to simulcast this live. Aww. That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And, you know, I've offered yeah. to get up in the morning, but he thought he should for him to stay up late and because his wife is in San Francisco, so he's bacheloring it that weekend. He figured he can get out and stay up and not disturb oh, anybody. Oh, another batching deal uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. That's why we booked it like five months in advance. He knew when his wife was coming out to visit the grandkids, so. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's when he booked oh. it with me. Yeah. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Yeah, we will say howdy doody. His opening is, hello, hello. Oh, no, good morning, good morning, good morning. Right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Right. And... I was there for the first time, and I said, good morning, good morning, good morning. He said, that's my shtick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but he's fun. I think you will enjoy him. And uh, so that will not be a call-in for our family. Yes, it will. If our family can transfer and call in Friday night besides Saturday night, they're welcome to. Because the phone lines will be open. Okay. I'll, I'll just sit back and say, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> 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 and 
and wait for the signal that says, hey, that's my stick. And then I can say, hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello. So if we'll be on Skype, but we'll keep the phone lines open. That way we can, we can, you know, see if, we, if, see if we can drive Dave crazy for three hours. I think we can do that. I think we can. And I think he can, too. So it's going to be a brawl. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. I, 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 uh, why does he keep having us back? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think we I don't know. He, he said the other day, oh, I don't want to come back. They're going to get their fill of Dave Kane. I said, Dave, you know, just a phone call. <laughs> he said, well, maybe. <laughs> They're going to get sick of my voice. And I said, nah, not possible. No. No. All right. Here go. So Are, is anybody going to call? And if not, I'm going to give Walden his question. So, so let's see. I, now I know we had a bunch of calls early. Dan from Indiana called when we had dead air at when Kim had dead air when her show didn't play, and Jerry Burling called. And so I know there are people out there, but they have could have swept the last four or five hours. I don't know. This but. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the subject. Um, we had the subject of. Super Bowl, so why wouldn't they go to sleep? Uh, so, are you going to watch the game with me? Well, then. If I'm I... I'm not watching the game. If Even I, if I could watch the game, I wouldn't. If I was a house guest. Yeah? This is, this is going somewhere, yes? Yeah. And... The game was on. Yes. Would you just say, Walden, I'm going to go read a book, just to say hi when uh, when the game's over? Of course. Or or would you come in and check on me, make sure I was okay? Of course. Okay. Okay. And if you requested that I sit with you while this thing was on, I would do it. I would not ask you to do that. Yeah, but, you know, you get kind of rascally. At I do. I do. I do. I but know. I know. <laughs> Well, could we? I could see you at halftime, right? When we could break bread. This is true. Okay. You know, breaking. Maybe we could break pretzels, because breaking bread is a very sacred thing in my book. You save that for ultra special times, and so we would have to get to the end of the game, and then I would put out dinner, and in the meantime, we could have munchies. Okay. That's a good question. Okay. So if I'm oh, if I'm coming over Sunday tomorrow, yeah, and there's no restriction on the monkey slash dinner you're gonna prepare, what will we have tomorrow? If there are no restriction, like no um, dietary no no yeah, dietary no taste restriction no nothing. No nothing. No half time to fuss with. No. No, it's just up to you. It's you what you would think. It's just up to me. What uh -huh. would I serve? What would you be Ooh. serving tomorrow? Interesting. Well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would ask first. Are there any foods you would like not to see on your plate, and which ones would you enjoy? I don't think there's anything worse than having a person <laughs> who is inviting you to dinner. Serve things that you just hate. <laughs> just <laughs> awful. 
And it's, I think it's always a courteous thing to ask your guests before they come, is there anything special that you enjoy? Um, or, or can yeah. I tell you what I have a craving for for tomorrow right now if we, if we were going to sit sure. down and eat? Sure. And that there is my next question. What would you like? Okay. Um, I have a craving for this. If we're going to have some monkey, how about potato skins? Oh, my goodness. After what I read about them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and free toes and the little cheese puffs and... Well, the, these, are, the, these are the ones that you actually you actually take a, 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 a baked potato and you slice them down and you sprinkle onions and cheese on them. And you can have a little dip, dipping. It's up to you. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, I could do that. That okay. sounds good. Okay. Maybe, yeah. a little, maybe a little buffalo wings? Do they have to be hot? No. Because I don't have any hot sauce. That's okay. No, it doesn't have to All be. All right. <coughs> Sir, if you want buffalo wings, we could have the wings without the buffalo. Okay. How about little, che- little cheeses? Little, um, you know, salami? Little, you know, little, little oh, cube thing. You know. Oh, yum. You mean like salami and, uh-huh. and little cheese? Uh-huh. And, kind of stuff? and little, on oh. little crackers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could have that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, we're stocking ourselves for the next week. Okay. Okay. What okay. else? Now, for dinner, for honest-to-goodness dinner, what is a meal that you really enjoy and might not have had recently? Pizza. You've got to be kidding. I haven't had pizza in a long time. Well, we're going to have to make do with Domino's because I don't do pizza. <laughs> you would make homemade pizza for me? I, well, I would try, but I'm not sure you'd like it. I've never made it. I think it'd be wonderful to see how you do. <laughs> you are cruel. <laughs> Hello there, caller. You're on the air with Patricia, the gourmet cook of Florida. You are so cruel to Patricia. Why am I so cruel to her? Now, side. now, Daniel, if I came to your house, wouldn't you do the thing for me? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you go ahead and lay out the, uh, the feed bag? Feed bag? Yeah. Well, I, I hope you'd have a plate with you, you know, not the <laughs> feed bag, my goodness. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. I think. <laughs> this is Dan from Indiana. Who is calling to harass one of us? But have you have have you have you na- have you napped anything in the last four hours since I talked to you? Uh, constantly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying. I was giving it the old college try. I I get home and I, I like like listening, and I catch the end of Kim coming on, and yep. it's like, okay, there's a, going to be. A, Delay. Someone's playing hooky. Yep. And, uh, I was accused. Uh, Patricia would tell me she, uh, I was being accused by so many family members. You know, I'm guilty of charge. Dan is the only one who uses the absolute terminology of he's playing hooky. It wasn't me. Right. I did not do it. Well, what, did, what did Tom say? Tom from New York. Didn't he? Didn't he jump on the bandwagon with Daniel? 
Well, he sort of jumped, where the heck are you type stuff. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're you're having unauthorized, what is it, AWOL, absent without official leave, right? Yeah. Well, I thought attending somebody's wedding who's just going to be 77 this year was pretty special. I think that's pretty special. Yeah. When I'm 77, would you attend my yes, I would. My, my funeral? Oh, <laughs> 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 oh never mind. <laughs> will you allow us to broadcast you, your memorial service? Sure. Okay. You can do anything you want. Okay. Well, you, you often want to know when you bought your your plate. You want you want to know if it came with the with the service that you could attend ahead of time, right? Oh, I did. I tried very hard on that. And it just didn't pan out. I have a crypt. And you know, all of us, I'm, I'm confident all of us have been to some kind of a memorial service. Mm-hmm. And we say such nice things about the person. And every one of them is true. It's not that we're putting on, you know, a, a fake show. But I thought, you know, the person who really needs to hear this stuff is the one we're talking about. The one who cannot hear us any longer. So I tried to set up a pre-funeral party. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that with traditional funeral directors and people like that. They just, they just don't understand. But I, I thought I might be able to do that with, uh, oh, what do you call it, a New Orleans band? Uh huh. You know the. uh, On the same come marching in, yeah. Yeah, with the brass. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be fabulous? It would be. Well, they didn't think so. <laughs> you, you, you're speaking of a wake, then, I guess. Um, yes, we were going to have a, an early wake. I'm not dead yet, but, you know, I just say, okay, guys, forget I'm over here in the corner and talk about me, if it's nice. <laughs> if it's nice. And then I would pop for a party. I just thought this was really great. This Did you make out the guest list who who was going to be invited to the pre 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 party? Oh sure. Oh. Oh sure. You think all of them would have ten- attended the pre pre party? I, absolutely, absolutely. We okay. would have had a ball. Okay. However, <laughs> did not pan out. And then I had the poor lady who sold me this thing. <sighs> I told her what I wanted, and that was a party. If I couldn't have it first, I would have it after the fact. And so I wanted a party. And she said, well, we have a lovely reception area. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. <laughs> I grew up in an Irish family. We want a party. <laughs> and the poor woman, I mean, she probably went home and drank two martinis. But, yeah, I did. I I. They had a lot of fun. I should have gotten paid entertainment fees. She was trying to be helpful. Here you're driving the woman to drink. I know, and I'm doing all of this work for her. She doesn't even have to plan anything, except to make sure the beer gets there. <laughs> oh, they just didn't understand. Well... So did you start shopping around for different crypts around town? That way you could get the best oh. party deal? No. I had I had reasons for closing the deal quickly. Okay. You know. Uh, and they misrepresented themselves, which really took me off. 
You don't do that with Patricia. You don't do that with our Patricia, guys. She she won't forget. I'm ferocious. Yeah. Yes. 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 I am ferocious. This is true. She's a she's a she's a relative of Bert the ferocious lion of. <laughs> 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 with, with a tail wiping my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so cute. He was the best pick for that role. Just the best. The cowardly lion. So, all right, Dan, what have you been up to? Did we lose him? No, I hear him breathing. Oops, I hear. Uh, okay. Here. Yeah. Here. <laughs> okay. What's What's going on? Are you going to watch Super Bowl tomorrow? Mm, I've got to work. Well, can't can't you turn on the game in the library? Uh, not really, I guess. I mean, there's no television that's hooked up to you know cable or anything like that. So could you just stream it on a computer? Probably could. Uh -huh. Probably could. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sounds really enthusiastic about this. Are you suggesting to me that you might not be watching this? Probably not. You know. I, I'm not really interested. I mean, you know, I might, you know, I'll, I'll I'll have people who are probably coming to me with questions and things like that, you know. So, you know, I'll probably tune in and listen once I get off work. Dan, you just made yeah. my night. Do what now? You made my night. <laughs> Did you get my email earlier? You know, you you need to be careful how you address this game coming tomorrow. You you just can't, you know, blatantly call it. You know, you know what other what you know. You have to have authorization to call it. You know, what they call it on that channel. <laughs> Danny, just as much fun as we are with my tongue and my mouth. And okay, where is he? No, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Um, let's see, Dan. What are you doing? She's looking for your email. Looking for the email. Yeah. a couple of local places. That's not are it. You, right. you, you, you can't say you're say. Uh, yesterday, you say the official. Oh, that one with the superb oh. owl. Yes. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Yes. All right. Tell him what you did. You rascal. Rascal? I mean, you just you have to have permission from the. Uh, uh, is it the NCAA? Okay. Or you have to. Have um, I don't know what such language was. What was such yeah. language? Yes, you have to be careful. You have to get permission from the um, the NFL to call it the Sleeping Bowl. Yes, 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 yes. And the interesting thing is if people call it Super Bowl 51, they're not in trouble. It's only Super Bowl that they had covered. That's right, that's right. So you yeah, have to be so careful the NFL and, and the... The, the permission committee, whatever that is, has the final say on which ads will go up and which has, what has been approved and 
who has right. legally used the term Super Bowl. So sure. a bunch, yeah, a bunch of people, including Stephen Colbert, <laughs> found right. Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> right. They do right. stuff. Yeah, like superb owl. Good. You can, Good. Yes, and and you being a fan of our feathered friends, I figured you would want to call it the superb owl. I really like that one. I really like that one. That that is a goodie. <laughs> All it is using one yeah. letter, and you know instead of calling yeah. it a super game, sure. makes makes fun when you can put together letters like that, or tear them apart as the case may be. All right, Stephen Colbert is ready for some football, but Comedy Central's lawyers are not ready for the notorious. Help me with this word, litigious or litigious? I believe it's litigious. I think it's litigious. Yep. Anyway, notoriously happy for lawsuits, <laughs> National Football League. So he came up, I guess he came up with the superb owls instead of super bowls. Um, you did good. You did good. You found some good stuff. Are you there? I'm right here. Do you hear me? I'm, I know. I'm by myself, and neither one of you told me about it, right? No. We, we wanted to see how you were going to stomp up and I down. I just cried. Yeah. I just cried. It's been yeah. a terrible week. I cried. That's right. Poor Patricia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. paying my dues for yesterday. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boy. I flashed yeah. yesterday. Yes, I tune in and there's like uh, Kim is giving a, an alert saying that the show will be delayed. So I'm listening through command performance and finally Walton shows up after I call him saying, hey, there's dead air at 11 o'clock Eastern. And he's like saying, yes, I'm here. I'm hurrying. So, and then. I don't know. Y'all come on, you start talking, and it's like, oh, I'm drifting off to sleep, and and I was so wanting, I was so wanting to listen. I was listening. I was wanting to listen to the Rich Little interview, and I slept right through that. So I just uh, oh, you Yes, I'll have to catch it, or I did get your email about the Dropbox, so I might have you send that to me if you have a copy of it. She will. She'll have a copy of it. Yeah. Anything she wants, she can have a copy of. Didn't yeah. I, send, I sent you a, a, an email with a link. Is that correct? You did, and I just haven't had a chance to uh, to open that and get that confirmed or anything okay. like that. So yeah. when, okay, when, when we do that, then uh -huh. we can go to the next step. Good deal, good deal. Glad to, glad to hear that. It's been a busy, busy week. So, but... Uh, yeah. Tell me about how busy you've been busy, Daniel. Uh, I got called in on my day off. <laughs> that busy. Oh, brother. Oh, man, yeah. you need the days off. You just go overboard with your work hours. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, someone... I hope they made it worth your while. Yeah, it, it was fine. But, you know, it was like uh had to, had to scramble to, you know, I, I got called in at... It's like 90 minutes before it was supposed to be there. And, of course, when you live 45 minutes away, it uh, wow. 
makes it a little rough. So, but it was good. We've had a lot of nice people asking uh, questions, you know, and for their research and all. So, yeah. Do you need any more for your graduate student? I have not heard from her. I was going to drop her an email and uh, see how she was doing, but uh, you know what? She she um, I've had other people ask about different mm-hmm. questions this week, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the busy it's, it's, it's the busy season for a research course. I'm sure Sunday will not be a busy day due to the uh, big football game. But, uh, yes. Yes. There was a power outage at the, in, in in town, and I got a call uh, Thursday. Uh, we had students from the rival school calling and asking, "Can we can we come over and use your library?" It's like, "Okay, come ahead." <laughs> so, how do you you how how do you, if they don't have a library card? How do you you just give them a temporary like a, a temporary library card? How do you? We'll well, you know, they, they can come over and, and use our, you know, computer network, and, you know, if they need to, they can get... Can you still hear him breathing? Yeah, I heard him breathing. He'll be back. <laughs> he <didn't... laughs> He's coming. He yes, coming. yes. Uh, we, we can give him a temporary uh, card and password and... They can use our our facility. Does any library in the country ever charge for a library card? Um, I mean, some do. Some do, you know, if you're checking out a book or something like that. Mainly, you know, some public libraries will. Have you heard what kind of fee, the highest fee they might charge? Uh, sometimes it can get up to, you know, like a, a 50 bucks or something like that. Wow. Wow. They have very few readers in that place, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot of money. Well, but, I mean, you know, if you, you know, 50 bucks, that's only, you know, the price of two books, really. I'll buy new books. My, my, I go squirreling around and put, and my, put used in my search. My mom, um... One of the libraries he loved to go to, the city library in the city next door, Newport Beach. And what huh? they do for bestsellers, they actually have a rental fee. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in the current bestseller, then you, you, you actually rent it from the library. I see. Yeah. Well, the trouble is, people will come in and they'll check out the newest book, and then they'll never bring them that back. So, you know, when you're at least charge them a little bit, you know, for the new bestseller. Mm-hmm. It tends to, you know, encourage them to bring back the books. Do they get any portion of their money back when they show up with the book? Uh, it depends on the policy, you know, just what, yeah. what arrangements they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems to me like a good deal because it would encourage people to bring the book back. Exactly. exactly. What, what about the replacement policy? I remember the first time we went to Europe, I bought some books from the library, um, some talking books, uh, audio, and somehow the tape got lost in England. So uh, when we came went back, we 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 just paid probably the price of, of a replacement. 
for the book. Probably. And that's yes. probably, huh? I seem to remember, $19 or something. Sure. Would that generally be a custom to, if you lost something, you just basically be the replacement cost of, for the library? Uh -huh. Usually, that's what that's what a lot of libraries will charge. Uh -huh. Some might charge a processing fee to uh, have that book, you know, processed and put back in the collection. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on the library policy, whatever the uh, library board or whatever the library directors, you know, agreed upon. So if somebody accidentally gets to destroy the library book and went on, you know, one of these new book things to buy a re replacement copy, how would mm -hmm. the library feel about that? If they were honest, hey, I destroyed this book, but I went out and bought you a used copy of the replacement book. How would how would you guys handle that? If it's in good condition, I think, you know, some libraries will, you know, accept that uh -huh. and just, you know, waive the, uh, waive the fee, and then they, they might just charge the replacement, I mean, I'm saying the uh, processing fee for processing it again. It all depends on the library policy. Yeah. So, you know, all libraries, you know, they have some policy, but, you know, they, you know some have more common practices, and some will want a replacement, some will not. So that's what happens. That's the Yep. Gee, so, exactly. So how's Patricia feeling? Is she feeling good this week? No, she's not. <laughs> she, did, she did very well yesterday, and today she's paying the price for it. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Not good. Everything comes, no, everything comes with a price, you know? So, I just have to be more judicious and have only one bowl full of soup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I I overdid yesterday, and it's my fault. Well, you had to get out. You had to get out because you haven't been out all week. I, I haven't been out for six weeks. I know. So really, you didn't have much of a choice. You know, once you were out. No, I didn't. You know, going out was fine. But I had this really, I, I told Dan, too, this really super-duper deluxe handy-dandy walker. And it's got a seat in it, and you can just turn around and sit down. It's really neat. And, um... So, you know, I had this with me, and I could sit down anytime I wanted, and I didn't. You know, I was doing okay, and I just kept going, and I should have taken a couple of breaks in there, and I didn't. Does your super-duper walker have handbrakes on it? Yes, it does. Does it have a basket underneath where you can put things in? Yes, it does. Okay. Do you have one of these long uh, grabbers that you can, you don't have to bend over, you can just reach down and with the hooks and pick things up? No, and now that I've got this out of the box, I've had it. You know, for a long time I had it boxed up. I was going to bring it to Goodwill. Hello, I'm so glad I didn't get there. Anyway, <laughs> now that I now that I can sit down and hold on to a stable something or other, uh, I, can, yeah. I can reach over and get things out of the lower cabinet. I will not stand up and do that, but yeah. yes, I can do that pretty good. Yes, you were saying you were so glad you have a seat to sit on instead of sitting down frozen foods 
I said, yes, you better not set down frozen food. You might frost your buns. And probably the other customers would frown on it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to sit down on bird Did you ever roller skate the kid, Patricia? Roller skate? On the side. As a kid? Yeah, sure. Okay, so that's all we need to do. Get you a couple pairs of roller skates, and when you're going down the store, you'll be just fine. Uh-huh. What happens when I fall down? Oh, you'll never fall down. I say we give her two sets of roller skates. Two for the feet and two for the hands. Oh, great. Like a polar bear. Oh, boy. How am I, how am I going to stand up? I don't know. Um, do we get your skateboard instead? I love you. I'm just trying to be creative here, you know. Sometimes your creativity scares me. Well, can't think. I mean, you could have a skateboard, you know, that's you know, pretty just like a surfboard. A surfboard yeah. with, with with skates on it. Yeah. And, and that way you 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 don't have to walk. You just and you, all the items can be put on your surfboard, and you can just motor around the the, the mall. Okay. I, I think you me. I love you. Don't you think that's a good idea? No. I think, oh. I think, I think she better stick with her walker. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Actually, what I call those things is my dad had, we, 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 we dub it the buggy. The buggy? The buggy. buggy. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay, you know, you can sit on it and you can put things on it, so we call it the buggy. Sounds good. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Probably a good name for it. So, so what was the highlight of the Rich Little interview? Hey, Betty Davis, Doy. Oh, really, Betty Davis? Yes. Yeah. Should we? T- you want to tell Dan the story now after everybody have heard it, except for Dan? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we probably had people who were doing their own things too. That's true. Rich can—he's got about two hundred voices that he can do. Yes. And I, I, I saw him. I, I saw him about 10 years ago at one of the local colleges. Oh, great. Was he as good as yeah. we think he is? He was really good. He was probably about, well, like I said, 10 years ago, he was probably in his mid-60s. And, uh, yeah, about, he was... How about 71 10 years ago? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. At 81, he's still doing the Tropicana five nights a week. Not bad. Not bad. No, no, and he, he sounds good. But anyway, he uh, and a group of people, including President Reagan, were at uh, a gathering, and I guess it was Jimmy Stewart who said, call Betty Davis and, and do me. So he did. And she started with personal information and personal conversation. I mean, she really thought it was Jimmy Stewart. And uh, he handed the phone to Jimmy Stewart. He said, this is Rich Little. And she was furious. So he handed the phone to uh, Jimmy Stewart because he was the one who initiated the phone call. So he went out and got on the phone with her. And she, she used a couple of ripe words and said, Rich, if you don't get off this phone. She didn't think it was, she thought it was Rich again, Rich Little. Sure. And, um, yeah, the president came in and said, I don't know what he said, but 
she said a very bad word at him. <laughs> and never talked to anybody again. And he said, Rick said she she is the only person who ever cussed out the president and got away with it. Because <laughs> so, I guess he had a really good sense of humor. But, yeah, she did that, and she was so angry. Uh-huh. Yeah, she just had oh. no sense of humor. Well, I can understand that because... Everybody sure. knew at that point how good he was in his impersonations or his impressionism or whatever they call it. And uh, so she had every reason to believe that they were just marching down the line and saying, okay, Rich, do this one, do this one. Uh, she yeah. didn't tell. Yes. And I think I'd be a little bit upset, too, but certainly not enough to swear out the president. Well, she didn't know it was the president either. She thought that uh -huh. was Rich. Yes, so, yes. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Davis story, and of course he taught it. He, he talked about it with a whole lot player than I did. Mm -hmm. That was the that's essence still, of the Betty Davis story. Still a good, still a good story. Mm-hmm. It was. It yeah. was. He had a he had a bunch of good stories to talk about. Uh, we were talking about. Um, I. I thought it was a very good. I was I didn't know what we were gonna get from Rich. I've heard a lot of things, and Larry and I were talking about it, and he was remarking how low key he was. And I said, yeah. it almost sounded like we we called him and he was just relaxing, taking a nap. You like, it almost sounded like he was laying down before he was gonna do his show, and we're talking mm -hmm. to us on the phone. That that's the feeling I had, Patricia. What what was your feelings about the the mood or the setting of, of the yeah, I, in, I interview. Think it, um, it was a light mood, and I think uh -huh. that is simply part of who he is now, mm -hmm. which is quite uh -huh. different from the performances that we can see up on YouTube. And, you know, apparently Johnny Carson, did I get to ask it? No, I didn't, and I, I deliberately didn't. Johnny Carson just cut him off, absolutely cut him off. He used to oh, really? appear as often as once a week, and suddenly there was nothing, nothing. So he went around you know, asking people, what happened? What did I do? I'm sorry, I don't know, you know, and Johnny wouldn't listen to him. or So he mm -hmm. he is still floating around not knowing what happened. But wow. one of the clips, yeah, one of the clips that yeah. I saw up on YouTube, mm -hmm. which and on one of the Johnny Carson shows, he said, you know, you're really one of the more difficult ones to do. Which surprised me because Johnny Carson had such distinctive uh, hand movements, you know, like Don Rickles mm -hmm. pulls on his tie, that kind of stuff. And when he said, no, you were really very difficult, he said, really? What did you have problems with? He said, your walk. I could not get your walk down. I didn't know what to link it to. And then it came to me. A goose. <laughs> oh, no. Shredding like a goose, and I'll be darned if it didn't look like Johnny Carson. <laughs> it was a goose. He was imitating a goose. So there are some wonderful clips up there. But yeah. he just he just got left cold, and to this day he does not know why. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the same thing happened. I mean, she knew why, but um, you know, if you got on Johnny Carson's bad side, you know, there was just no going back. Joan Rivers, you know, uh, when she went to uh, Fox, you know, and had her own late night show, uh, I think she never t spoke.
Johnny Carson again. I mean, he just took that as an insult. That uh, I think I would too, though. Mm-hmm. Because she really got a, a brace on her performance. She became, I don't want to say a star, but a recognizable personality. Uh-huh. With the help of the Johnny Carson show. And he, she never even told him or suggested mm-hmm. to him what she was going to be doing. So I think I would have been a little bit upset about that. I, if I remember correctly, I think word leaked out that she was going to Fox before she had a chance to call and tell him, you know, that this was all in the works. And, you know, once the, uh, once the uh, cow got out of the barn, I mean, it just was too late to go back and change it. And, you know, with, with Johnny's attitude, uh, you know, once, uh, once you got on his bad side and, you know, he could have, you know, uh, you know, if he thought that this was a slight against him, you know, he just didn't have anything to do with you. But I, I really hadn't heard that uh, that Rich Little had gotten on his uh, on Johnny Carson's bedside. But you know that. But he doesn't even uh, know why, and uh-huh. I think that's terrible. I expect somebody to say I'm sorry when you don't say him. You don't know what I'm, you're apologizing for. Exactly. Exactly. Just off, off the screen. Off the mm-hmm. screen. Uh, yeah. Joan Rivers, I, I think she really did a did a not nice thing to have anything in the works without talking with him first. Sure, yes. For example, they're recruiting me, and I'm going to sit down and meet with them, but I wanted you to know first. That's a courteous sure. thing to do. Exactly. That's right. And she didn't oh. do it. Exactly. We have oh, to, well, that... I'm reading Eleanor Roosevelt's, the name of it is, Oh, Walden, help me. I don't know where to edit it. Uh, it's the one with Eleanor, Eleanor and, and, and Teddy's daughter. Um, no, this, the, is, this is the, the, the one that I talked with your mom about the other night. Right. It's called Common Sense Etiquette. Okay. Eleanor Roosevelt, Common Sense Etiquette. And that's all she's addressing in there, which is so unusual, is etiquette. I haven't gotten to the good parts yet. Her her writing style at that moment, I'll have to go back and find what year this is, but her writing style lacked the zip and the punch, at least as far as I've gotten. So. Now, did did Eleanor have her own radio show at some point? She did, several times. She did. She had had it in the 30s on her own. She was on the air the night of Pearl Harbor with her own show. Oh, really? And there's a great line how Perry told us the Frank Brzee. Um, he, NBC put opposite Eleanor Roosevelt, and she, she beat her in the ratings. And eventually he, you know, she eventually disappeared from that run. And so, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the, the Mayor LaGuardia was out in L.A. doing a, a a war bond rally, and Eleanor Roosevelt was going to be the keynote speaker, and he wanted to introduce uh, Hal Perry to Eleanor Roosevelt, and he was a little apprehensive about it, and he was going, she, uh, uh, Mary LaGuardia was going, oh, you need to hear this guy, he got the best show on radio, and blah, 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 and, you know, and, they, and, and Hal knew, <laughs> and he was wanting to really dig a hole, and Eleanor said, Mayor. I, I know Mr. Perry. 
he's the one that my husband listens to when I'm on the air. <laughs> I remember reading that now. Yeah, I, I never would have remembered it without you. And and but, then after yeah. Franklin passed away in the late 40s, uh, Eleanor also had a radio show with her daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. What was the name of that one? I'm I'm not familiar with I, that. I I I think it's just Mister. You know, the, the, I don't remember, but we got some. And I need to check with Larry because you know the Eleanor Roosevelt uh, Library at George Washington University contacted me wanting copies of the radio stuff. So we need to make sure. Um, I'll check with Larry see if he was able to fulfill that order, and they'd be happy to come on the air with us to talk about the uh, Eleanor Roosevelt in the collection um, someday. Mm-hmm. So. Good deal. Yep. Glad to hear it. Patricia, be, Pat, Patricia's going to be well known for everything, you know. <laughs> well, she will be. <laughs> Including the radio emergency room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I mean, I'm glad you're out motoring around. Did you get some groceries in? Oh, yes. I have a Care Bear now. You, you My have a, calls him a Care Bear. Yeah. Care Bear. Yeah. It's like a home health aide, and they come out, and they will do anything. I mean anything. Um, so shopping was on the list, and we went shopping, and she mm-hmm. carried all the groceries upstairs and put them away, and just was great. Did, did, you know, she my, get, did you up get up and down? Getting up and down stairs is still a little. No, it is a lot whiffy. Did and you get then, milk? Did you get Did you get milk? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, I and then I couldn't find my chocolate syrup. She Uh-oh. put everything oh, no. away. I don't have any idea where it is. You have Care Bear's number. <laughs> yes. That way you can call. Where's the chocolate? That way she can tell you where she put it. Oh, I found it. Oh, okay. I was looking for something in, in one of the closets, and I found it. So I am very cool on that. So tomorrow I will have chocolate milk. So do we know what happened? I mean, did you pull a, a disc? Did you? No idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. But, mm. You know, the back doesn't hurt. It, it started there with, a, you know, one of those sharp, oh, <laughs> That's because I turned wrong. I actually started to take a footstep, and I got halfway through that. And gradually, it moved over farther, and then into my hip, so I had my back and my hip. (laughs) And then it sunk down into my knee, so I had my back, my hip, and my knee. And then the muscle cramping, and the the muscle... Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. What? It's a Charlie horse. A really big Charlie horse. It is half my body. <laughs> Charlie, pull yourself together. <laughs> I, think no, it's a, yes. I think it's a Charlie Clydesdale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I have an appointment this week with my doctor, and uh-huh. he's never seen me like this. So I think he'll believe me. Well, he'll just say, uh, Patricia, just go out and run every day. You know, a couple miles every day, and that that'll take care of it. Right. I don't think right. I don't think she could do the four minute crawl at this point. <laughs> You're pretty close. Should I tell him what I did on Monday? 
it's sure, why not? Why not, my dear? It's just, the, it's just the family. I am to the point now, if I, if I fall or, you know, wind up sitting on the floor for some reason, like, because I usually slide down, I don't go clunk, uh -huh. I cannot get up. Yep. I cannot get up. And so I did that in the kitchen on Monday, and I'm scooching around and thinking, okay, now what? <laughs> Here I am. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm going to stay there. But at least I'm in the kitchen. I might be able to reach an apple or something. And um, so I've got one of these call button teeth thingies. Yeah. You know, like these, yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, that's Very exactly what I had to say. <laughs> Push my button and say, "I'm not hurt. It's not an emergency. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> I just, I just need somebody to help me do that." So I had right. three really nice firemen show up. Oh no! Your door was locked. Did they have to bust in? No, it wasn't. You know, it's really interesting because just because I was starting to have this kind of a problem, I do not lock my door. I see. Sure. I just don't. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could lock you could lock your door and maybe hide a key out there and be able to tell someone where the key is. Yeah, they do have drop boxes, of course, for keys, and uh, they come. You put your own code in there, and then you let the emergency service people know what the code is. So if they get called out and they can't get in, yes, they can because they'll have the code number. But mm -hmm. when I first started doing this and it was getting worse, I thought this is really dumb. So I opened, I, you know, I unlocked the door. And I'm glad I did because I needed it open. That's right. That's right. Well, maybe you could leave a key down at the. Uh, well, I guess your uh, your uh, office probably has a key to get in. Yeah, they have master keys. Yeah. Yeah. But they also close at five o'clock. Well, that's no good. You might want to fall out at five o'clock. I mean, I demand services. I demand services. But anyway, this was really great. And, you know, I told her, it's not an emergency. I just need some help. Sure. And they were there or here in, I will say, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty yep. good. Especially I didn't ask, did they, did they knock on the door? Hey, is anybody there? Is anybody home? How did they? No, they well, they knocked on the door. And I had told... Um, you know, the person who answers right. when you push your button. Um, Did he say, come he said, in? Is your, door, is your door locked? And I said, no, it's open. So I believe they just knocked on the door and walked in. Okay. You, did, so, you didn't say, I mean, come? It's been really nice. I mean, you get out in the middle of the night and <laughs> pull somebody up <laughs> off the floor. But they were very nice. Now, now find me a sugar daddy. Uh, do we need to get a hotline number to Sugar Daddy 101 or something? <laughs> what would qualify? What 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 would qualify as a Sugar Daddy for you, Patricia? Oh my goodness, I don't think the contemporary definition of it is very complimentary. I know, but so how? I I I withhold my opinion. Okay. <laughs> It's an allowance, right? That's all. You just need. You yeah. just, that's all. You just need an allowance. Yeah. That would be fine. And then I could go to the beach and rent a beach house mm -hmm. for oh, six months mm -hmm. and pretend I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we've got to turn this one around. That's all there is. 
Well, that's right. We have to turn this around. I'm just, I am just grateful. It, it, we, I think we, we can make, we can work through this one, considering what you went through last June. So we're gonna, we're gonna make this get better, Patricia. Thank you. Yeah. You know, Gosh darn it, we're going to do it. That's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. Only 79. I know. She's only you know, 79. 79. I'm pretty good. I am pretty good at 79, yes. I think. Right. Yes. So who have I missed calling in tonight? A bunch of people called in. Cause Patricia was very nice to the family. She, she decided to let people call before we ran the interview. So let's see. We heard from Fred. Yeah. And we heard from Harwood. Uh-huh. And we heard from Ralph. Yeah. And we heard from Paul. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Those are the people on air, I think. Maybe we're the ring. I think those are the ones on air. Of course, off air, I heard from Kim Bragg, Jerry Burling, Dan from Indiana. You know, I heard from a bunch of you guys. Well, you know, where were we? You know. So. That's right. I, I called. I called because you were having dead air. I know. And it's like, like as I as I always do when when it's there's good. air. It's like I call and it's like, and, hey but, folks. But 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 there was interesting this time with dead air from Texas. It wasn't from me. Kim Banks. She got Bill had this new CD player. Uh huh. And Kim thought we we're gonna play two shows back to back, and it did not. So there was right. dead air in Texas. That's right. Now, hey. Dan, old person of little faith, wanted to know if you were playing hooky. I know. And it wasn't my fault. I didn't say that. There are a lot of things no. in my fault, but that, that <laughs> one wasn't. <laughs> what, have, what, what can we hang you with, my dear? I mean, what, what, what thing is on your fault list? Come on. There's nothing. Mm. You have clean hands. I do. You do have clean you know, hands. Sometimes it's very difficult to be a goody two-shoes. Why? Especially when you're falling out of your goody two-shoes. Well, especially she's hitting yeah, the... I'm Pollyanna, too. There are people who call me that. I, don't, I think that's good. I, I think, think good. I think you're a cute Pollyanna. Yeah. I don't wonder if most people even know who Pollyanna is, anyway. I doubt it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how many girls are even called Polly anymore? Do you know? I don't know of a. I do not know of Polly. Do you know of Polly, Dan? Uh, that that is uh, that is a less used name. It is these days. Patricia, you know of a Polly? Just me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it was. I said. I said it's pretty hard to find anyone under fifty with a, with with the name Polly. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, I guess so. Here's another one. I think he's sort of go. When did when did they start with names like Evan and? Um, oh, there were some really funny. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> unusual yeah. girls' names. Like another girl, a famous girl's name is sort of gone. Anne, how many Anne do you even know today? That in, of the younger, forty and under set. Mm-hmm. I did, I can't think of any. I would say the last time Anne was a popular name was like during the eighties, late late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties, with the Anne of Green Gables uh, television show. 
Like, I don't know how many, I don't know how many been named after Patricia here. You know, there's not that many under 40, 100 with the name Patricia. Mm. Like they use, they use derivatives of it, right? But not Patricia. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say you're lucky if you even find a pat these days. Yeah, it, it's difficult for people named Patrick. Uh-huh. I, I prefer full names. I mean, my parents went through a lot of trouble to find the right name for me, and I, I just like it. And um, other people, I, I don't, I really don't know. Hmm. Right. My, right. my former sister-in-law is Anne. Okay. And how old is she? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, oh, let, let me rephrase it. Would she be in the, uh, uh, would she be in her 60s? This is, this is to tell the truth, right? <laughs> are, you, are you in this age group? No. Are you currently on Broadway? No. <laughs> can, we, can we do hello? <laughs> did, 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 did your parents name... Did Barb, your sister Barbara, did she always go by yes. Barbara, or did they, did, was there a second name to her that your parents, you know, like Barbara Joe or Barbara Ann, or? Yeah, it, it's Barbara Ann. It's Barbara Ann. Um, okay. Yeah. Bubble. Bubble Ann. Bubbly, bubbly Barbara Ann. She thinks the bubbles she laughs. So, so, so when she was a kid, was she called Barbara Ann, or was she always called Barbara? Barbara. Okay. Yes. When she got to be an adult, she went to Barb, and that's what she likes. I mean, we've got lovable, we've got adorable, and we've got bubbles. There you go. Bubbles, yes. And we have Cuddles yeah. in California. Irresistible. And Irresistible in Hawaii, oh, Hawaii. is Ron. Yeah. And we did invite people to come up with their own to nickname. To come up with suggestions for themselves. Dan, did uh, you ever have a nickname as a kid? Mm, not really. You ever had a nickname as an adult? Not really. Do you want a nickname? Not really. <laughs> well, we can accommodate. Go for it, Walden. Keep going. Keep going. What What would you find acceptable as a nickname? Daniel? Uh, what would I find acceptable as a nickname? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one fellow used to call me Governor. Governor? Governor. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. That's very, I, I can see you as being Governor material. I mean, concerning you just lost your Governor, you just had a step up, you should be running for office, Dan. That's right. Exactly. Governor. That's what I want. Just what I want to be in charge of. It, it, you know, <laughs> it sort of reminds me, remember how those Sherlock Holmes radio show where one of the, um, one of those police officers uh, were called, yes, governor. You know, the, the, how they do. Yes, governor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that with, with oh, Dan. The carriage drivers. Yes. Used to say yes. that. Gov, yes, governor. Governor. Here's your address, governor. <laughs> yes. All right. That's right. Exactly. I forgot so. about that. Okay. What precipitated the nickname Governor? Uh, well, um, this fellow was always having questions, and he would 
you know, come and ask me questions, and I have the answers. And he said, man, you ought to be running for governor. Like, oh, okay, this was just out of the blue, you know, so. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Oh, so. That's pretty good. All right. We can accept. I would suggest that you stay out of the political arena, though. Why? <laughs> for you, reference librarian, Daniel Governor. What's that now? <laughs> <laughs> how, can, how, how can, how did we come up with the handle called social media? Who, who, how did that come about? How, why did we start dubbing that all social media? I couldn't tell you and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can give you my best shot because okay. it is a social circle. Okay. And it is media that's involved. Tweet mm-hmm. is a media, a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can see it. That's a reasonable... We can roll. Last it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that I care. I'm on Dan's side here. Try. I no longer care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when mm-hmm. Patricia gets on Facebook, it'll be, it'll be, it'll make national headlines. You know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. At least within yesterday, USA, it will. It sure will be. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw your post on social media okay. talking about the Rich Little interview, and yep. like, oh yeah, I remember that's coming up this week. So I just wanted to, I wanted to let people and know. Missed it. Well, he'll hear the replay, or else when he's a good little boy, he'll set up Dropbox with you, and we'll make sure you get it. You know, one way or another. Dan has inside contacts. He'll, he got friends. He got right. friends. You know, he'll look after him. That's right. I I, I know the, I know where the bodies are buried. Well, he know where the symbol. <laughs> if we want, I let's put it this way: if we want, to, if we still want to keep the supplies of bourbon balls, we know we have to behave, Patricia. You know? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to send bourbon balls ever. Ever since I sent bourbon balls to Patricia, she's been falling down. She's been laying in the floor. I, I mean, I, 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 she she's been hitting the bottle really hard. You know, she has been. She's been hitting the chocolate very hard. I know. <laughs> I'm fight. I'm I'm surprised how fast they went. You know, she normally she's so she racing her her bourbon so well, but this time it went really quick. It took me over two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Seven, seven balls a week. That's one per day. That's one per day. <laughs> now, the average bourbon bear, <laughs> the average bourbon bear would sit down 
and eat half the box one day and half the box the next day. And I was so judicious. I would look at them and say, you Uh do need me to taste you, don't you? And those little things, they just drove me to it. So did you have anything with your bourbon, Patricia? (laughs) No. Oh, I thought you might have a little cup of milk or something to go with your bourbon or something. Oh, you know, bourbon, and, bourbon, bourbon and milk, you know. Oh, yeah. man, you've got to take over this one. She, she, she has a bourbon ball just to relax. I see. So, sometimes she gets That's over relaxed, she doesn't even move. That's why she falls on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> your bourbon ball's the only time I wasn't falling down. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and I, I have to remember next year when I send bourbon balls to Walton, I've got to send a a, a, a decoy box of chocolate for the yeah. family. Yeah, that way they know they'll be confused. <laughs> this is true. Oh, gosh, a decoy box. I think that's great. So you're going to have these, these little balls of chocolate that are so delicious, and they're going to be absent of brandy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. bourbon, and then they will say, gee, what's wrong with this? It doesn't taste the same. In the meantime, Walden's box will have disappeared. That's right. That's right. So I didn't think about it. So, your instructions for next year. So if bourbon part of brandy? No. 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 I, di- I didn't think so. Yeah. Is, is, whiskey, is, is whiskey a brandy? No. Whiskey, whiskey is a bourbon. Ah. But, but not brandy. Or, or, bra- or brandy and whiskey cousins? Brandy is a fine girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting lost in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it matters. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a night full of, I don't care. I don't care. I'm amazed at how many people are not hanging in there with Super Bowl tomorrow. And my invitation was sports. Super Bowl, this is my concession for the year, and very few people took me up on that. Okay, of your f- of the family who you know and love and talk to tonight, or you heard from email, my dear, how many do mm-hmm. you think will be watching the Super Bowl? Well, I don't think Ralph is. I, I don't no. recall that we asked him. Fred said probably not. Um, Chad? No. <laughs> he can't. He's he doesn't like, his chest. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like sports, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary, I think, crossed it off his list. Yeah, those two. We forgot those two calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, depending on the circumstances, if he's he awake. Game, yeah. Probably not. And Dan? He'll be Dan? working. I'll be working. I'll be working. So. But, but maybe, or if you were not working. Yes. Would you watch it? Would you watch it? Um, it would depend if I'm at maybe my brothers. They might have it on. You know, I, I, it would probably be more of a social gathering. Probably would spend more time talking to family members during the super mm-hmm. party. We'd probably have it on in the background. Yeah, you would not be the one on the edge of the seat saying, "Please be quiet. We've got a big play coming up." Exactly. Yes. Well, boy, that sounds, I'm, I'm just coming out so far ahead here. Walden, 
I, I, what you're going to do with your popcorn. Well, um, well, I'm both working with Brian Hager a little bit during the game at the front. So I won't, I'll probably miss part, but I'll see some of it. Because Mom is playing to lay out ships and stuff for us at Monkshaw, so I need to get out there. I and, remember the chips. And I and I hear we might and I hear we might have pizza. So so, you know, so I'm gonna have to make an appearance in front the front part of the house to get some some grub. So I you have I, to get some pizza you will. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to I'll probably get out there and visit part of the game, but it's um you know priority. Well, if you know, if people want me, I'm willing to I let's put it this way. If I'm if I'm not under the gun and not pressed for things or something don't if somebody don't need me, then I might turn it on. If it's if it's, if Patricia calls me and said I'm falling, I'm gonna go look for Patricia three thousand miles away. You know, I guess there's higher priorities in my life. I've fallen and right. I can't get up. I will come get you. <laughs> That's what I had to tell the poor uh, the poor, I don't know what you call them. The, fo- health, the phone. Health operators, I don't know. The operator or they, whatever. They pick up fast. And they called my sister. Oh, really? Yeah. What did they do? Why, why did they call Barbara? They, they called to let her know that I had made a call to them, and it was not an emergency. Everything was fine. But because they have her down, or I put her down, as my emergency contact, anybody who's on my list would have gotten a phone call. Nice. Oh, I see. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Nice. Said, these, guys, so, these guys earned their $35 a month in one call. Wow. Yeah. They'd still be out there saying, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my phone with me. I usually walk around with a phone, too. Is this done through, uh, who, who sponsors this, um, this, uh, activity? I, don't, I don't know who the parent company is, or even if there is one. It's Lifeline, which is a name you find all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's, huh? it handle, it's handled through the hospital that I use. And that's how they got to me. I think there's Lifeline, there's Life Awards. I think there's another company. There's a, I think there's several oh, yeah. of them out there, but, yeah. uh. They're, they're all over the place. But this one um, was part of the follow-up that I got from the hospital the last time I was in. And they gave me the first three months for free, or the first month for free, I guess. Three months? Well, Maybe three months. I think, I think one thing that we might want to pass along to the rest of the family, you know, if you're having some difficulty, uh, there are groups like hospice mm-hmm. and other groups like what you're dealing with out there. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, be sure to speak to your uh, hospital, uh, uh, and maybe they can help you with, uh, you know, some caregiving there. Yeah. Also, another thing, don't forget, if, if you're if you're having trouble getting out, uh, I know out here it's a big deal. if Meals on Wheels. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one for a family to check in. If you're if you're having trouble getting out of the house and you want at least one good hot meal a day. Uh, that's highly recommended. Mm-hmm. So that's a, yep. another one. They are good people. Yeah. I'm fortunate that I'm not, you know, I'm not dealing with, with any of that. And the other day, when I went out with my Care Bear, <laughs> so cute, <laughs> my Care Bear, um, when I went out with her, that was the first time I have been out in weeks, in weeks. You know, you can run out of a lot of food in weeks. 
so I was really grateful. It, it was not an easy trip down or up, but I did it, and I was really proud of me. So did Kill Bill come up to Kill Bill come up there now to get you? Oh, she was at the door. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I thought originally when you and I talked about the service, you had to meet her down by the car. So I was wondering. I'm glad. I'm glad they she had some flexibility to come get you. Oh yeah, this good. this group is really good. Her instructions were: um, she needs grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. She needs uh, to have the groceries put away. Mm -hmm. And I needed post office because some of my mail is being held. Yep. And then anything she needs. Oh. Those are the instructions. Good deal. So you were out for two or three hours? Three hours, yeah. Um, well, actually two and a half hours. And she came in and said, well, I've still got a half an hour. And off she went to the kitchen. Hmm. She cleaned the counters. She put away food. <laughs> it was just amazing. So I will ask for her when I have to go to my my doctor's office, and, you know, the really strange thing is I know I could drive and drive well mm -hmm. because I'm not standing and exhausting my legs. Well, but the one, the one really, thing is, you know, yeah. if you have a spell or a twinge or something like that, you may lose control of your car. Mm, it would mean that my foot would come off pedals. And yeah. I drive a standard shift car, so it's going to stop itself eventually. Could, but, um, could, could, so could, anyway, she, could, was, she was with me up and down the stairs, and it was really cool. I, I felt, finally, like I was escaping. So, could, she clean your apartment, could she clean your apartment for you if you need that done? Ask me that again, please. Could she clean, could she clean your apartment if you need that done? Sure. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure she had the flexibility. Yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Yep. That, that goes under anything else she needs. Okay, perfect. Isn't that great? Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. So well, she, can, she can water your plants for you. I don't have any plants anymore. Oh. I killed my little squash plant. I don't think I killed it. I think it just is not the right environment for growing things. But it was nice to have something growing out there. I'll have to put another seed in it. What are we going to try to grow next time? I really like the squash. The tomatoes came out one marble. I had one marble <laughs> when I planted tomatoes. <laughs> what, else? what else is in there? Oh, a sweet potato. I could do a sweet potato. They, they come out nice. Big vines and big leaves. What else should I plant, Dan? Well, how much room do you have? Do you have would, would you have to ha would it have to be container gardening? Yeah. Uh, you can buy these tomato kits. You can buy a tomato kit and have a tomato out on the back on your patio. You think I won't kill it, really? I think you could. <laughs> could kill it. <laughs> I really love talking to you. You're so honest. You are so honest. Well, uh? what could we what could we grow in your backyard that could create income? Like maybe oranges? You know, Florida oranges, you know? Could you start growing that in the backyard? Right. In 10 years, it would it would start putting out fruit. <laughs> um, probably less if you can find someone who really does a good job grafting. But 
See, we should um, ship them. Just... We, we should ship them throughout the yesterday USA family. Homegrown, uh-huh. homegrown oranges from Patricia. Uh huh. So, how am I going to put an orange tree on a porch? Uh, we talked to Dan. Eight by ten porch. We talked to we talked we talked to Governor uh, Farmer Dan, and have him design mm-hmm. something for you. I, I no, think I think it's actually much less than eight by ten. So he's going to have to be terribly creative here. You could, you could get a banana tree and grow that on your back patio on a, in a potted banana tree, you know. You could grow bananas, why? Yeah, they grow pretty tall. They do. They do grow pretty tall, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's hard to grow a lot of, a lot of money-making uh, material off of patio. I just have to sit out on the corner with a tin cup. You might have to. You might. Yeah. You might have mm-hmm. to move to a. Uh, you might have to move to a liberal state like Colorado and grow uh, something they uh, can grow in Colorado or someplace, something like that. That's, that's I, I think I think what Patricia needs to do is write the 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 farmer's almanac or something. You know, um, what can you grow on your the, what can you go on your back in your on your porch? All very, the d- very short chapter. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> After extensive research, I found nothing that you could throw off your patio to make money. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people can write an entire book about nothing. Exactly. Well, they have a TV show. And look what it's done for Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That's true. You could you could do a, you could do a TV show that's called Care Bears and Cars Going After Coffee. Oh, see, you are such a creative genius. You could do that. <laughs> see, I you know that's what I've been thinking the last few days. If I be, if I were a writer, yeah, how could I write a book when I really say when I say everything so short? You know, a couple of sentences, and I have a trouble to expanding right. my thought. It just, yes. I, I mean, how and, do? And you, you do mental shorthand. I know. I just, I just thought of that. That's a good phrase to fit you. It's true. I and, know. And that's how that's how I think. So how do I how do I expand that into a book? Well, I think we've crossed writing off your list. <laughs> <laughs> We could just call Patricia's show Driving Miss Patricia. Yeah, or we could get called yeah, Walt. Could we come up with some prizes and just let you rip with a book, put it out on the shelves, and say anyone who can interpret this gets a prize? We could do that, or or I know the topic of my book. Um, Walton stream stream of consciousness, right? You know, I think everything's shorthand. Cause uh-huh. whatever I come up for a whole month, we'll get put it down on paper, and I'll have Patricia put it in grammatical content, and voila, there's the book. That's right, exactly. Random thought from a confused person. Wait. <laughs> that's that's our Walden. <laughs> Beyond. Oh dear. Oh dear. Boy. Well, Dan, we are up to the four o'clock point here. 
Yes. I better hang. I better wake up and go back to bed. Who? You or me? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Be far behind. You're walking on Super Bowl Sunday, so yeah, I guess you gotta go back to bed, Dan. There's a, there's a, I think Junior Brown has a song that says, you got to wake up every morning to say goodnight to you. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're working, we're working split shifts here, aren't we? We, we are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it, it actually is very true for many, many couples. Many. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, I guess you're doing well. I am. I I had a extremely busy week. Um, yeah. I was visiting the Long Beach Veterans Hospital to put on a radio event in March, and a uh-huh. a, a, hosp- a hotel. And I had some. I had my physical and all done the last week, so I've been doing blood work and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff to see if I'm alive or dead. You know, all those yeah. good things to find out. Yeah. And. I, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward. I'm gonna have my first colonoscopy, whatever that word is, here in a couple of weeks. So that's that's a thrill of a yeah. lifetime. But I think it's good that all of us who hit yeah. fifty and over should have that checked out. So I'm gonna. That's right. I'm gonna follow that example to make sure. Yes. You know, because I think we all know people. I know one person. Um, my from my dad's real estate broker. Who never bothered, and that's what he died of. So I mean. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. dad said, "Is it Nelson?" That was happened to David. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those type of things. Everybody's. It's such a slow growing thing. If you catch it early, you're yeah. better off. So. Mhm. So I, I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna do go it. ahead and do it. Yeah. Yes. Good that's good. Yeah. So I'm. It's been a busy week, and I got stuff this week. Nice, nice hectic. But I guess you know I gotta have. On Friday, Patricia's gonna talk to an English butler. So I, I, I'm gonna see how that's gonna all turn out. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe she can lure an English butler over to her house, and then she'd have a caravan and a butler. Oh, very good. Whoa. She deserves it. You know. You are coming up with some dynamite ideas tonight. <laughs> she deserved the butler. That's right. They're worth just what you're paying for them. And, now this was, as far as I can tell, I went looking for a publisher's site to find out whether or not it would be a good thing to ask for uh, a copy because we were interviewing for the book. Right. And uh-huh. it came out to be a self-publishing area, which means if... I did wind up with a book. It would have come out of his pocket. Right. Because yep. that's that's the, the way of self-publish. You only get a handful of freebies, and the rest of them have to be paid for somehow. So I bypass that, and off I go to my little Amazon secondhand used type things, and yeah. I had a gift card for Christmas. So oh boy. I used my I used my gift card, and so I got the book for $4, and I was very pleased with that because it was kind of pricey. And when it came, I started to open it, and I thought, oh, my gosh, they sent me the wrong book because it was a hardcover. These, <laughs> these books come out as paperback all the time, and it is a hardcover book in excellent, wow. 
condition, it was listed as acceptable. I think it's excellent. Mm. Um, so I have to start reading that because I got it yesterday. Yeah, it sounds like you had a bargain at four bucks. Oh yes, oh yes. You know, shopping the used books in at Amazon in particular, uh -huh. very good deal. Very good deal. I had, I had a patron uh, two weeks ago. He was looking for a book. Um, on, <laughs> he was looking for a book on bridges in Prague, and there were only like 15 listed in libraries throughout the whole world. And uh, I went on Amazon and I found a copy uh, that he could purchase for like, you know, like it was like very cheap, you know, like for five bucks. And I told him, mm -hmm. you know, we could try, we could try ordering this book for you through interlibrary loan. But I said I went on Amazon and found it's like a book on. I think it was the Chris Bridge in Prague, and and I found it for like four, four or five bucks that he could purchase just through Amazon. So that'd be your best bet right there. Yep, excellent. Have you ever come I across... I sometimes buying a used book because huh? it means that the writer does not have any profit from or any consider monetary consideration mm -hmm. from that purchase. It just goes from person to person as opposed to, you know, publisher to... Your reader, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you, I I don't feel sorry enough to pay twenty dollars extra for a book. But considering we're going to be helping promote his book, it 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 it's it, our payback to him. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, I bought. You're really I you're promoting yeah. several books with Rich Little, and now this one yeah. coming up. Mm -hmm. Have Dan? Have you ever come across a subject matter that? People ask for it that you can't find any reference material, like a book or anything written on it? Uh, more so in the past than today. Okay. I mean, prior to, you know, the uh, Internet, yeah, right. that was a problem. But yeah, today, very, very rarely. I mean, it would be more like a local history uh -huh. uh, topic or something like that, yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as Patricia said, many people are self-publishing books through, uh, there's like a service called Lulu, where if you have a manuscript or if you have a book, mm -hmm. you don't want to go into a formal publisher, you can just yep. basically print it on demand through Lulu. Mm. Amazon works with writers, uh -huh. and the writers put up their self-published books. Yes. Good deal. Right. Many of them are free for uh, the Kindles that they sell up there. They will also sell you mm -hmm. applications for yes. other devices, like I've got a Nook instead of uh, a Kindle. Uh -huh. But when you look through, I get a couple of emails about books, bargain books that are on sale. Sometimes they're only on super sale for one day. But yes. they've really got some super sales, and they've got some really great books for $0.99, cents for $1.99. And some of them finish up at the bottom with free books. And many times the free books are first books published in an upcoming series, or maybe the first book of a series that's already been there. Uh -huh. The challenge is that... These people, and this is a generalization, it's broad brush, I know that, but so many times the first two or three books are so poorly edited. I mean, these people come in and they put their books up there. The Amazon doesn't have anything to do with the content. And 
the editing is atrocious. Wrong words, misspelled words, punctuation out of line, um, stupid stuff like a, a, a character's name was Raymond in the beginning and it's Richard at the end. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff, you get one person reading it and one person will come back and say these things need to be fixed. They don't do that. You know, that they've yeah. got stupid people reading. Sure. Yeah, that's um, terrible. No continuity. No proofreading. No editing. No, that's it. Proofreading, not editing. Proofreading is yeah. a better word. And some of them need editing, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. well, I have found uh, a couple of really good series that way. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased with that. You can tell within the first couple of pages that this is going to be a woofy or something you want to pursue. And if it's a woofy, you just delete it. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're staying busy and you better get some rest. And uh, don't do any more falling. That's not good. Oh, gee, that's not good. I'm hanging on to everything. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. On to everything. So. Well, I will let you all go and have a great week. You too, Dan. Thanks for calling. You too, Dan. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, family. I believe that will be our last call because, you know, it's past four, it's so... And, Pat stuff to and Patricia do, and I got. To be and like that. That's right. So Patricia and I will take the next six hours and do our monologue. What? Okay. Well, I didn't know you were. This, this is another. This is another we statement, isn't it? Aren't we a team? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Very little selectivity in some of these. Stuff. <laughs> Oh my God! I I I, I speak a broad brush, you know. It's up to you to say, you can say whoa, you know. And I have done that. Okay. Whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't remember the last one you did. What were we supposed to do? The the book of Walden. What did the book of Walden say? Well, when I said. These these wees really make me nervous. We, well, I was talking about I was talking when I was telling you this afternoon about you know I'm gonna have you play football tomorrow. You say we, I like you saying we 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 yes yes we are we are going to watch this or we are going to do this or oh, wait a minute let me check out the word we <laughs> and, and the division of responsibilities here. You are such a hoot. I I okay. love I love the phrase and I'm trying to remember who came up with it. When I used to use we, that me, they they come back with me. You have a frog in your pocket. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. We. <laughs> okay, rivet. <laughs> I have to give you a Winnie the Pooh because we have not had Winnie the Pooh. I know. So I know. Well, Winnie the Pooh says, "You are stronger than you seem, braver than you believe, and smarter than you think you are." That's nice. Yeah, he was such a motivational speaker and didn't even know it. We need to have a we need to have a poo expert on the show sometime. Who who would be a poo expert? I don't know. We have to find one. There are so many people who have written books that followed the Pooh Bear. Uh, oh, by the way, Winnie the Pooh, spelled by A. A. Milner, or Milne. Milne. I'm not sure. Yeah, Milnes. I think. Uh huh. They they. He spelled it Winnie Dash the Dash Pooh. Oh. 
It wasn't three separate words. They were Winnie connected the with little dashes. Yeah. So now I know how to spell Winnie the Pooh. Pooh Bear. I say I like to call him. Yeah. Yeah, he must be thrilled. So I thought that was nice. Very nice. Um, so in terms of finding a Winnie the Pooh expert, I think we are, we, our, our choices are the people who have written books after the Winnie the Pooh series finished. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to contact the university and ask for a Winnie the Pooh historian? Do you think there'd be such a person? <laughs> well, I mean, this is, Winnie is a very... A, a special subject. This is not like little teddy bears, or we yeah. have a book about Daffy Ducks. Or I I bet I I bet you in children that maybe there was somebody who studied children's liter- literature, and maybe that was a degree mm-hmm. at some university, and they wrote their their master or PhD thesis on Winnie the, the Pooh. I agree. There's and, got to be somebody out there. And so if we search, tr- if we search tr- like. Yeah. I think our this is for Dan. Dan, you're listening. Search tomorrow in your PhD <laughs> database. You know what is your what can I call it thing or master's thesis? We're looking for Winnie the Pooh expert. So let us know if you find one. When <laughs> warning, warning, warning. <laughs> this is a we project, Dan. <laughs> warning, warning. Oh, gee. Well, I was just thinking that because you're on Facebook uh-huh. and your messages are disseminated all over the place, uh-huh. that you could put a note up there and say we're looking for a Winnie the Pooh expert. Well, actually, the, white, the nice thing about that, actually, I can search for Winnie the Pooh groups. There are all those groups of different subject matters out there on Facebook. And Perfect. So, so that's probably what we need to do. Well, I'll sign it to Dan, because, you know, he'll be all by himself tomorrow at the library, and he'll need a project. That's good. I like that. <laughs> okay. So you're in charge of, oh, I like this. We've reversed roles here. Uh, you're in charge of finding Winnie the Pooh experts. A Pooh Bear expert. Okay. I, I like that. Yeah. Pooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, poo, yes. <laughs> all right, well, I've got all of your questions here, and by golly, we're not going to leave until you hear them, because I did my homework. You did. And after mm-hmm. all, you're not sleeping at all, so you're ready to stay up all night with me. We have to talk about that as well. <laughs> I don't think so. Which one would you like? We've got your Stump Walden question, brain teaser. Colonial question. I've got a million of them. Um, all the way down. I'm still, oh gosh, still going, still going. Boy, I have a lot of colonial questions, and that's usually a tough one for me. Okay, a presidential question. And we have a presidential quote and a first lady question or quote. And I hope I didn't do this already. But anyway, your baseball question, and that's the end. Uh, on the first lady question, if I did this last week, I'm really going to be upset. Okay, okay. D- you, yeah. you don't have a Super Bowl question either for me? Uh-uh. Okay. I have plenty if you want one. Oh, I, whatever you want to do, I'm just volunteering myself to your, to your services. 
just better stick to the list. <laughs> I am so poopid. I am poopid. Um, but the first lady question, you know, I I look at these during the week and say, mm-hmm. okay, that's a good one. Yes, okay, we'll, we'll keep that one. So, and I, they get all jumbled, and I think, well, did I already ask this? Because I've asked myself three times this week. So forgive me if it's already been done. Okay. Sure. sure. Don't you know I forgive you anything? You don't have anything oh, to grief. worry. Oh goodness gracious! You always have to get out get out of jail card for free with me. You don't you know that? Yeah, and I don't even have to run around the game board. No, you don't. You um, get me jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you are wondering, why don't we do the first lady question, comment, or statement, and I'll tell you. If it's okay. This is a first lady whose father was known as Blackjack. Did I ask you that? No, I don't think so. Okay, then I was talking to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so nice to know. Okay, who was Blackjack and who was the first lady? a really way out question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love it when I come across some intriguing stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's see. First lady, could it be Patricia Smith? I don't think we had a Smith yet as, a pertri- as first lady. Let's see here. You know, we don't, we've never had a Smith Johnson, what are the more common last names? Uh, Johnson. Okay, you always have one. 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 Two. Yes, two. Okay, you're right. See, you know your presidential history better than I do. No, that's it. You've had my limit. (laughs) (laughs) That's all all I have to offer to you. What what are the other famous common surnames? Smith, Johnson, uh, there, uh, there, uh, there, there's probably three or two or three more, right? They're way up there. Yes. Jones. Yes. There, I don't think we've ever had a Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Are we doing one of these travel around the bush again? Yes, we are. How did they <laughs> figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the first lady? whose father was known as Blackjack. Who was Blackjack? Who was the first lady? Lady Bird Johnson. Nope. And Although, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a reasonable guess. It does, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I have no clue, my dear. You got me. Okay, it was Jacqueline Kennedy. I thought about her, it was her, and I didn't know if that was even approaching. Interesting. Yep. Okay. And, of course, her name before she married was Jacqueline Lee Bouvier. Mm-hmm. And her father was John Verneau Bouvier III, and he was the one known as Blackjack. He was a stockbroker, playboy from a wealthy family, French in ancestry, Roman Catholic by religion, and 
he sort of had a good time while he was out there. So, yes, he was known as Blackjack. And I think it had to do with card playing. Huh. Actually, well, I uh, mean, there was a pirate Blackjack, so right, I don't right. think he was a pirate. Huh. Did not know that. That's a great story. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. What a mixed-up mess. Uh, people can get into such messes with their families, and it's not even their fault. I mean, this was her father known as Black Jack. Poor Jackie didn't do anything. No. Now, oh, well. thank you, thank you the family dynamic, she jumped from her own family into the Kennedy family. It's a very strong dynamic, dynamic mm-hmm. family lines, yeah. Yeah, and did not particularly get along well with Rose Kennedy, who picked out Jackie's wedding dress. I think that's sort of crossed. That was not a good start. I can see sort of a, a mother trying to encourage her daughter, mm-hmm. but not a future mother-in-law getting involved in that. No, no, that was a portent for yeah. sure. Yeah. She um, commented on her wedding dress at a later time mm-hmm. and said she hated it. It looked like a lampshade. <laughs> Which was kind of a strong statement for somebody like Jackie, but that was it. She hated it. It looked like a lampshade. No in between on statement on that was there. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was nothing in between. This is rotten and period. Okay, now what would you like? Oh. I bought my colonial question, Kim here, and you got a lot to choose from, so what you oh, work I have on that? Many many to choose from so let me see uh we've got that one and we've got stuff let me see okay who coordinated the boston tea party dr bush what? okay you gotta explain <laughs> well can uh, I'll explain that because that's who my ancestor was who was involved in the doctor into the boston tea party with Dr. Uh-huh. Bush, so I'm giving the good doctor all the credit. Okay. I think John Adams would have a problem with that. Well, I was I'm, so surprised at this. He was the coordinator No kidding. Now, I can see Samuel doing that, but John? John, I know. John? Oh, well. Mm. You know, live and learn. No, so Rob, John Adams. No, Robert Rousers, what can I say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They cause such problems. Okay, what next? Uh, My presidential quote. Your presidential quote. This is a good one. I just got so much colonial stuff, I have to get down here. (laughs) Hold on. Presidential quote. A government big enough to give you everything you want is a government big enough to take from you everything you have. I think that's Ronald Reagan. Dead air is brought uh, to you by Walter yeah. Think Time. Yeah, Richard 
Joyce W. No. No. One more. George H. We'll be generous tonight. Hmm? George H. No. You're dancing all around it. It was Gerald Ford. Ah. I was close. Which I thought it was pretty neat. I was close. I know. That's mm-hmm. how you know you're going around, George H. W., uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan, and... But anyhow, I am going to check this out and remind me that I must do this because I thought I had this in my files for a different president. Okay. I mean, somebody way back, like Adams or sure. Madison, something sure. back there. It can seem like a very familiar statement that another yeah. president would have made. Yeah. So, you know, they borrowed stuff from each other all the time. But, okay, I will go find it. Not at this moment. <laughs> I'm wilting. Okay, what else? Uh, my presidential question. Your presidential question. Okay. Presidential question. Okay. Now, I've got a statement here. I have to make into a question. Okay. Who introduced, which president introduced the Lincoln Penny? Well, we know it's not Lincoln. Very good. Okay, you both are laugh. You know, black, black guys. Okay. I'm smiling. You okay. can't hear a smile, though, can you? No. Oh, Walden, that was so funny. Ba- 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 bang your head on the sh- well, that, that would help me. Um, or have Care Bill work on put a bill around your neck. That way I know you, when you laugh, when you don't want to laugh. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> She'll put a little bell here. <laughs> My Care Bear. She thought that was so cute. Uh, my Care Bear. My Care Bear. We'll get double the Care Bear. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't heard Kitty Cat meow yet tonight, so we need to get that figured no. out. Yeah, you're not going to. She's in the other room. Oh, jeez. It's a planned event. <laughs> From room to room. <laughs> um, hmm. Teddy Roosevelt. Yes. Ah, oh, what a lucky guess. That was not a lucky guess. Tell me what made you come up with him. Well, I had, I think it had to be a president after Lincoln, so I was pretty safe about that. And then I got thinking, the general they passed it some time, so I thought about Grant, but I thought that's probably too soon. Then I jumped a few presidents, and I thought, and then I came down with Teddy Roosevelt. Seemed like, like, so that's that's why I came up. How I came up was it? My did indeed. It my was mental choice. Oh nine, Teddy Roosevelt, and it was the first American coin to feature a likeness of a real person. Ah, never knew that. Well, we do now. I didn't either. So, so is that way we played the Buffalo Head Nickel with the Lincoln, I guess. No, the buffalo head. No, the, the buffalo nickel was. Oh wait a minute! Wait, wait a minute! Who's on the nickel now? That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, so pin, Lincoln. Lincoln's on the penny, right? So. Mhm. And FDR is on the dime. Um, so was it was it the Indian head? It was the Indian head penny, right? So I'm wondering yes. if Lincoln replaced the Indian head. 
No, that wouldn't have been because he uh, Lincoln was the first actual person. Right. So, but, but I'm trying to think. Indian. But I'm trying to think what what was the symbol on the penny before then? I think there were Indian, you know, Indian headdresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the P.S. An Indian is an actual person as opposed to a monument or a building. And they even, the Liberty Coins featuring Miss Liberty, which is not a real person. So, do I have to look this one up too? No, I'm just curious what used to be on different coins before we came up with the Lincoln and FDR and whatever's on the nickel. Yeah. Is it Benjamin Franklin? No, I think it's Jefferson. Let me see. Let me see. Jeff isn't Jefferson on the quarter? Oh, that's um Washington. That's Washington. Okay. Isn't this scary? We hold these <laughs> guys in our hands. Jefferson Nichols. Jefferson Nichols. Jefferson Nichols. Yes. Has been the five cent piece. Yeah, I was right. It is Jefferson. Okay. Wonderful. You are so Should we good. Please stop now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the half dollar. Who's on the half dollar? Boy, that's a rare piece you see anymore. Uh, my guess would be Benjamin Franklin. Nope. This is from my brain. Uh, we actually have two. Two figures. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Nope. Andrew Jackson. I don't know. John F. Kennedy. Okay. And Dwight D. Eisenhower. Now I have to look them up to make sure. Oh. Um, that's the half dollar. And the silver dollar, I think, is just, I say just, it's, it's not a person. It's well, you should be, you should be, you should be, Susan B. Anthony. Remember when they had Susan B. Anthony? <laughs> Dollar for a while. That was a bomb. And then, then I remember as a kid, those those silver dollars were really big. And I think you're right. There was an like a Statue of Liberty or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Okay. It is um, Dwight D. Eisenhower and John Kennedy. Kennedy half dollars. Yeah, I was right. Eisenhower and Kennedy. I'm doing really well tonight. You're cooking with gas. What can I say? Oh, boy. My gas tank is empty. <laughs> <laughs> what? what other coin would you like? I think I'm out of coins. Oh, the dollar. The dollar. The dollar. Who do we have on the dollar, on the silver dollar? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh. My goodness, I do not know. I'll bet that's a Liberty Kid, right? Must be. Or is I, that what, that's what, what I, you just said, right? Yeah, it must be. Okay. <laughs> and it is... United States... Yeah, Miss Liberty. Liberty Head? Yeah. It's a Liberty Head coin. Hmm. Okay. Are they even still making dollars anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. No, and they certainly discontinue. If they are, they're 
certainly not the Susan B. Anthony's. And, and what's even rare, probably the 50 cent piece is probably even rare. Yeah? I think so. Hmm. Well, it's kind of hard to carry them around in your pocket and spend them. People behind the counters, and certainly not all of them, mm -hmm. but you get people behind the McDonald's ca uh, cash register, and they punch in pictures. you got one Super Mac, you've got one Mac, one fried potatoes. Mm -hmm. They don't ring them up. The, um, the machine comes up and says, okay, they owe you $7.48. And the person puts in the amount of money that it's all by computer. Nobody can make change anymore. It's amazing to me that whoever thought of that idea, it's pretty amazing that come up, they get pressed the symbol. And now, mm -hmm. you know, when you go through a drive-in, when you look, when you, they, you look at it on the screen now. So it's almost like, make, trying to double check it before you say, okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nobody can make change anymore. Oh, Walden, what have we done? What have we done? I don't know. It's but anyhow, I doubt anyone of, let me say, if, we, if we've got 500 high school seniors, out of that number, how many would know what a half dollar is? One percent, maybe. One percent. Mm hmm So five people might know. Five people. I, I think you're probably on target. Mm hmm And maybe fewer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyhow. Okay. All right. Now, what's next? My brain teaser. Your brain teaser. We're fixing the world this week. Brain teaser. What is always coming but never arrives? Uh, tomorrow. Correct. Excellent. Very good. Just excellent. You have trained okay. me well. <laughs> I don't think so. You're just you're you're thinking in a different way. You and I are both literal. Uh-huh. You know, if you, if you tell me this is orange, I'm not going to say, gee, it looks like peach to me. Yeah, I'm going true. to say, okay. <laughs> that's, that's true. what you say. Yeah. But, uh, so, both of us now. See, you've got me thinking in different ways. I know. Okay. But, 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 oh, you know? Well, you trained me. What can I say, you know? And I you think you're right. You trained me. Yeah. See, we're a very good compliment for each other. We we we, 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 we work on each other. Yeah, yeah. The world is no longer safe. No, no. Okay, we when, have a Steve Walden when, when, when we're in the White House in four years, I'm going to put you in charge of the social media campaign. That way you can tweet and and help influence everybody. Thank you. 20 times a day. <laughs> 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 and we'll see how that goes. Oh, my goodness. What a mix-up this year. What a mix-up. Okay. Stump Walden and baseball. Stump Walden. Oh, good. Oh, good. Which prominent actor said, if you know how to handle your voice in radio, it's almost impossible to destroy an illusion? Oh, that's a great quote. That almost sounds like an Orson Welles or Vincent Price. Nope. It's going to surprise you, too. Mm. 
Jimmy, uh, is it Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart? Vincent Price would no, it's not Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Vincent Price would have been a great guest, but it's not. Is it William Conrad? No. Jack, Jack, Jack Benny. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, Bob Hope. No. How many more are in your repertoire before we, we have to say? Hey, <gasps> No. <laughs> I'm running out of guess, Benita. Benita, I, I'm running out of my guesses right now. It is Bob Bailey. His name crossed my mind. I never locked him in on that. That's a great one. Yeah, he is. Uh, it was, you know, his his work that we're most familiar with, with Johnny Dollar, was almost colloquial. It was easygoing. It was kind of campy in a couple of places. And my tendency, I think, with others as well, my tendency is to identify the person with the character. And Johnny Dollar would never say something like no. this, but Bob Bailey would. But I never, I never separated the two of them. So I was really quite surprised when, when I saw that. By the way, uh, um, if you get a chance next week, can you listen to, or maybe you can look it up yourself. It was interesting to listen to Bill Conrad play Philip Marlowe. I don't know if you ever got a chance. I, his opening just uh-huh. totally threw me off. And I want you to listen to the opening. You know, how, you know, how Gilmore, get it, get it straight. You know, a, yes. a crime. Yes. A, a crime? Uh, criminals? Oh, whatever. A crime is a stucker's road. You know, did did did. And it's fascinating because Gilmore has a bite to that thing. And, yes, and, and, yes, he and, had he had a, a tough. It, it it was unusual. I'll just say that it was indeed unusual. And when I listened to him, it, he did it so softly. It did not have the same inclination. No. And no. No. I I felt like by the end of the show, listening to it, I I could see why Joe, uh, you know, Bill Conrad seemed like he grew into the into the character, but. At the beginning, he was playing so soft compared to who I'm so used to when do Joe Moore have a bite to his um, personality. Yes. And where was um, William Conrad in a re- rehearsal or an audition? No. It was just, I guess Joe Moore was sick, and so uh, Conrad, it shows somebody won the anniversary gift at the, sh- at the show. Okay. From All 1950. Right. So this is two years before Gunsmoke or anything. But it's just, it was just fascinating to listen to Bill Conrad's yeah. portrayal. He had a fascinating voice to listen to. He was in so many programs, mm-hmm. just all over the place. And his voice was so recognizable. There, there was no doubt who was playing the role. Yep. But, my gosh, and he was very good yep. at them, you know, with Escape and yep. so many of the other shows that where he was regularly there and they were so different from other roles he played that's true so we got to give him a high five on that that's true yeah a for effort a for effort or something like that 
All right. Which means we are left with your baseball question. Are you going to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? No. Okay. All right. Do you want me to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Me out to the ball game. Sarah, what the heck did I do with it? I knew it. I Take knew it. Me I out somewhere for the crowd. Huh? What? Buy me him peanuts and oh, crack cracker jacks. jacks. Yeah. All right. I <laughs> don't care who never get back. So take. Me out to the ball game. If they don't win, it's a shame. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> For if one, two, yeah, three strike, you're out. At the old ball, ball game. game. Very good, Patricia. I had, um, I'll have to find it for next week. It was a great question. And I'm, I'm, you know, with working on two computers, I always confuse myself. That's good. So, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Let's so, are you going to, you want to substitute for a geography question? <gasps> well, then I don't have a geography question. I forgot it. <coughs> That's okay. Oh, no, it's not. I really um, am a failure this week. Let's see. What what state the, what do what state will the Mississippi River cross? Can I it, can I count that as a geography question? Sure. Um. I don't, does the Mississippi River flow through, through Mississippi? I don't think it does. I don't think so either. <laughs> I was getting ready for a search here. I I Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, the Missouri River probably would be a good one. Yeah. Right. But I would say, with the Mississippi River, we go to Louisiana, but I don't know if they ever go to Mississippi, so. Mississippi River. That's one word I know how to spell. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. There you go. This is very good. You didn't say very good, Boy Wonder, but, you know, what can I say? Very good, Boy Wonder. I, you know, I have such a time doing reading and writing and arithmetic all at the same time. Okay, let us see here. Anyway, next week, next Friday, everybody, uh, Patricia will be with us. She'll be doing double duty next week. She'll be on both Friday and Saturday. And with Dave Kane, will Dave be able to survive three hours with Patricia, John Lurie, and Walden? Find out. Tune in next Friday night to see if Dave <laughs> can make it through. And if Batman and Robin can solve the case. Uh, let's see. And then next Saturday, we'll run the interview that Patricia and I will do with Chris Allen, the English butler. And mm -hmm. you'll hear it next oh, Saturday. It's going to be such fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's in here somewhere. John Benny will be our special guest Sunday night. Uh, February 19th. Oh, so good. Put that on oh, your good. calendar. Right near her daddy's birthday. Yeah. 
That's good. We'll be broadcasting oh. live from the Long Beach Veterans Hospital, March 11th. And we'll be up in reps April 21, 22, and 23. So come, come all. <laughs> well, I'm going to make up a question from my memory okay. on the questions that I've just lost, and I'll find them because I know they're there. Okay. <laughs> um, who was the first Latino to be inducted into the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame? Would it be Roberto Clemente? Yes, it is for oh, uh, I don't know who else we could have put in there, you know, as a first. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. No. He was electric. What a yeah. great guy. Yeah. Okay, well, I just have another chunk of information sure. that I need to share because it rocked my boat. Sure. It rocked my boat. Okay. In 1990, McDonald's opened its first outlet in Russia in Moscow's Pushkin Square. What record did... McDonald's set on that day. The most French fries eaten by Russians? <laughs> they were eaten by Russians. Anything eaten by Russians that came out of McDonald's would have been... No, the restaurant served over 30,000 people on that one day. Wow. I said the line literally stretched around the block. And... Pushkin, Pushkin location remains the world's busiest. How about that? Okay, what surprised many Russians when they visited McDonald's for the first time? Uh, Ronald McDonald? Mm, no. How expensive a, a quarter pounder was? Mm, no. How many calories were in a Big Mac? <laughs> no. Um, most of the people who were willing to talk with reporters and throughout the communities, they were known for their customer service. This was just lightning to these people. People were polite. They were courteous. They were really nice. And that is not something that they ever got in any establishment in Russia. Really? So they were really surprised by that. And it says McDonald's changed all that by having smiling, polite workers helping people. How about that? Overall, they, they liked the food and service, but it was the smiles that really took them down. How about that? That's Isn't that pre- neat? That's a neat story. Yeah, I think so, too. Um... And we can forget about that one because I'm at the end of my list and I'm so tired I couldn't even read anything anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So um, I'm ready to go to bed. Are you? I'm fine, but I'm going to send you off to bed. Anyway. It's it's 4.45 here. Almost 5 o'clock. Almost 5 o'clock. I'm too little for this. I know. You did very well tonight. Thank you. I wasn't even grumpy, I don't think. No, you were perfect. And you didn't mm. whine. No, not a lot. You just, like you my, were just... My fireman story. You were just so, sore from yesterday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get my comeuppance this morning? <laughs> yes. Yes. You have a vitamin story? No. Okay. 
Do I? I don't think so. But I was just going to ask. So. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. So are we, re are, we, are we ready to hit the road, my dear? Yes, may I please be excused? Yes, you may. <laughs> All right, my dear. I'll let you go to sleep. Uh, and okay. I will talk. I will talk to you this week. Okay, I figure you're ready no. for. You're ready for yeah. bed. Okay. We can do that. All right. So. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us. What did I step on that you were just saying? I was just gonna say, good night, Patricia. <gasps> good night, Walden. Good night. All right, family. Good Patricia. Night, everybody. Patricia will be with us Friday, and stay tuned because she's gonna do some more office shows really soon. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do need a nap. Oh, I like that. All right, my dear. Okay. Get some sleep. I'll talk to you later. You bet. Bye. Bye. your name? Fresh. I don't talk to strangers. Oh, I'm no stranger. Been waiting every evening for you to walk by. Keep waiting. I'm still walking. Oh, what's your name? None of your business. Pretty name. But I'll just call you Linda. Well, how did you guess? When I go to sleep, I never count sheep. I count all the charms about Linda. And lately it seems in all of my dreams, I walk with my arms about Linda. But what good does it do me? For Linda doesn't know I exist. Can't help feeling gloomy. Think of all the loving I have missed. We pass on the street. My heart skips a beat I say to myself Hello, Linda If only she'd smile I'd stop her a while And then I would get to know Linda But miracles still happen And when my lucky star begins to shine with one lucky break, I'll make Linda Could I see you again sometime? Maybe. How about uh, Saturday night? Well... Shall I pick you up at 8? Okay. Oh, boy, that's a date. Bye now. So miracles do happen And now my lucky stars begin to shine With one lucky break I'll make Linda mine 
Jaws Professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, Alt Page Down, Menu Bar, Skype. Windows M, Leaving Menu Bar, Edit, S, Menu, Skype Menu, Windows M. Alt Tab, Leaving Menus, Edit. Alt Tab, Skype Trademark, Left Bracket for Windows M, Desktop, S, Folder, V, S, Sound, Ford, Enter. Sound, Ford, 